It's interesting hearing uh, the space yesterday with about Damien Hurst's project and how he's like releasing it with an application and it's like you can apply with different wallets, but they maybe will track you and root you out. So it's like, I wonder if there's some system that could start to work to make it at least harder for people to game it, even if it's not a perfect, you know, perfect system. I know Snowfro said he's looking to change the way that these curated drops go. I don't know if for this series they're going to do anything differently, but hopefully this week in the Discord they post some some updates. How do you feel about the Damien Hirsties? You've probably already talked about it, but I missed it. Um, I'm not excited for the art. I'm excited for the um, adoption that may come from the traditional art collectors who are fans of hers. And um, if I was to buy it myself, I'd only be buying it to flip it, honestly. Like, I wouldn't keep it or burn it. I would just sell it as fast as I can. Yeah, I feel like with Damien Hirst, like, you're definitely going to get old-world art interest, and that's going to be great for the space in some ways. But, like, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to... Like, burning the physical or burning the digital kind of misses the point and plays into the FOMO aspect and, like... I don't know, but I do think that they'll sell for more probably. I'm, I'm still um, on the fence. I think though that also there'll be this like whole game theory aspect to it that will be different, whereas like everyone's trying to combine the physical and digital together. And with the choosing, you're going to have a lot of people who have that kind of interest in games and strategy and that sort of stuff, having fun with it, thinking about what they want to do. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that aspect. Um, and I'm, yeah, as Dee said, I'm interested in more people coming in from these two different worlds and cross-pollination there. Actually, Andrew here, I think, knows a lot more than any of the rest of us, I would guess. Yeah, what up, guys? Um, but no, to Claire's point, that's uh, a lot of people are starting to come around to it, even if they're not interested in the project or the art, just because there are going to be those um, really interesting second-order effects. You know, Larry Gagosian has to go and set up a MetaMask right now. I've been uh, <laughs> hearing from the team, like, you know, big, powerful collectors who always get involved in something that Damien's doing. Now they need to uh, come into the space to do it. And I think that's going to, you know, maybe not right out of the gate, but somebody who is already thinking about, say, buying a CryptoPunk, um, you know, now they, they're they forced to become familiar with this tech in order to do so. That's super exciting. It's definitely easy to see that galleries will probably come in for this too. Like, oh, I can get a Damien Hurst for my versioning gallery in the digital space or the physical space and be able to sort of start a collection. Like that'll that'll definitely happen. Yeah, and like one of the fun things about this too is that, um, you know, these guys are forced to do that, right? I know that that's something that the team is super excited about. Um, the art market is just wildly corrupt, Um you know, it's it's racist. Like, uh, there's the uh, uh, the Asian premium. They charge certain people more for the same piece. You know, this, it, and and being able to take uh, uh, you know Damien's usual um, sort of benefactors and patrons and force them to do something new and do it out in the open. I think the team is kind of giddy, frankly, that they get to do that. Is anyone here buying it for the art? Like, would you burn, get your art in real life and hang it up? Like, I can't imagine there's many people out here who do that. I've, it's, I've been hearing different things. Um, personally, I sort of fell in love with this project. I, you know, I went to London. I talked with him. I've got an interview with him coming out sometime this week. 
but um, I I think it's fascinating. Like, uh, but it also kind of makes me feel shallow. Like, I want to be in love with this piece because it's got a great brain. The philosophy's there, but I just don't think it's pretty enough. Like, it doesn't have like a, a nice ass. You know, I need I need that in a relationship. And <laughs> like, so while I'm fascinated by it, I'm not sure if I'm gonna do it. And if I do, I'll get the NFT and I'll collateralize it or fractionalize it when the tools inevitably come out for that. Um, but, uh, it is very pretty, but it doesn't like 100% call to me aesthetically, you know, I'm, I'm much more interested in it for, you know, uh, uh, how he's approaching it and sort of putting his reputation on the line with it. I think that's the most interesting part of it to me. That makes sense. You could also definitely make like an argument for it being kind of like Pollock-like, like it's sort of groundbreaking and abstract and simplified and not everyone's going to love it, but there's definitely a value case. I am interested too in this argument between the short-term flip versus the long-term hold, right? I think that there's like, there's no question that this is going to be oversubscribed. Uh, and so there is going to be that excess demand I think, you know, day two and day three on the secondary market are going to be insane. Um, but to what degree people do like the art or to what degree it has a kind of place in his um, in his career? You know, he's been doing dots a long time. And will this be considered a dot project? Will it have staying power from the meat space? You know, will the physicals be more uh, uh, expensive than the NFTs? How will, you know, the, the numbers distribution play into that? Um I, I and the fact that it has like a bootleg built-in roadmap, right? Because there's this um, three-month period or one year. I think there's been uh, different um, crossed wires in terms of the communication there. But people are forced to choose which one they're going to take, and um, then there's going to be the burning party. You know, there's there's these, and then uh, Damien himself is getting his quote-unquote unlocked. Although that's an unofficial vesting schedule, it's not on chain or anything. After five years. And so there are these landmarks that could potentially, you know, play into how it uh, uh, manages to keep or um, lose value over time. And that's also really interesting to me. Good alpha. <laughs> Good to think about. What's up, y'all? Uh, Andrew, I wanted to give you a shout out. I pinned your, uh, your article up top uh, because for anyone looking to do any further digging into the project, Andrew's article and breakdown of the project is phenomenal. And Andrew, do you have like details about the the neural network piece in there? Because I oh I yeah, that's um, like Henny's going to take over the world. Uh, the the Hearst thing is happening on Palm, um, but Palm is bringing together um, I can't remember his name, David something, but it's this high powered uh, Hollywood guy. It's bringing Joe Hogg, who runs um, uh, Henny, and it's bringing Joe Lubin from Consensus. And so it's these three dudes who have significant business development connections. You know, Joe obviously represents the fine art world. Um, the producer guys who brought in uh, Space Jam and then Joe Lubin, you know, knows everybody in Ethereum. Uh, and so um, the neural network stuff, though, that's part of uh, Joe Hogg's contribution over at Henny. He sort of rose to prominence. Um, he's this very strange figure in, in the art world. He's a little bit like Larry Gagosian, except without the notoriety and the fame. Um, he's been referred to as a significant but rarely discussed force behind the scenes. Um, he's a noted power broker of Gerhard Richter, though. 
And the way he um, rose to prominence was through collecting a lot of them and then using a data science team to study uh, the Richter paintings and figure out why certain paintings would sell at market for prices and, and this and that, and built this whole catalog. Um, obviously, those kinds of capacities have clear applications to NFTs, and I think that Henny is going to enter this space very aggressively from the, uh, you know, not just bringing big name folks in, but also maybe building their own portfolio and collection by doing really, really top tier um, data analysis of different projects and market analysis of different projects. Uh, you know, the art world has a lot of these families that grow to prominence by cornering a market. You know, the Mugrabis very famously then control all of Andy Warhol. Um, but he's really sophisticated that and mastered that. Uh, Damien calls him, uh, Joe, the, uh, the master of exponential growth. And so I think uh, another reason why I'm just confident it's going to do well on the secondary market is that, you know, they have Joe is the one who's sort of playing with the, the levers and, you know, building this thing out is something that can succeed. Go. Yeah, that's fascinating. Thanks for that. What, what, what are you doing? One thing, you that, doing there, that, one thing that blew me away about it, though, is that um, uh, Hearst got into the space in like February, right? He announced that um, he was accepting cryptocurrencies as payment for a, uh, a drop of physical prints. And like everybody started creaming themselves, right? They, they were just thrilled that, you know, somebody like him was even sniffing around NFTs. And now four months later, like uh, we had Sotheby's, we had Christie's. Uh, the Beeple top happened, all that mania. You know, everybody gave Noah Davis shit because uh, uh, he fucked up the promotion of the of the punks. And like suddenly the NFT space just feels like masters of the universe, right? <laughs> They're like, Damien Hurst, oh, he's 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 doing an NFT drop? He can go blow chode. He hasn't, you know, paid his dues. <laughs> what does he know? <laughs> like, but that shift of like, he's even thinking about it four months ago made everybody go insane. And now there's a lot of apathy, I think to his actual NFT project that shows just how powerful um, both the community has become and how powerful uh, it believes it's become. Well, and it's funny that like we had touched on this a little bit uh, yesterday in another space, you and I, but like as much as I wanted to not like this project and to think that it was just, you know, an NFT cash grab by, you know, this prominent artist, Hearst of anyone his marketing strategy, his sort of pumponomics, the whole like uh, kind of meta ethos behind his his selling and marketing of his, his his own work is perfect for this. Like, and the fact that this was sort of conceptualized, you know, a number of years ago, and was just waiting for the right time, right place, right medium to to capitalize on it. Sorry, phone call. Um, but it, it, it's it's. Yeah, it's it's so like the more we talk about it, and the deeper I dig into it, the more I can't help but like it. Are we going all in on the dots? Do we like the dots we now? Do, yeah, I think we like we the like dots. the dots. But I I think that um Andrew made a really great point about the following few days after the initial drop because it is a ten thousand piece project and it is a steep buy in. 
So it's going to be interesting to see like the FOMO ramp into uh, liquidity. The secondary, yeah. Well, and I'm I'm genuinely curious, like if they diversify the collector base as much as it seems like they're trying to, and God forbid they reach a one to like one piece to collector ratio. And the 10,000 people collect this. I, inevitably, there will be flippers. But what does that look like on a secondary marketplace, you know, like in the hours or days immediately after the drop to where anybody that didn't get their hands on it is then trying to? Because if there's more than I think it's yeah, almost exactly. inevitable at this point that more than 10,000 people will try to collect this piece. And uh, that's really interesting. I, I know Andrew had touched on it, but like that sh- short term flip versus long term hold. Um, and then the deflationary aspect in both directions, you know, yeah, like I the, think it's an interesting bit. It's yeah, like the, you either you either apply and try to get in on the one ETH buy in and take the risk of the initial liquidity pushing the, the floor below what you paid or you take the risk of buying on that initial liquidity and it potentially just you know doubling or tripling immediately after the launch right i mean there's there's a probability that both of those things happen well and i don't know if you guys are in the discord sorry go ahead i was gonna say like what's the average piece of his work for like what's the average print run for and then what's the resale because like the more i think about it the more i think the market cap on the project doesn't seem as stupid as i thought it was the first time i heard about it yeah, he his physical print run where he accepted crypto, he sold about 7,500 pieces for $3,000 each. And that was um, a print of one of his Cherry Blossom series. And the floor for those that sold at 3K, uh, if you look online, uh, you can go- Google uh, the Virtues Cherry Blossoms for sale. It's probably around $10,000. I, I saw $15,000. It's apparently come down the last few weeks. So again, these guys know how to do these big runs that then, you know, add value on the, on the secondary market. Um, in terms of his, like, larger art, that's a really interesting question as well. Like, somebody who wants to sort of corner alpha on this project, you know, uh, uh, from, like, an art historical standpoint, his standing has always been incredibly strong. If you open a textbook, he's probably going to be mentioned somewhere, right? Um, but his actual market probably looks like a shitcoin chart. Like, he peaked in 2008, um, somebody pointed out that he sold the Pico top of the, like the entire global yeah, market. Now, I just said it was the Pico top. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, uh, he sold an entire collection, uh, always beautiful inside my head forever, 223 pieces for $200 million on the day that Lehman brothers collapsed and, uh, the entire worldwide market collapsed, his personal art market collapsed. And then it's recently, um, come back again uh, he sold um, treasures from the wreck of the unbelievable that sold 300 million worth of art. And so this guy had this massive peak, this huge trough, and then peaked again. Like wow. <laughs> he personally has like a, a shitcoin chart. <laughs> I think that that's fascinating. So it kind of backs up my thought of like, I would play hot potato with this because he's probably uh, nearer to the peak now. Like, I don't know. That, I kind of, I can see it being a good play. Well, and that's the the fascinating part to me is like the selfish collector in me wants a physical Damien Hurst. The degenerate 
flipper in me wants to hold the NFT. And like <laughs> the so like I'm trying to figure out how can I get three so that I can have the physical <laughs> hanging that I can have the NFT to hold and I can have one to pay for all three. <laughs> That's such a but like I, I if you guys are in the the discord it's fascinating to watch because there's so many people like if just watching like the the avatars of the people in the discord like it is all over the place. Like there's so much more chatter about how to collect the physical uh, of the NFT in the Discord than there is talk about the NFT at all. It's almost like that's really it, cool. It's 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 almost like it's a like the NFT is just the mechanism of how to get the physical uh, in, in a lot of these people's eyes, and I love that deflationary aspect in both directions because the physical like everyone trying to collect the physical is like oh my one of 10,000 is going to be like one of 5,000 and then all of the nft people are like oh my god my one of 10,000 nft is going to be one of 5,000 nfts so Damien, Damien Hurst 1559 yeah it's it's really it's really interesting uh i i just love the whole you know mechanism and mechanics behind it the whole team behind it is obviously incredibly strong both behind the project itself and henny like the more I dig into it, and Andrew, more credit to you because the more, the more I hear you talk about this and Henny, and like the the more incredibly bullish I am on just the entire everyone involved in the project ecosystem, etc. Like, I, I love how much you've been able to share on this. So thank you. Just saw Thank You X and Hans Zimmer are doing a collaborative NFT. It's pretty cool that Hans Zimmer is getting in here to let us hear what color sounds like. Good grief. Big fan. I just love seeing the you know big creators outside of crypto get in because it just gives us so much uh, bigger of a pie if we can get their fans on board. Well, and not only that, but to see someone that's like practically NFT native at this point, like Thank You X, get recognition on the other side from someone like Hans Zimmer, like that's freaking incredible. Yeah, is that the next move? You know, it, it Jay Z tried to buy a CryptoPunk and then sell his NFT, and I think broke even. <laughs> like he sold his uh, cover art for what sixty thousand. So good for him. But is the new thing now, you can't just buy a CryptoPunk and then launch. You have to actually collaborate with a native artist. That would be well, I, I, that, that was a more like more multifaceted breakdown, I think, because like I think Sotheby's largely fell short on their marketing of that piece. Like I knew some decently sized collectors in the space that didn't even know that auction was live. And like if they were only trying to hit a 50 ETH price point on that piece, they could have just listed it on Super Rare. But like. I, I think it was largely a lack of education and promotion around, you know, on Jay-Z's part and his team, because Jay-Z is one of those personalities where some of his, you know, super fans very likely would have paid the two, like the hundred grand to collect that piece. And it, it was probably just an education and onboarding issue uh, around the significance of a Jay-Z Genesis NFT mint. Uh, and, and honestly, I think that that will, that that was, it's going to be looked back on as a steal because I don't think Jay-Z is going anywhere, uh, and, and will 
only farther be involved in the NFT space, uh, especially off the back of his conversation with Jack. But the issue was, like, we've seen all of these Sotheby's Christie's auctions, anytime that they allow payment in crypto, it's crypto native people that are all of the top bidders. And looking through that lens, if you're not tapping into the crypto and NFT native culture, doing clubhouse rooms, doing uh, Twitter spaces drops, doing like these sort of uh, drop parties and like spreading the awareness within the culture itself, you're not going to draw those bidders. And so I think Jay, for Jay specifically, like there's a huge intersection between Jay fans and NFT, like crypto native people. Because and that's why I was surprised to see it go for as cheap as it did. Well, and it's maybe, funny to say 100k is cheap, but like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe that specific one just wasn't like as well executed as like you know his tenth iteration on what he's going to do with this technology, which I think 100%. is what we're going to see, right? And yeah, like I, I think OB. that he's such a savvy artist, collector, businessman. Like you look at how many white glove pieces he's collected himself, you know, like he is definitely involved in, in the collector and auction space. And I think this is the first of many for Jay-Z. So I think that it's naive to think that he won't iterate and have a much more successful drop in the very near future. Yeah. It's incredibly naive to think that it's like you, you never listen to the blueprint. This this touches on something I've been thinking thinking about a while. I thought that the the sort of initial response it seems like the community's warmed up to it, but the initial response to the Hearst one was just such a flex. Like nobody gave a shit, and like the punks Discord in particular, the kind of center I'd say cultural center of NFTs, were like, "What what is this guy? We don't care." But I'm wondering if like something I think about a lot uh, as a reporter is that you know as Bloomberg comes in, right? Uh, uh, you know, the, my my value and my influence is waning. Like, uh, their coverage is terrible, but it's still the loudest voice in the room. And I'm wondering, as the Jay-Zs come in, as the Damien Hursts come in, like, is the, like, these are people with built-in audiences, right? Um, how many wallets on Ethereum mainnet have an NFT at all? A quarter million? And so when these guys come in and don't necessarily need the backing, they're still like making overtures to the NFT community, right? They're still trying to be friendly, but the day will come. I wonder, like, I see my influence waning and I'm wondering if like NFT community people feel the same. I think that there's a big um, difference in the age distribution between fans of Jay-Z and fans of Damien Hirst, most likely. And like crypto is like, tilted toward younger generations which likely grew up listening to jay-z and listening to rap music but does jay-z like for him to be successful here will will he have to continue to make those overtures or can he sort of drag his audience in you know maybe even in spite of the nft community not welcoming him like the, i think that he can because he's jay-z Right. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he will bring people in because he's Jay-Z. But I also think that there's a lot of kids in even in just this room that like are extremely passionate about hip hop. And Jay-Z is a legend in that space. So it's like the combination of both things. Like especially Jay-Z, 
I don't know if you've all seen the music video for the song Ape Shit, um, but Jay-Z and Beyonce like rented out the Louvre at night and had people in there in front of all of the paintings posing like statues and posing like the people in the paintings. And like, there's clearly a disruptive performance art element with the traditional art world that they're sort of engaging in anyway. So maybe if they lean into that, the space will figure out that they're sort of on the same team and pick that up. It's a good fit, I think. I love that. Queen Bay. 100%. Yeah, God forbid when Beyonce does something, like, it's a wrap. It's only a matter of time. Should pick out the female punk already in chat. (laughs) Oh, as soon as Jay-Z, as soon as people found out that Jay-Z, that that punk was Jay-Z's, did you notice that there was an uptick in black female uh, sales? Not surprised They were scheming, yeah. Yeah, And, and I mean, it's unsurprising, but at the same time, like, yeah, it's it's likely a matter of time. They they are too savvy of artists, business people, collectors themselves. Like they see the direction that this is going. Somebody picked and, up the yay one too, the one with the hoodie and the gold chain. Yeah, and and the mebits, the mebits that were all like there was a huge spike in uh, mebit sales for like the hoodie gold chains and stuff like that. It's it to me the the secondary effects of something like that are just as fascinating because like granted Jay-Z is Jay-Z, but like there are a lot of people like Jay-Z that yeah, have still not even going to pick that. Yeah. It's just going to be, it's going to be a trickle down. Um, and it's kind of funny to even call it a trickle down because uh, it's just going to be wave after wave after wave. And it's going to be hard to keep track of. Is it even a wave anymore? Or is it just always up? <laughs> always has been up yeah that's just so fucking fun to see though like i remember you know uh, uh, smoking talking with like nate alex uh, back in 2018 2019 like it was a thought experiment will something become more expensive if jay-z has owned it right <laughs> now we're seeing yeah. this play out and not only is that the answer yes but um you know uh, uh the way uh, him buying it can actually influence the entirety of the market as well with those uh with those traits that's brilliant i mean again i I kind of explained this yesterday with just like looking at an asset and looking at who's on the cap table and like valuing things based on that like startups where a16z invests in them or y combinator invests in them are worth more than some lesser vc fund right And, and this is just like a pattern that is you can find everywhere well, and like, it's funny to talk about like these celebrities as, you know, like a, a huge point of onboarding, which they are. I, I don't think that's to be understated, but wait until like, this is, this has been a, a, a bull run thesis for me, like in tech, I want this to happen so badly, but like, it's especially applicable in the NFT space. I have wanted Coca-Cola to do a Super Bowl ad where they give away a free Coke to every person watching and the NFT space would facilitate their ability to do that. And like to think that like Coca-Cola could run a halftime Super Bowl ad where they airdrop or like enable the redemption of every person in the United States to redeem a free Coke via NFTs. 
that that would be a you know I think a, it's a take KYC like like it's gonna take government KYC. people would do it people uh, would do it I I agree but I think that we're we we need like we're, we're a ways off. We need the CDC not just, yeah. first, right? Like yeah. that. I mean, that kind of goes along with that thesis of like, okay, well, just like you get a social security number, you're going to get a government KYC Ethereum address, and but then I, stuff like that is possible. Sure. Well, I, and like I think yes, we are a ways out, but like the fact that this is the technology that would facilitate doing something like that, like, yeah. and the fact that like. We have yet, to, like, I mean, even just uh, Vayner NFT announcing their first uh, client as Budweiser, you know, like some of these type of, uh, you know, organizations and companies that already have the audience coming into the space is going to be a whole new magnitude of onboarding. It's been some some like really fun rooms this morning. I don't know if you guys are vibing today. Like, I had my coffee and uh, I'm like hopping into space. It's been so good chat. It's like this that, morning. baby. Yeah, oh, I'm vibing. It's Other been... than uh, markets are are repping down. What markets? So there, there's been a, 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 a lot of good a lot of good, good developments this week. D's with those Lindy vibes. Yeah. Can we talk about Sorari raising a half billion goddamn dollars? What? <laughs> Please. <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? Ooh. I mean, yeah, I can I mean, imagine it's just going like, to keep going up. Yeah. The the, what What I'm seeing is that I think that this is the greatest business development opportunity since you know whatever asshole came up with the term enterprise blockchain, right? Like every brand, <laughs> every creator, every artist, they want to do something. And they're willing to throw money at doing something because they think they're going to make the money back, um, but they don't know what exactly. And so I can imagine, like, the Sorari guys, uh, I used to work in business development for Chainlink, and, like, this is, oh, my God, the sales you could bring in right now. Like, they, they probably pitched the VCs as, um, we're going to make our own chain, like Flow, and we're going to become the fantasy soccer. Uh, we're not just going to do collectibles. It's going to be fantasy. And, and like... If, if you're SoftBank or whoever invested however much in them, you know, you see flow, you see how everybody made money on their initial investments. And you're like, I'm the idiot in the room. I need to get in right now. <laughs> yeah, so true. And, and guess where all of this money is going to end up in our bags? I mean, I hope. Like, <laughs> if, again, if, no, I if know, Larry Gagosian <laughs> rotates into my waifus, then we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to be the primary rotation for sure. No, I, I think that like Kyle, Kyle made this uh, a big point um, when he went on to Up Only, and he was like, uh, from Three AC, um, he basically said like they expect to see a billion dollar raise by the end of the year. So we still have a two X to go. <laughs> I just didn't think it'd be Sarar. <laughs> Like, so, I, I, I always hear about them, but they're not even as, like, high profile as Chili's or something. They're just, like, I, I, oh, man, does anybody here own any cards? I do, theirs? yes. I'm not active in it, but yes, I do. I don't. <laughs> but, like, when you look at just even, you look at, like, the the whole uh, football, uh, soccer kind of uh, market cap of, like, just sports globally. 
and it's still massively undervalued in my opinion. Like uh, even with as active of a collector base as they have, I think it's mostly international. Uh, it's definitely not sort of a, a North American target market or like specifically USA targeted market. And I think that's another reason why it's so appealing to VCs uh, or why, like, I think anything in this space is appealing to VCs right now, but like, especially something yeah, like that where, yeah, like, I mean, you, you throw a, a half decent pitch deck together and you can go and raise millions of dollars. But like, yeah. just the fact that it's an already established product with a somewhat successful platform and then the partnerships that they have in place allow it to, to capitalize on essentially an untapped market, you know, like it, I, I'm extremely bullish on it long-term, even though I have no care for soccer or, you know, football in general. I mean, we saw what happened with Top Shot and the amount of money coming in. And yeah, basketball compared to soccer just globally is not even close. It's not so, even yeah, comparison. I mean, if, if international, they start buying into this, I mean, yeah, the market cap potential is just out of control. What what were they actually valued at after that half a billion dollar raise? I mean, I read the headline and my eyes started watering. So I don't oh. <laughs> okay. you didn't, you didn't get that far. All right. We'll have to find that out. I am excited, too, because I do think it opens up an opportunity. I don't think Serare does a lot of their stuff on chain, right? Value that $3.8 billion. Just to, <laughs> just to clarify, is it, do, you, do you know that to be the pronunciation, or is it so rare? I just I did the most European thing with the pronunciation that I could okay. think of. I just so. wanted to ask. <laughs> Yeah, I've it's never just so rare. It sounds that. European. I'll give you so that. Rare. Uh, like uh, was, I, I do think it opens up like an opportunity though for like NFTs to start existing in more complex smart contract environments, right? Um, uh, so rare or Serrari, we don't know. Uh, they um, a lot of their stuff is black box, right? They have a uh, in-house randomness solution that they've never shared for card distribution. And their fantasy game isn't actually on chain. And so there is like these levels of trustlessness. And so somebody building a fantasy sports application that operates as a smart contract and uses NFTs as the players, that's really interesting to me. And I'm hoping that that's the next step for NFTs. You know, instead of people copy pasting each other's code for these 10K drops, you know, there, there's, there's more to do with uh, smart contract logic and NFTs. And that's wildly underexplored. Well, and I mean, a, a sort of parallel association like uh, Zedrun, a great example. Like part of the large appeal to Zedrun is the like breeding and racing algorithms that are kept off chain, that are kept largely in the dark. And I think that when it comes to gamification, there is a lot of those layers of uh, opaque that gamers and you know participants are willing to give up for sake of like integrity of the game and granted that's like what makes zed run so fascinating to me is that there are like it, it's it's the it's there is an answer to this problem like there there is a solution to like winning this game and that's the part of like trying to figure it out well, to that end, like the the Zed Run smart contracts, like not even trying to 
spread FUD, but they really need to look at them. I've had someone uh, take a look at them, and it's, they're really easy to game. Um, and secondly, like decentralization, I feel like is like a spectrum, right? When I use like one inch or Paraswap, um, that like the routing algorithm is something that's off chain, right? They like the actual order execution happens on chain. Or DYDX, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or DYDX. So I, I think sometimes people get caught up on the aspect of decentralization. I think what we need to push on people like is honestly. For these randomized drops, everyone should be using Chainlink VRF. Like, it's really not that hard to integrate. Uh, makes it so people can't front run um, or, like, you know, do some insider bullshit if they know which hashes are going to point to. Yeah, the uh, fact that Mebit's fucked up a $77 million, like, somebody had figured that out, that's a goddamn embarrassment. How are we still putting $77 million into an unsecured goddamn contract? Because YOLO, dude. Come on. Peak DJ. <laughs> right. Right, there's that, and then I, I think you know the problem lies in parts of like I see this kind of when I when I'm on my Twitter feed and all these people that are dope artists are like getting hacked all the time. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on? And I think it shows like a different user journey. If you're like a person that's here speculating on onerous digital assets like alts and shit, or playing around with like composable DeFi bullshit, you're you're like learning different things and you're focused on different things. Um, and for the NFT stuff, like. We're working on on our job. Like my CTO is like an old Silicon Valley guy, like twenty years experience, and he's impressed by just how easy it is to kind of integrate things from a API perspective because all these things are like serverless uh, DApps. But you know, we're like learning or teaching them like best practices of, hey, you know, if if we go and sell something um, for like two thousand dollars, and three years from now our company's under, it's complete horseshit that this digital asset or whatever someone bought for $2,000 is now gone because we can't pay the AWS bill, right? Like you need to put things on IPFS and that needs to be like an industry standard. We or like else, the like, art blocks. Yeah, you like the art blocks, exactly. I mean, there is that sort of crunchy decentralization, you know, safety and um, like how are we investing in these things when they're not secure aspect. But um, I also think that this uh, is important because it has the potential to make NFTs way more fun. Um, one of the projects I'm really excited about uh, is on Tezos, and it's a shame that it's on Tezos, and I hate myself for liking this project, but um, Emergence. It's this card game where every card is always going to be for sale. So uh, on bonding curves, a centralized, semi-centralized and automated central marketplace. And so powerful cards are more expensive, shitty cards less expensive, but everybody can buy everything right? It's not like Gods Unchained where there's only three of the super rare Exodia's wet fart, whatever it is. Um, but what this means, though, is that really clever players will be able to make strong decks out of bad cards, which subsequently increase the price of the bad cards. And so there is the actual card game and then the marketplace game within a game. That's fucking fun. And that's the kind of stuff you can do when you have NFTs that are interacting with contracts in a more complex way. Like, so even putting aside the security concerns, like it's more fun, it'll attract more players and people to the space if we start building these more complex things. How hard is it to like, so my, my problem is, I guess I kind of stick to uh, Ethereum stuff is I got like into uh, NFTs like about a, over a year and a half ago or so. Should have listened to fucking D's and Trill on the punk shit way earlier, to be honest, but uh, the the thing that kind of 
I, I'm like confused about is, you know, for me, like, as the, I do believe the world is going like omni-chain or multi-chain or whatever, right? But why would I like, this is a second thing or whatever on like how to use Tezos and all this stuff. But when people start bridging like NFTs from one class, like one chain to the other, shouldn't they like people be mindful of the security level of like that yes. chain that they're bridging it yes. to? Why wouldn't you just wait until like Arbitrum fully launches? Like yeah. that, this is this is kind of like what I've been thinking. Like I, I don't understand. It, it seems like super short-sighted to to go deploy something somewhere else instead of just waiting a month to deploy it on L2. Well, I think that largely people could not have foreseen where we'd be a month ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're moving <laughs> that's at like true. fucking hyper speed. <laughs> Like when everything moves at the speed of light and like you look at how far we've like, what was a week ago? What was the flavor of the day a week ago? Do we even remember? Squigs were about. (laughs) (laughs) We just have this sort of collective like short term memory loss. (laughs) But like, yeah, I think that that's a large driver as to why people are pushing these projects out so quickly is just because it's very hard to predict where the market will be even a month from now. And uh, so people have an incentive to push all of these drops up, even if it would be in their best interest to uh, withhold and, you know, wait for the next opportunity. But yeah, I think I, that's... I just think that's going to crater the value of the project, though. Instead well, of just I, waiting I think that's my, and, and deploying it on Arbitrum. The, where, for where any like, project with a long-tail, long-term plan, uh, I think that you're right. But most of these projects are not that. <laughs> well, yeah. to, to Lee's point, uh, dude, these people are getting psyops super heavily. Like, <laughs> yes, we've had like th- this game that we're publishing. We've had Wax like try to poach them from us, and then like now they're just offering them a shit ton of money, or us, I guess, a shit ton of money to launch on them. And I'm like, no, dude, why the fuck would I ever do anything on Wax? It makes like no sense. I don't even know if there's a bridge between EOS or ETH. Uh, and then the other thing, I have, I have a bunch of friends who are super talented artists. We did like one NFT dropped like four or five months ago or something. And imagine if they had kept like grinding, probably be on super rare by now because they're super talented, but they literally got psyoped by like, Oh, the NFTs are killing the fucking planet. And they're like, dude, we feel too guilty, <laughs> guilty about this shit. And oh, I was like, God. dude, who's doing this? Like I literally do. Is it Tezos? Like who the fuck is going on? And funding well, these, see, like, if NFTs? Tezos was competent, that's what they would have done. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, only after, like, it's only after this Brazilian guy set up like Hicket Nunk, like they were a fucking ghost chain. But then these artists who were unfamiliar with blockchain tech, they believed this fud, and it all comes from one French guy who wrote a blog post. By the way, I need to dig that up. But <laughs> they 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 all believed it, and so they set up. They found. They Googled like uh, uh, energy efficient blockchain tezos just happened to be on the first page and this brazilian guy made this now sort of legendary uh cult following marketplace and that saved tezos's fucking life like i don't think they did it intentionally but they they, um, are they like ibc compatible because that would be smart for tezos at this point if they actually have like legitimate traction Right, because then they could just integrate into Cosmos. Is it? Don't you get like the security from like the zone? Like, there's some shit about IBS, IBC, and zones. I haven't like looked into that shit in a while. But I'm, yeah, it's the next thing that we gotta look into. Yeah, I don't Paradigm's know. Dude, I'm, like on it. I'm just scared, bro. I'm scared of like uh, 
I don't know, like for, I was farming on Avalanche earlier in the year and then the market dipped and I had all my stables on Avalanche. I couldn't even buy the fucking dip. I'm pretty sure I almost got close to getting liquidated on my trading account. I think that the way that it would work is like you wouldn't have to build a custom bridge between every single chain or every single side chain. Like, mm. uh, and, and I mean, Avalanche is EVM compatible. So basically like the bridge would just be Cosmos and there would be like, um, like Ethereum mainnet would connect to IBC and uh, Avalanche would connect to IBC. And then you, you would just use like a generic bridge. Can we I talk think. for a second about how, like, Avalanche just has their octopus tentacles and, like, fucking everything? Yeah. I'm actually super bullish on them, very, like, tech-wise, but... I, yeah, technical-wise, I'm very bullish on Avalanche. Um, I had a friend who had, uh, like, one of, he went to Cornell and had, like, one of the guys was, his, like, one of his CS teachers, and he loved that class, and he's like, yeah, he's one of the smartest people I know, but obviously in marketing conditions, like, you never know. But tech-wise, they're, they're absolutely yeah, I think that the one thing to consider, though, and I'm just, like, repeating Kyle again, but basically what he's saying is that, like, any any traction that some EVM-compatible chain gets is just bullish for Ether at the end of the day. So, like, why wouldn't yep. you just buy Ether? Yep. No, I actually super hardcore agree with that uh, aspect. Like, even if you look at the difference between how the community embraced the BSC and Matic, they're literally the same fucking thing. Right, it's just that. Yeah, it's just BSC is Binance, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and Polygon is like more of a. They're more of like a public. They're uh, just more likely to have dot ETH in their name. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's well. Or like Andrew talked about this yesterday, but like how uh, maybe you can talk some more on this, Andrew. But like how Henny's long term like bull run thesis is to eventually be an ETH shard. Yeah, I really like that idea. I want to learn more about that because that sounds like incredibly interesting. Yeah, that's um, that's Henny is going to sort of be involved in that because um, they're working with Palm. Uh, but that's Palm's thing when they announced. Um, Palm. My apologies. Yeah, no problem. Um, but Palm, you know, said uh, uh, this is very much an ETH centric project. They announced with a ton of ecosystem partners, um, Jordan Lyall and the guys from Meme, uh, Uniswap and SushiSwap. Like this is. Um, you know, this is Joe. Oh, they're, they're launching with Uniswap and SushiSwap deployed. Um, on, they're on not the going to be launching. Um, I, I, the SushiSwap guys told me that it's already deployed. It's Sushi definitely, yeah, yet. I can see that. Yeah, Uniswap uh, is probably yeah, going to be they, a bit the, more of a stretch. The press release um, said that it was going to be Uniswap, and then Uniswap apparently backed out, and so well, now it's because Sushi. I think I think that the well, they were originally working on deploying on Optimism. Um, and I think that they are de- going to be initially deployed on Optimism, but then like the community voted that they should also deploy on Arbitrum, so they had probably had to work on that for a little while. So maybe that's right. what, what they got distracted doing. Um, yeah, deploying on Optimism is supposed to be super fucking easy, though, right? Like you're just changing like the the contract to use on it or some shit. Uh, I don't know if it's Optimism or Arbitrum that is like that, but I think that. In general, both of them should be like relatively simple to deploy, and it's. But there's also like front end work that you have to do, right? Yeah, but I wish I finished my. Is it open yet? (laughs) It's like the entire contract open yet, or is it still just certain projects? Yeah, I was I was following a thread from a a Yearn developer who deployed a um, uh, liquidity pool to their Optimism implementation, and uh, yeah, I think it's open. It doesn't have a lot of volume yet. 
Um, Who was it? But it works and you can Who do it in like 20. Uh, doggy, doggy boy. Okay. Keep going. Okay, can I share something like, okay, sorry. If you had another thought before I go on a tangent. Now, Andrew, Andrew, were you going to finish uh, the urine thing? Oh, um, just that it's it's really easy to do. It hasn't taken off quite yet, but um, it is open. It's open for business. Oh, no. Okay, I just wanted to share this because I had this text exchange with my father like an hour ago. <laughs> my dad made his first NFT flip this morning. Let's and go. he's up at half. Come on. I love seeing that. I, I, I respond to that instantly. That was so that was so great. <laughs> he was freaking what? out. Like up a half an ETH in a week. I was like, that's like let's go. <laughs> you gotta tag uh Hunter, because Hunter got his whole family, like 30 people buying NFTs like last weekend or something. So you gotta get a nice little friendly competition there going. Oh yeah. The Hunter Hunter knew about it like the second it happened, but um yeah, it's just so funny to me. Like it, PR guitar man, the artist behind Nyan Cat, which is the one that my dad flipped, like screenshotted it and retweeted it, and like actually screenshotted the sale and shouted out my dad. I was like, <laughs> my dad is just fucking dying. He's like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I'm in, like, you got to. I was now. like, you got a shout out from the artist on Twitter. He was like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, not leaving now. What was, what was it so like much. convincing your dad to get involved? I feel like if I was to try and talk to my dad, he would just laugh in my face. <laughs> yeah, straight up, right? <laughs> my dad's a like uh, AutoCAD designer and like pretty heavy into audio and computers and tech and that kind of stuff. So like getting him into the crypto rabbit hole was relatively easy. And then once I like my on ramp for him for NFTs was actually the tech side. So like once I got his head wrapped around smart contracts and then took him to NFT art, it, that was an easier ramp than trying to explain to my mom, who's an artist, what NFT art's value was. Once my dad got the smart contract, he was like, yep, cool. What, where do I put it? Where do I put my money? And he was already in on like Ethan Link and a bunch of stuff. So like he'd, he'd already kind of seen a little bit of like off of like February, March, April, like he already saw that kind of run and the the perspective that it has. And uh, so once I was like, this is where you need to start playing. He was like, he's all about it. And he's huge into like, like traditional collectibles and vinyl and stuff like that too. So I think that he has some of that degenerate in him too. So I think this is just hilarious and a lot of fun. Yeah, his portfolio is incredible too. Is, is your dad outperforming me right now? Like this is brutal. My dad's outperforming me. My like my dad's like already up. My diamond hands are killing me right now. My dad making his first flip for like up half an ETH. I'm like, what is life? My dad bought internet computer. <laughs> He's sad. Oh, fuck. R.I.P. Yeah. Does he like VCs anymore, or is he uh, completely done with them? My dad? Yeah, just uh, that's more of a warning because, like, the, the reason it's getting dumped is just that all the VCs are still up like a thousand X and they're just dumping on everybody. You know, and honestly, I, I don't think he knows that much about it. I think he saw the YouTube commercial that's been spammed on all the crypto <laughs> videos and was like, that one. Oh, no. <laughs> 
dude, that shit is so predatory, man. Like, I have friends like hitting me up. I have friends hitting me up like about Cardano. I'm like, who the fuck is telling you to buy Cardano? That's a it's different. Mar- thing. It's just mar- It's That's just marketing. It's all this is. Well, I've got one. Like I've got one worse for you. As a, like a religious character on YouTube every day. Yeah, my, really? like my buddy posted a screenshot on uh, like uh, a Facebook post, and he uh, like he's he's a young dude. He's like 24, 25. Uh, he's like made some money. Like he's relatively successful for his age, and uh, he posted this screenshot that he put like fifteen k into Shiba Inu. And I'm like, what? Like, cool, bro. Like, do you have any other, like, you know, like I'm kind of in crypto too, like NFTs, all this stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, do you have any, like, what else are you holding? Like, you know, cause if you're in Shiba, like, you know, where where else are you kind of playing? And he was like, oh no, it's my first crypto dude. (laughs) And I'm like, it's like the TikTokers and shit. Yeah, I was like, you dropped like, been the YouTube, a lot, you dropped fifteen grand into Shiba Inu as your first crypto, like just pain. Dude, how is it a four Yolo. billion dollar market cap? Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, what? It's you a think? meme of a meme. Yeah, but I mean, like realistically, like right? somebody tries to dump <laughs> even a little bit of that, like the uh, the slippage on that is going to be horrible. Well, dude, the the other thing that I really want is people to in in the NFT space to get more understanding of like what it means to transact on ETH. Like we should have our own fucking MEV pools where people are like minting shit in the community together and like protecting themselves, et cetera. Cause that's a cool idea. I yeah, really like that. that. I would like to know more about that. Yeah. You're speaking to you got me. I'd sign up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, like that stuff is stuff would work out a lot. Cause I think these guys don't even understand like the, like, I don't know, I mean, I ever I read that, that article, like, Ethereum is a dark forest, I was super stoned and just made me so paranoid afterwards. I was like, fuck, I'm getting my shit got every single time. And, <laughs> like, well, that's no what these spaces stoned. are. Just, like, you, you, can't, you can't announce what, what uh, avatar you're trying to buy because you'll, you'll just get MEV'd by someone in the crowd. Based. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter because Edgar is just going to rearrange the transactions now anyway. We're all screwed. (laughs) Well, I think it's a really interesting point, though. Like, I think there's a lot of cross-pollination and and shared education that needs to move in both directions. Because, like, I've been hopping into, you know, some crypto and DeFi, you know, spaces and clubhouse rooms and stuff like that. And there's a lot of really, you know, like pretty darn successful people like that you know whether they're day traders or whatever else like uh, long-term holders that have like some pretty serious bags in crypto that still haven't even bought their first nft or like in the other yeah. direction like the DeFi, that, the DeFi crowd yeah that was me a few months ago i mean well and I, I, I think that bags. we're still yet to see that sort of crossover point where even people that are crypto native are still fudding nfts uh, or at least like there's a sub sub genre of those people that are fudding nfts and uh i think well, there's a lot Wi-Fi, of education that needs to go did in you see the, both the directions. dogs on the on the charts on OpenSea? no i didn't see that actually yeah i was like I, it literally just says yearn if you hit the rank or if you hit the stats tab and go to rankings it's just says yearn it has like the wi-fi logo and i was like what the fuck is this like it's just like a bunch of dogs but they're well, but they're not unique though. That's the only thing I don't understand. That, there's like I don't know. The, so for me, as someone who's early into DeFi and then 
started dabbling around with NFTs. Like my first thing with NFTs, like what started getting me into it was honestly like based and all the art around there. That was like my first experience of like people that also like knew the retarded esoteric memes that we like, but also like made dope art. So I started vibing with that and like never had the expectation um, of profit. But then I think for me, I had to readjust my own thesis a couple of times. And now I'm kind of at the point where I think like arguably uh, in the current moment, like NFTs are the most successful thing to come out of crypto in terms of adoption. And especially if you consider the time period factor, it's crazy how all this shit is everywhere. But then the second thing um, that I think many people are maybe talking about is the fact that like NFTs are in such a regulatory gray area that it's amazing, right? We're going to probably <laughs> yep. have this like, yeah, we have this uncertainty for DeFi that probably goes into next year. Someone like Mark Zuckerberg decides to drop a coin. It's just not a, they don't give a shit. Congress doesn't give a shit about that. We're in the middle of like coming back from a fucking pandemic or whatever, right? So that's like where things get interesting. Someone like Tom Brady um, can do like an NFT thing or like Mike Tyson, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They can do an NFT project. Because it's just a digital good. It's no different than uh, like a product that are already used to selling. But I hope these guys like understand that there's you know blockchains are so data rich. You can create crazy experiences um, for people that like you don't even understand from a long term time perspective. Like for instance, like, one aspect I like to talk about sometimes is like if if Supreme did like a, a run of a thousand NFTs, I guarantee yep. you like a spot in a drop. That shit would sell for so much. Gas wars. I mean, yeah, gas that wars was, is just cutting the line at Supreme. That's the way. Be- the way that I, uh, the way that I kind of explain like NFTs is like it's the status scheme that's the Trojan horse to get people onto crypto, which is a positive sum game. So it's like, it's it's awesome in that in that aspect. I was just about to say the amount of people that would be onboarded at Supreme did a drop would be insane. Uh, but that's actually. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I mean, it's like, it's like, that's like Gary V type stuff for like Supreme to drop NFTs. Way bigger than that. Honestly. Yeah, so we're talking about the front running. Like, can you imagine the gas war of an, a Supreme drop? <laughs> 4,000 guay. Like people, people wait for days for even an opportunity to get like a, a box tea, like let alone if you have the opportunity to front run it. Like... Yeah, gas wars would be. Yeah. How do we how do we front run street fashion getting into NFTs though? I my the first thing that came to mind was crypto kickers, but I don't like. I'm not sure if somebody's actually if there's like what's the ND OG like crypto voxels fashion project, you know? Because that's what Long that's what Studios. I would say that it's actually not like a voxel project initially because I'm working with um, one major streetwear brand and we're. What we're trying to first do is actually use the digital, like the digital aspect to, to solve the physical pain points. Like um, one of my co-founders, for instance, this dude has like 80 Funko Pops, right? And like a shit ton of Star Wars stuff. And he has like, he's in the Netherlands right now and in one of his houses there. He has two rooms full of shit there, rooms full in the States. And he's not like, he's not sitting in front of them all day. He just knows that he owns them and that they're in this room, right? And if you abstract that at one more level, he like owns them in a wallet. That thing has become like pretty interesting from the the sell side perspective too, because if now it uh, like the artifact stuff, I don't know how what people's opinions are on them here, but I, I personally love the shit. But the thing is, what's interesting to me is I'm ordering this stuff and then willing to wait six to eight weeks just because they said it's like gonna be made by someone that's like artisan, blah blah blah, right? So that whole experience is way different than when I go on Amazon and the expectation for me as a consumer, I'm like, bro, I want my shit like now. 
right? And you have like <laughs> yeah. this interesting kind of, I don't know, it's, it, you, you just change your whole like mental model. And I think that's where we'll start seeing really interesting stuff, I think. Because uh, the NFT, like the digital twin of like a physical good, in my opinion, shouldn't just be a, a 3D model of that good. It doesn't really do much. What if you created like a, a world or something that sits atop of it? Like that's what they should have been doing for like Space Jam's going to have a bunch of merch, right? Like if you collect all of the Monstars or like whoever the All-Stars are or whatever jersey, you should then get like a 3D model of that character or whatever that represents it instead of just the 3D model of the jersey itself. Like that, I don't really care about that, but I would be more inclined into like a collection of like 3D art that's also attached to this physical product. I was trying to hop in on the um, comments about different influencers coming in. I think Gary V did a good job onboarding people, but all these other folks look at the space and are like, man, it's not ready for my, my crowd yet. My crowd is not going to jump through all the hoops to make this happen. And so I feel like that's really where there's an enormous opportunity is for people figuring out how to make it, like learn what, what Gary V struggled with. Rappers. And then well, how that's the, we need, that is the pain something. point. That is the pain point though. Like, if you if you followed V friends from the start, like the amount of sheer effort that they went into educating that community was massive. Like educating them on MetaMask, Ethereum, like how to make your first crypto per purchase, like all of this stuff. Like they were doing like multiple times per day, like breakdowns of how to do this stuff. And it was like a collective effort of I don't know how many people. Uh, you know, all pushing this narrative of onboarding these, this community. And so, like, I, I think that for anybody to do it successfully, it's not to kind of be understated of how massive of an undertaking I, that I, really I think is. That we, I think that we have that at scale already with what Hunter's doing, to be honest. Like, he's got tutorials on how to set up a MetaMask and how to configure, like, your GUI. And, and he, all the stuff is on these, like, free search engines. Here's it's, it's pointing them to those resources, right? And it's, it's also getting them mentally. I mean, Google, over but YouTube risk. is the second biggest search engine on the planet. Like, at so, some point, people are going to have to just look it up themselves, and they're going to be monetarily incentivized to do so because they're going to see their friends making thousands of dollars. As little of an ask as I think that is, and I think you're right, it's still a tall order. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, like, here's an example of someone I talked to guy who has a minimum of 25 million uh, views on any YouTube video he drops a day. And he's just like, no, like, I'm not going to be able to like, you know, guide all those people at that kind of scale. Any little, you know, friction is just going to be too much to ask. And so like, what is the bridge between those two gaps of, you know, Hunter and the hundreds and the single thousands to the millions? Like that's where, I mean, that's what the, we're talking the, about. The difference in the laziness of people not willing to, to, like look this shit up on YouTube for themselves is going to be thousands of dollars in profit for that. It's person. so lazy. If you can't watch a YouTube video and spend like a few hours and you expect to just make thousands of dollars, I, I, I you're not going to make it. Like just watch yeah. a YouTube video. Yeah, but that, but, but that's, you, that's, you some, that's not some, even my opinion. Some of these things like NBA top shots, let you use a credit card. hundred percent. 
that that's what they need to do. Like put like like that's how e- like easy it is for people to buy shit. That's how easy it needs to be for them to buy this shit too. Well, not that that's what they need to do because there's a whole level of KYC behind that that I'm not a really big fan of. But I'm not, I'm not either. But it's, it's where also we're not going. instant settlement. Like that's yeah. Well, we're, 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 we're going KYC everywhere. Like but my point being that you can do it digitally native and onboard them into it like an actual, you know, Dex wallet, like going the route of educating people how to get onboarded with MetaMask, Rainbow, uh, you know, Exodus, all of these things. That is a more crypto weight native way of doing it than bringing them into an ecosystem like Top Shots and all of these custodial wallets that I think are steps in the right direction, but it's not. Truly, if anybody native. should be getting half a billion dollars in funding. It should be Rainbow, and they should have like a huge social media team that just like <laughs> puts out all this content. I mean, well, you got to remember, most people like they, they don't care about the the you know having your own. Key they care about all money. That shit. They care about money, and the easiest way to make money. It's easier to you know put your credit card numbers in and then see number go up. But do we really want those people if that's all it is and they're not actually going to be a part of, like, the community? You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if we want to onboard the people who just want to put in a credit card and be that lazy. You don't want to onboard the majority of the world? Well, I mean, we can still onboard people. I- I'm just saying, like, to make it that easy is not, like... If it, if it compromises the principles that we're trying to push, then no. Yeah. That's it's a more difficult, yeah, it's a more nuanced narrative than just getting them into the ecosystem by like swiping a credit card. It's mm-hmm. actually going through the process of educating them why it is in their favor to do it properly, even though it may be more complex. But we, well I mean, said. we have to realize though, too, that's a very big discussion for people who, who otherwise may have never come to those crossroads and like I forget who brought up the point earlier, but I think one of the greatest impacts of NFTs is bringing people into the fold of like, okay, here's how you set up MetaMask. Here's how you go through this whole 12 or 24, you know, pass freeze, you know, rigmarole. But um, I have seen technology where it's like we have magic links that can authenticate or make authentication very smooth and seamless. And then um, I have seen projects where you can like donate a wallet to somebody and you can do so in a trustless manner where you don't have to like reveal the keys. You know, they still have to go through all of that um, sort of thing, but you can more or less just send them a a link and then boom, they have a wallet with whatever, you know, crypto or NFTs or whatever you may have put in there uh, for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it's a nuanced discussion, but I do think that the decentralized principles that are beneath all of this are the most important thing at the end of the day. And like, I'm not willing to compromise on that so that people can buy pictures of cats with their credit card. Yeah, Sorry. that's based. And I, I think I think we'll be able to achieve that without like the community members at the top, like uh, reflecting kind of the amount of capital has gone to protecting that, if that makes sense sense of like the way I look at it is Aave and Compound, for instance, right? These are two open source protocols that have billions of dollars in a treasury that's earmarked for developing a top of the protocol. That's never been done before in open source software. And I don't know what the implications of that are gonna be. I think most people would be lying if they Yeah. But I don't know what it's gonna look like, but it's gonna be crazy, right? And 
similar thing here with I think people that come here first, but going back to like Lee's point earlier of like, dude, the opportunity cost of you not just Googling something or going to YouTube is thousands of dollars. Well, isn't that been the case for crypto for like years going back to just like BTC? You could have got 20 just BTC. learning how to code. You could say that yeah. about learning how to code. Mm-hmm. But I, I think there's a survivorship bias here that we have as people that have like diddled with all this stuff, fucked around with it, fiddled with it, whatever, and get like looked at, you know, look, look stuff up. When something's not working, like you look stuff up. There's literally so much alpha in crypto from just reading, right? And I think all of us have like a level of curiosity. Um, that makes you like draws you to like oh wait there's this new thing going on or blah 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 what could this look like not everyone's like that and it's kind of difficult to sometimes look at the world outside of your own frame people just want ease and comfort you know and like well safety number one is most people's concerns so if you'd like put anything in the eye of safety um it makes it easier for you to sign up like oh crypto's funding criminals or the nfts are making putting like gas in the air right? so, it's funny that you said safety because this like people like normal people safety to them means it's insured it, but the safe like they don't take the safety steps like fucking most of our bank accounts don't even have like the, the shittiest of shitty 2FA on them yet this is what so that, people in traditional finance tell me all the time when I've been telling them about decentralized finance for so long and I tell them about these NFTs, they're like, oh, well, it's not FDIC insurance. Like, okay, yeah. but I made $20,000 on a picture of a fucking dog. So I don't give a shit. Well, but that's the thing though, is I, Dynasty, I think you hit it on the head. Like there are people that are not going to be inclined to enter the crypto ecosystem because they need that level of handholding. If you are so worried about, you know, insurance they're or credit card fraud protection- you know, any of those things like that is the kind of handholding service that traditional finance provides. And, it, you know, for those people, maybe they shouldn't be in crypto. Uh, but if you're if you getting upside, into crypto, you have to be able to take risk. That's just that's just the reality. Yeah. But the, the like the side of it, I think we hear it a lot where we talk about, you know, when you get into crypto, you're becoming your own bank. But like that comes with a level of accountability and responsibility that some people may not be comfortable with do we want them in here if they're not acceptable to do that though that's that's the big thing is like do we really want that's my point like no no no. but i'm asking what are are your opinions on that like i i understand it might be easier to onboard people if it's not like that but for you guys like i don't really want those people in crypto i think i think that i think that this is the bull thesis long term for coinbase and it custodial, is. custodial, like wallets. long-term and custodial. custodial yeah, well, and like long-term, most people will be interacting with crypto and NFTs, bef- like without knowing that it's crypto and NFTs. That right there, that's the key. And by the yeah, way, it's, it's only it's only, a, it's only a fifty-five billion dollar company, so uh, yeah, long. I mean, I, I think that like who who is to say what are the values that we we can or can't have in crypto? Us. Like, the the I mean, the people in crypto. But, but the know, thing like, is, Toby was saying before that it's a spectrum, right? Like it's a spectrum between centralization and decentralization, and you're going to fall somewhere on the spectrum. And each person, based on their risk adversity, is going to fall somewhere on that spectrum, depending on what like products they they select to use. Well, but if, uh, if it's also people in crypto, then think about how many people that, 
for the long time we're like a vocal part of the community we're like oh like the only use case for fucking crypto is peer-to-peer money like only btc longest chain wins etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't think the people that are going to come here that don't like have an appreciation for it are going to be like it's going to suck because it's going to we're going to see so many projects that are going to just tap into this like blind consumerism without people understanding like the ideologies that we're trying to push and i i 100 like get that perspective but i also think that just even even if like all these people join crypto and they don't do it right like if the the underlying foundations and like the best practices that we're going to push out in the next few years if those stick around it doesn't matter what their attitudes are because the like the structural integrity has been placed right and it's like that's set in stone exactly but, yeah yeah for sure yeah, but a lot of people got onboarded through NBA top shots that don't care anything about blockchain. I mean, you can't even move your NBA and what did top the, shot. And what did the market vote on that? What I did mean, the market vote? No, I'm still I'm still long on that. I'm still long as hell on it. And wait until the NFL. But is it going to go up as much as a Fidenza? It, 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 That's it's debatable. Denominated in, in, in a Fidenza? And I, I think NBA or top shots has. I think a lot. I think top shots has had their fair share of missteps but when you look at again going back to the onboarding the fact that everyone is kyc verified going into that ecosystem they can just hypothetically theoretically this is this is another uh, point that i i go i keep going back to in gaming like the fact that they could kyc verify and essentially airdrop uh you know a top shots dapper labs wallet to anybody within that ecosystem or like god forbid epic games when they flip the switch metaphorically on their metaverse that they could have an epic games wallet uh that is airdrops to anybody that wants to participate in that ecosystem that uh you could use crypto to buy your games in the epic game store that kind of it's whole nother levels of interoperability even within their own ecosystem let alone you know looking out well, yeah. to, to the KYC com- a component, though, like, I believe that NFTs are going to eventually solve digital identity, right? Like, whether that's Yats or whether it's another project that's, like, TSL certified or whatever the fuck, I'll have, like, an NFT that says, like, this is this alphanumeric string, blah, 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 this is me, right? And I'll sign somewhere off-chain with my identity that proves it. I don't know if, how many people are okay with that system, but I think that's going to be something that happens. And then what you could do is there could be a smart contract that executes things for you right that like holds um like executes erc721 transactions for you um kind of like similar to how like uniswap has like that routing contract but what you're doing is you're just signing with your wallet and your wallet could just simply be like another level of abstraction on the top of it you're interfacing with this wallet as with like a mobile edge client like you're on rainbow or you're on some like coinbase bullshit whatever right but you like the nft is stored in that wallet Hosted there, blah blah blah. You're signing the smart contract, saying, "Oh, this is me." And now, you can just buy things, right? And it's still being stored on chain. And maybe we give people the option of, like, "Do you want self custody?" Right? Yada, yada. I think that that like is the design schematic that we go with. Um, it could be interesting. Now you don't have to trust, like, as long as the underlying thing that is like this NFT that works as your general identity, as long as that is like of superior security, etc. You're not spreading yourself super thin across like giving your KYC to all these different platforms. Um, I think it's, it's going to be the same thing as sign on or sign in with like Google and Facebook. Like, I don't really like that. I don't want, I don't trust every company with like my information, but if I'd rather just sign. It's going to be sign on with Ethereum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
bullish ENS. Yeah, absolutely bullish ENS. Those have been. <laughs> yeah, these uh, you're alive. I love Lee's periodic check-ins on D's status. <laughs> we got to make sure he didn't get too high pass out. Yeah, yeah you don't he's never know what walking. he's up to. Apparently he's super tan right now. That's what he's telling me. With, with how many walks D's goes on, like, I'm really curious. Like, D's, how many steps do you get in a day? Like, do you walk consistently, like, for the for as long as these calls go? He's sleeping. He's out. <laughs> He's not, oh god. That that it that just like painted such a great picture in my head. D's like <laughs> D's just has like thighs of steel and calves like just rocks, <laughs> just from all these Lindy walks. Never just skips leg day. Right now, every day Lindy walk leg day. day. Dude, I'm excited to go on uh, to walk my. Pu- I'm getting a puppy next week. I'm just gonna vibe with the puppy. Oh, come on, walks. A fucking mini golden doodle, bro. He's about to be divorced. Oh, nice. Picture didn't happen. The the those he gets little, in a week, dude. The, the little dog, the little puppies are tough. We we got I, I like a four pound pomeranian, and that thing, <laughs> that thing was the like most work I've ever had on a dog, just because. Oh, they, they have so much energy, and they got to go to the bathroom all the time because their bladders are so small. Oh, Jesus. Now he acts like a goddamn cat. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a cool haircut though? Pomeranians and they're like when they have nice haircuts look so cute. When we were in Massachusetts, uh, my wife always got him like the lion cut, but now now we're down in Georgia, so uh, we're finding a new uh, person to cut him, and we're letting it grow back, and then she'll figure it out. I, don't, I let her deal with all that crap. Dude, cut them a little short and fluffy. They look ridiculous, dude. My buddy's Pomeranian Pom- uh, Pablo runs a runs a haircut like that. It looks so cute. I have I a Pomeranian, and awesome. he's twenty five pounds, and he's the most beautiful thing ever. Do not oh, let it's be, he's so it. nice. Our Maybe. last Pomeranian was like twenty twenty five pounds. He's huge. My dad fed him like McDonald's hamburgers. Like no bun, just like the meat, and I think he got GMO'd up a little bit. To be honest, yeah, that was like my, my my. So our last pomeranian was my wife's before I met her, like when she was younger, and they used to feed like crazy, crazy table scraps. And I'm like, you are not doing that with this new dog. This new dog is eating fucking dog food, and he's gonna be the size he should be. He ain't ain't gonna be fucking 25 pounds when he's supposed to be a no more than like a 10 pound dog. I've got a little Boston Terrier, and I took him to PetSmart the other day, and I was carrying him in because he, like, has no attention span and just bolts at cars, and so parking lot. I'm carrying him in, and it just starts pouring rain, and he starts swimming in my arms, like doggy paddling (laughs) through the air in my arm. Oh, my God. Yeah, the sweetest. Dumb, though. (laughs) Yeah, I got myself uh, a little chocolate lab. He's five months old and already 65 pounds. The guy's a beast. Jeez. Nice. I want to get a big dog. I, I wanted to get a big dog uh, when we got the Pomeranian, but the Pomeranian was a lot of work. Now, 
maybe I'll get a bigger dog in a year. So like my son, like the Pomeranian, he plays with my son, but if he falls on him, my son's going to break the dog. <laughs> I'm going to get a Rottweiler because of Entourage. Yeah. For sure. I just want an it's American Akita. That's all I want. What is it? An American Akita. It's like kind of like a German Shepherd mixed with an Akita. Do they It's adorable. Uh, yeah. No, they're like one of the cleanest dogs ever. I Akita's, love them. They're kind of like cats. Clean dogs. Adorable. Dude. I'm so dead. Cleanest so, dog. Cleanest dogs for like how dogs can be clean. That That's... Yeah. Oh, dude, I think Big Beta has one of those. They're super cute, bro. But like, <laughs> they just cute. look so. It's like they look handsome. Like, damn, this is a noble dog. They also will bite your face off if they don't like you. So, Deez yeah, is, is gonna wake up from his nap and be like, "What the hell happened in here?" We're not, <laughs> talking about dogs. We're all talking about dogs. <laughs> we like the dogs. We, Speaking of yeah, dogs, we, we dogs, need a, we need a good dog project. Dogs like change. Do we like the dogs or no? How can you not like dogs? What is, is it called? Dogs Unchained. Um, I can throw it in here. Just like this. That's, I think I that's the breeding one, right? That's supposed to like have like deflationary shit or something. Uh, I thought that was the... Uh, it, did it launch yet or no? It's, it's not, not launched yet. Yeah. Hey, has anybody ever used PseudoSwap for trading NFTs? Is that the zero, like, one created by the Xerox Mon guy? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I think I think it is. Uh, it was you can trade ERC seven two one. He's alive. We might Jesus be in his back. pocket. We might be in his pocket while he's walking. Yo, the, I actually kind of like these dogs. I guess Dee's doesn't like the dogs. There's a there's a rainbow one, so hopefully that one's like rare. I know Dee's is going on his uh, little rants about if it's rainbow and it's not rare, then it is annoying. I don't like it either. Short. <laughs> yeah, the reason I asked if anybody had used PseudoSwap because I'm in talks with. Uh, Von Mises right now, and it's it's getting it's getting down to crunch time, and we're get, having some pretty uh, interesting conversations back and forth, and I I just need to make a decision as to what I'm gonna do. So yeah, I was just curious if anybody had used PseudoSwap. Von Mises is a stellar dude, so you know if if he's cool with it, uh, I trust it. It's also the probably the the number one recommendation that people make in the CryptoPunks Discord on what to use to, you know, transfer NFTs. But yeah, you, you don't have to worry much about Von Mises uh, screwing you over. He's he's a really stand-up yeah, guy. Yeah, no, I, so Diamond, we were talking the other day, like the fact that Von Mises, one, wants it so badly is like, <laughs> that that alone was what swayed me into like wanting to hold the Fidenza more. Like, I'm already such a huge fan of that Fidenza. And then, like, granted, he's got, like, probably the most perfect uh, squiggles to offer of anyone. But still, squiggles are the one. I'm just getting FOMO right now because I'm seeing, you know, these squiggles are just on a run lately. Dude, they're they're, they're they're going off. And I'm wondering, like, man, what what's the? That's better? a good sign, though, because that you know, means that like that. people are finding out about our blocks, right? I mean, that, that's 100%. kind of how I read that. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. So the real question is, would you get the squiggle sneaks? 
Absolutely not. It's Nike boys. <laughs> the Squalfa. I, I would get the big one, not the one with like the little show over it, but I don't even know if that, that would look good as a sneaker. I would love to get a squiggle as like a, I don't even fucking own cat. one right now. Did you see cat? No, like an LED sign. Like yeah, that was, was sign. Yeah. Dude, a ribbed LED squiggle would be so sick. Or like, this would be a whole business, but like, what if it was like an LED that you could put like in your PC? Like, and it was a squiggle. Oh shit, that could be wild. That's or so niche, but I love it. Squiggle like cooling tubes. That's yeah. Oh, squiggles do something like shoes, like they had for you know crypto punks. Is that what I'm hearing? What'd you say? Was it somebody asked if I would get like the squiggle shoes? So did they do something like the punks did with the shoes as well? I remember. Yeah, artifact did a squiggle drop. Oh really? Or they are what, doing was it a like an squiggle official drop. collab? Like what? What was the deal with it? Because I saw, I think Snowfro posted about it. I did Snowfro like the ones already that, a fan, um, so I don't know. I, I like I'm the sure ones it had that looked like. Um, oh, so, Garth, go ahead, VG. Uh, yeah, Snowfro retweeted it, saying that he was like that he loved them. So, like, I, I don't know if it was an official one or not, but still. The one Dude, that had like so the, yeah, the one that had like the squiggle print on it, it. It reminded me a lot of like Giuseppe's. Like, it looks like the Giuseppe logo basically and they have like that uh monogram giuseppe print which is like all of the like the logo over and over again that's exactly what i thought of when i saw that one would you guys take a netflix larva labs documentary or snowfro snowfro documentary snowfro yeah i think both should get made though both should get made i think sushi should get one too like about their whole fucking the whole the whole uni swap sushi swap debacle and like, yeah. It's, yeah. One, it's one hell of a story. Yeah. It's just crazy, dude. Yeah, if you try to explain someone, like, from traditional finance, like, what a vampire attack is, like, I think that they'll just look at you like you have four eyes. Man, DeFi Summer was so fun. Dude, yeah, right? Fuck, no, no, nobody knew what they were fucking doing, and everybody was just aping into things. But then we had the food shit. It was, it was, it was fun. Dude, Did I you guys hear Kane tell the story about the, the yams on <laughs> Up Only? Yeah. That was absurd. Santiago said he was the first one in there. Yeah, them two were like just going into into yams, I guess, with S and X, and yeah, the, yeah. I mean, you gotta listen to him tell the story. It's pretty funny. Dude, S and X literally forced people to be rich, like <laughs> straight up. If you were staking it and you were going like either if you were providing liquidity on Curve, you probably got a shit ton of Curve tokens, or like the real people that made out like freaking bandits, bro, were the synthetic ETH ETH uh, liquidity providers on Uni. Because you had no permanent loss, and you just got thousands and thousands in uni for free. Yeah, I'm so excited to see like synthetics really take off on like optimism and arbitrage. Like I think that 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 is I, there was I forget where I saw it, but it was like showing the the gas between uh, like mainnet and then what it's going to be on arbitrage and optimism, and like synthetics is one of the ones where it's just like a game changer. 
Yeah, Kane, he, Kane gave an interview about that. He said when they were testing on optimism, they saved a ridiculous amount of money, like fucking absolutely insane amount of money on transactions. And and then that just means that like the actual protocol is just going to be pr- like I'm so bullish on the DeFi to ETH ratio. Like once once like arbitrage arbitrage and optimism and like a lot of the ZK solutions start getting like onboarding people just because like the the majority of the fee is going to get paid out to the application layer. Isn't ZK a while Isn't ZK still a while Well, we already, we already kind of have it, right? Like Starkware has their like Cairo uh, programming language and like DYDX. I I unfortunately didn't go into the DYDX room last night. Uh, Sue was in there. Yeah, I, I was on. There was awful connection. They all kept on oh, disconnecting. Really? Oh, that's yeah. Well, we're, we're seeing layer two interoperability tools and shit built out too, right? So, I don't know. I'm just bullish as fuck, dude. Like, I think we're probably <laughs> have like sideways or whatever for a while just because of regulatory bullshit. But end of the day, like, I say the only bear case I can kind of think about in DeFi, and I can't even, I think that's already been disproven a little bit now is with Visa building. Um, like their payment rails on ETH, which is like a crazy decision. But the I've always I was always afraid of like since a lot of this shit is open source. Like, what if DeFi just like or not DeFi like CeFi slash fintech companies just fucking forked everything, ran it on their own permission Good network? Luck. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just not gonna work that way. But like that's the only outside of like egregious like regulatory shit. That's the only bear case I can think of. Yeah, I mean, so what do you think? Uh, I'm looking at CoinGecko right now, and I mean, there's obviously like a lot of nonsense in this list, but it's got the DeFi ETH ratio at 32.8%. What do you think that this goes to? Maybe like like there's two there's two questions like or two parts of this question. What do you think this goes to in the next 18 months, like during this cycle? And what do you think this goes to over the long term? And the way that the lens that I'm kind of looking at it is like, okay, if ETH is the platform. Is this comparable to iPhone being the platform and then the applications being built on top, like Twitter, Facebook, uh, Google, etc.? Mm. Well, uh, so part of the of that thing is I think I think NFTs are a larger use case than uh, just DeFi. Well, outside of like whoever figures out like synthetic derivatives, right? Like, but that's more of like a like a, a data problem than like a way to capture fees there at scale. So like the total addressable market for that is is big, but the like the windfall you would get from from it, I think is much lower. But with like NFTs, that's literally all content, right? All socialized experiences, like concert tickets, all that shit, blah blah blah, right? And so, if ETH continues to capture on in that, like that's why I, part of what made me so even more like bullish on ETH in the long term is seeing things like memes and internet culture, the culture. Being, yeah, the culture yeah, being priced in ETH though. You know what I mean? Yep. Like yeah, the medium of exchange, yeah. Like that's a fucking trip. If we start pricing things on in in the digital landscapes against ETH, like super refreshing to see people that I'm going back and forth with on like punks, like pricing things in ETH, right? Because it's like people are just used to pricing things in USD, and I think that fundamentally it, it depends on what you're denominated. Like, kind of- like it depends on it depends mm-hmm. on what you're denominated in, and I think that a lot of people are just like me included are just like counter trading or looking at Sue and Kyle and just being like, oh, well, if they're denominated in ETH, then I'm denominated in ETH. Because who am I to say that I, that I shouldn't just, like, copy trade them over an 18-month mm-hmm. period? 
but yeah, like and then the the DeFi ratio. I think it, honestly, there's a like so. For example, is like if it's ETH, it could be EVM though. It's like another uh, bespoke tokenomics thing because we're gonna. I think I think we're gonna start seeing like the necessity for economics um, and like monetary policy on assets as like more and more people are onboarded. Like no one actually even knows what EIP fifteen fifty nine is really gonna do, right? But. <laughs> Yeah, I, think, I mean, uh, you mean like not in terms of the fee burn, but like the 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 way that it works with ordering transactions. Um, partially ordering trans well, ordering transactions is gonna get interesting with because right now we have minor extracted value. We're gonna have validator extracted value in ETH too, um, and then there's a whole other rabbit hole of worms there where it's like projects like Lido are getting so much of the ETH um, because they're like proxies for people to get exposure to staking it. So people aren't going to run like their own validators because of the technical barrier to entry. And so now you have like this DAO that is really ran by a few people that has a significant say in ETH2, right? Governance, et cetera, moving forward. Right. But, but the one thing Kobe was saying about that, though, is that once the once the merge goes through, like people are going to vampire attack Lido and they're going to lose their moat to some extent. But keep going. I don't know if they'll lose their moat to some extent because partially a the lot liquidity. of yeah, yeah. liquidity is important. Yeah. yeah, a lot of the ETH they got literally like the reason why they work is because Paradigm is like providing fucking forty, fifty million dollars of liquidity or something. I think um, Zoo put in even more. I don't even know how much the three AC put in, but they put in a lot. I think well, I think it was a hundred thousand ETH is how much the, uh, Paradigm put in. I think that those guys also put in a bunch too. So you know they have hundreds of thousands of ETH that are coming from other people. Like it's not theirs and. Those other people, I don't think we like. Paradigm wouldn't like announce that they're invested in Lido if they were planning on just jumping ship. Because oh, also, yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. Well, the argument is the Lido team is super pro ETH too, right? Those guys are giga chads and haven't even sold right. since the days. You know, so they're, they're good. Yeah, I mean, it's, like Lomashuk is on that team, I think, right? Or mm -hmm. he was. But back to the ratio question, I think it's going to be similar to like uh, BTC versus alts. Is going to be like like that similar type of relationship on DeFi. Um, maybe maybe higher ratio because I do think that like long the two big like giga giga bullish cases for ETH are it becomes like the that financial uh, like DeFi like it's like game. the value rails of the internet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even though you have collectibles on other markets, like I th I'm kind of bullish on Polkadot as like a Web three. Um, application like social media experiences on Polkadot could be interesting. Could you explain, give like a quick overview of why? Yeah. So the, the literally part of the reason why is just because I'm bullish on like app specific chains um, for like certain use cases, you, you'd you want to have like the application layer or like the par uh, parameters of your blockchain be different because you don't value things like, like finality maybe might not matter that much in something like that's like an Instagram clone or some shit. You know what I mean? Um, so Figuring out those different like block times, all these like different parameters, like I think there's probably maybe 10, 12 just very distinct use cases. And social media is like one of the ones that fall fall under that for me, or like video streaming. And I think something like Polkadot or maybe like Avalanche and, or Cosmos. I mean they're they're all trying to do the same thing in a different way, basically. Yeah. I just don't think that like the moat because back to your point of how liquidity is important, I don't think that like a uni fork on Polkadot would capture even maybe 10% of the liquidity there. Maybe it might for a moment because of incentives, but it would just go back to, to uni. And then like that, because you know, whole aspect of like liquid, like a, 
a random like global order book that you can just execute against. That's part of what makes things super interesting. Like in the future, maybe pseudo swap will be used as a primitive for some type of like NFT AMM thing. But if you figure out the liquidity problem in NFTs and now suddenly you've unlocked global liquidity across collectibles, like that's pretty lit. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Ave is going to, is it, I think that they're definitely going to launch something yeah. very soon that's going to blow our minds. I think so too. It just comes down to then pricing, um, right? Like in, in, in the traditional world, like my mentor does a lot of stuff in like materials. Like he's mines like a lot of fucking gold and shit, right? They have like a, one of the best geologists in the world is like writing off on the report and he has like his counterpart. No, not for Ave. I'm saying like, I'm trying to say like, how do you price fucking NFTs for then like using them as collateral? Yeah, like the appraisal shit is super interesting. Still, I don't I don't know how to solve that at all. Well, that's why I keep saying like I'm super bullish on art blocks analytics, but just like NFT analytics in general. One hundred percent agree, dude. And like, it's like NFT analytics are what we're gonna need to make NFTs like the next level of ecom and like consumer experiences anyway, right? Because they're so data rich. If you're not providing analytics on them, you're not even leveraging like one of the the best like aspects of it as a superior good. Yep, exactly. And and you can pull like for art blocks, for instance, like you can pull all of the parameters for each art block like very easily. And then you could you can analyze like those parameters relative to the rest of the market like instantaneously. I mean, I That's don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know like what other asset class like you can't do that with art like traditional art. You can't just be like, oh, it's like got this color and the all the other Picassos have like this percentage of the color. Like you would have to build like a database and like label everything manually to do that. But this is like, no, like the token gives you all these parameters. Fucking snow for a giga chat, dude. God damn it. <laughs> you like the art blocks. You were talking earlier uh, about like NFTs and identity. Um, I forget the uh, gentleman's name, but I saw an interview uh, from the creator of Avogadji, and that's within like their stated roadmap. Um, and the idea is to allow your identities to be fungible, so that depending upon you know what the context is or whatever it is that you're doing within the environment, you, you know, sw swap out that identity for another or have like a basket of identities, you know, depending upon what's going on. So um, I absolutely do see uh, like the NFT aspect playing a, a big part on that. Um, I think we have quite a bit of power right now to decide the course of which way that will go, though within the states um you know it, it's, it's already been decided upon in in other areas of the planet and so we kind of have like this open virgin ground if you will uh that we can kind of plant our own seeds before uh we're told like oh hey guess what you know there's this new fed coin and it'll tie into all these other things too yeah i mean i don't know what's gonna look like i don't think i'm bullish on avagashi as like a identity solution because i do think Part of the way I like, I'm legitimately super fucking bullish on crypto. I think it's going to eat the world. I don't know what it's exactly it's going to look like. I know there's going to be EVM component to it. There'll be some like composability aspects, blah, blah, blah. 
But I do think in that, in that scenario, right, where we've reached like 100% market penetration or, or whatever. World is like what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in the smart contract world, like there has to be a way for key management solution where you as an individual can prove your identity in the real world and like get access to your wallet. There just has to be a solution for that or else like, there, like I don't know. I, I would prefer if there wasn't, but the only way that I'm okay with it is like if it's multiple levels higher than me, you know, scanning my like retina clear or whatever, because it should be like a like last resort thing too, right? Where you're like, fuck, I've exhausted all my resources. I can't find my private key, blah, blah, blah. And Oh, the, on, the, on the recovery aspect? Recovery and then also like, the same registry service that would be doing that, I think, would be the same service that you would want to like apply a zero knowledge proof of and like minting an NFT for you, right? So, so it, it goes to those people. Check those. There, there's a um, wallet I came across a couple weeks back called AirGap. Um, you can find them at airgap.it. Um, but the thing that's kind of interesting about them is they're like a you know, iOS keychain for secrets. So they're, they have a two-part system. They have a wallet and they have a vault. And the vault can hold your secrets offline and then sync with the wallet. And then with the wallet, you transact, you know, the way you normally would. Um, but I thought it was interesting because within there, they have um, built in, like, the ability to, like, shard your private key so that you could spread it out to multiple people and say that like if you know x amount of these people get together then boom they have access to um you know the funds or the ability to recover the uh um the, the passphrase your secret sharing except like instead of t taking it to like a digital thing you're giving it to people there's all kinds of shit like this i met some guys uh some dudes in puerto rico that are working on like you as a person you are your own private key because mm -hmm. it, like shit works is, you know, the key, like the data is there. It's just jumbled up. And if you have the key, you can get the data. So it's about even removing the data and the thing that encapsulate it. And it's like your own, it could be your like browsing behavior. I don't know. This shit is like way, way above oh, oh, my IQ. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there's, 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 there's a, a number of ways to do like fingerprinting and, and all sorts of stuff. Like, um, I mean, like it or not, DNA is like a perfect fingerprint. Um, in in that respect, yeah, wow, you know really what I mean. True. I didn't even think about that. Isn't it? Isn't it? Right? Isn't I mean, it's scary but true. Isn't Everest but, trying to do it with biometrics identity? Don't they have like a? They have two chains, and one of their chains is like an identity chain. Identity. Okay. Sorry, I, I, I just don't to. trust these people. Like the I don't either. For this something like this, <laughs> yeah, like I think that's all that that's also mute, like that's one of the biggest core components of this problem is like. Who yeah. are you going to trust with this ability to unlock your wallet? Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I look at it this way, though, too, man. Like, we were supposed to have had self-sovereign identity um, <laughs> three years ago. <laughs> no, don't laugh. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we, we're supposed to have been solved this problem, dude. And um, it's a bugger bear. This man. is the nature like, of hard problems, though. It's like, like ADA right? smart contracts. <laughs> it's like full self-driving. We were supposed to have solved this, and it's 2021 now, and it's not solved. I yeah, mean, this, is, again, car, bro. This, is, this is the nature of hard problems. Like, they take way, especially in software, they take way fucking longer than we initially thought because they're fucking yeah. hard. Yeah. I just want to onboard a bunch of people into, onto the internet, bro. Because I, I think another thing is, like, 
we all have like Eurocentric viewpoints. I think only like 60 or 70% of the world even has internet, right? So we're like, we haven't even onboarded that many people of the Starlink. people on the internet. This is, yeah, this is why I'm bullish on Starlink. Yeah, uh, same. On a different but, note, what do you, what do you think of uh, Shapeshift? The, is that the, the non-custodial BTC thing by Eric Van Hurst or whatever? Yeah, Eric Voorhees. Is he, they're, going, they're, they're changing to, from a corporate structure to a DAO. I mean, yeah, that's that's bullish. I only like that guy because I was trying to buy a fucking like a Porsche, and they weren't like giving it to me because I, I had like Ponzi money. And the guy was like, "Oh, you're in crypto? Like, have you heard of Shapeshift?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm good friends with the owner. Total bullshit." And the the, the, the guy like came around. He's like, "Let me call on a favor for you," and I got approved. So, I rem- I remember using Shapeshift in like 2017 and stuff. I haven't used it in the longest time. But I don't know. It's I mean it's cool that they're switching from a corporate structure to that, but it's just so they don't have to deal with the regulatory stuff. I mean the same people are going to control it because they're going to be the heavy token holders. Yeah, that that's the other thing is like, dude, fuck, bro. Like it's actually plus EV if you're launching a project to just go anon, bro. And then that makes it even more important that you know how to transact, uh, so you know like your ETH source or whatever is kept secret because it's just, i don't know you're just risking so much shit like all the big d5 founders i know like stanny andre etc like they're all outside the states there's some projects here in the states but that's part of the reason why like uni did an Moonspot. airdrop yeah because it's not like it's not, not a security offering there's nothing wrong with right. securities though that's the other thing right like we have this and realistically they are they are securities and oh. we just have to we just have to wait mm-hmm. like the that's pro- just the KYC the and they're stuff. not going to turn on they're not going to turn on like the uh, profit sharing until the regulate the regulatory boundaries get get flushed out. Like that's just that's just what it is. Oh, dude, that's actually I never even thought of that. That's hella smart. I was like, what the fuck's going on? They're supposed to turn this shit on a while ago. No, it's it's yeah. they can't they can't because they're based in like the NYC basically. Yeah, well, can't can't isn't isn't the um, profit sharing turned on by voting? Yeah, but they I, run vote. I mean, no, I, I know. They I obviously yeah. without them it's not but the pass. but the biggest holders are, are likely like VC funds in Silicon Valley. Well and, like, and and exchanges, centralized exchanges. Yeah, and I don't so, think that they're gonna go against like US well, regulatory constraints in the short well, term well, just the, just to turn on some passive income. Well the centralized exchanges too is like if if once uni starts doing profit sharing, that's going to cut into the centralized exchange users even more. So why would they vote to turn that on? Well, the centralized exchanges have more than just one chain, right? Like uni is just ETH tokens. Like it's just ERC twenties. Whereas like I can go on Coinbase and I can exchange Bitcoin for ether or I can buy like Atom or I can buy like some other random like, blockchain native uh, mm. token. The only reason things even have liquidity on uni though is because people are providing incentives mm-hmm. for that liquidity. So long-term, long-tail distribution. And when you think about the fact that you're basically bribing people to get into your ecosystem, now you have to think of it as a customer acquisition cost. Wait, wait what but, do you mean? What do you mean by that? Okay, I, so, I don't necessarily know if I agree with that, but keep going. So like, I, I do think there's, there's ways to align incentives where like aligning liquidity with yield farming incentives, right? But ultimately, a lot of this stuff, a lot of these projects are coming up, like 
Like, oh, you're saying like, like newer newer projects. Like that's yeah. why the newer pairs have liquidity is because of the yeah. incentives. Yeah. Yeah, not like ETH USDT or like ETH <laughs> yeah, stables. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that shit makes a bunch of sense, or especially pegged assets, right? Like pegged assets are like super interesting to provide liquidity against because it technically they should never diverge from one another or have like a very small tolerance that they are diverging. Um but yeah, that, that's part of it is like all, all like literally, dude, yield farming's only been going on for like a little bit over a year and a half. We don't even know what it's going to look like uh, long term. And a lot of it is just people not understanding Ponzi-nomics. Like if you're around for DeFi summary, you probably knew like, okay, now I know how to like fucking sell shit so I don't get, because it's got, even though if your your rewards are like risk-free, it's by understanding like, oh wait, like this is providing long tail, like price discovery on like one end that's healthy. But a lot of these projects is just people not understanding what's going on, providing LP like, like think of like uh, farm or harvest finance. They basically got hundreds of millions of dollars in sushi because people were going, uh, providing liquidity on incentivized pools on like sushi. Right, they're getting their sushi LP tokens, s- depositing them into a smart contract that the protocol runs. Right, so that those LP tokens were earning sushi, but the smart contract was the one that sushi was going to. And what Farm did was gave people harvest tokens or whatever, right? And now they have like an asset, like Sushi that has significantly more liquidity and has outperformed um, their underlying token that was like the whole, their yield aggregators incentive token, blah, blah, blah. Um, and now like the question resides like, well, who owns those Sushi tokens? Is it the smart contract? Technically it is the smart contract that the Sushi LP tokens were deposited into but the users were the ones depositing those into like the protocol doesn't deserve. And that's just like kind of one example of like how weird some of this shit works out. Um, I don't, I don't know if like, I do think that the D5 user experience is like a lot better than centralized shit, but ultimately like where we're going is it seems like we're going back to like a central limit order book anyway. It's like uni V3 on Arbitum or like optimism, whatever is going to be people like rebalancing well, that's their kind of how, um That's kind of how DYDX works, right? I mean, they have yeah. an order book that it's, it's off chain and yep. it, they just have to wait for Starkware to like, you know, iterate on their tech to put it on chain. Mm-hmm. I'll send you this article or this video by like, uh, by fucking Jane street. Cause they, they love OCaml and like on how to like design an exchange. And there is, there's all kinds of shit that goes into this. It's, it's like this weird thing that I have like a slight fascination with, but it's nothing that I would dive too deep into because I'm just not smart enough to solve all these fucking math problems. Yeah, I mean, I went to school for this, so, um, and even even for me, like reading through some of the proofs is like it takes a while. You really think the user experience in decentralized exchanges is better right now? If if you already have if you already have fucking ETH in your wallet, right? I mean. And, I- that, that that's a big thing that you like it's self custody. Well, right? I, 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 I don't think it's that like. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I think I don't you got to think about what you're comparing it to. Like, are you comparing it to Coinbase? Or are you comparing it to like a stock brokerage? Because on a stock brokerage, I can't like provide liquidity with my Tesla stock and pair it with USDC and then like make passive income. And there's some there's some exchanges where I could basically lend out my shares, um, but. Like the features in DeFi just straight up just do not exist. Like, you know, 
Yeah, but so, centralized exchanges in crypto, they do. Like you can lend out your USDC on your centralized exchange or whatever, make something, make some yeah, income off like of that. Pennies on the compared to the like doing it on Aave or. Something. I mean, I mean, you but you also you got to think about get there's a, there's there's the downsides of it too. You getting laddered, you know the yeah. and and then you know the gas costs and all that stuff. I mean, it's I don't think there's that big of a. I mean, I, I like the decentralized model better, but I don't think like right now the user experience is that much better. I think for that a decentralized the, the, features, the features and the rate that you get is all part of the user experience. I don't think the user experience is only like the UI UX. Well, I also think it, it's like I was particularly talking about just the buying and selling experience. Because it's much easier to buy and sell shit on, on there rather than like you're less likely to basically you odds are for retail, you're not fucking placing a limit order and waiting, right? So you're gonna mark it in, mark it out. And most of the time you're doing that on alts, there's just really bad liquidity, right? because uh, you should be executing across the three different sexes they have or centralized exchanges they have if you're buying like, you know, six figures of most of these alts. Like I said, you could reduce your slippage, but on an AMM you just click and I'm assuming like it really, you should be using an AMM like router. So like not one inch cause fuck one inch, but like matcha or like Paraswap, right. So then you get your best price. That's like, that's what I mean in particular, but I didn't really consider the fact that you can borrow and lend on, on centralized exchanges now. And it's just one click cause it's already in the wallet there. So you don't have to, it's also probably not a taxable event because making Aave yeah. tokens is technically a taxable. I think that the, the centralized exchange is always going to have the incentive though to basically charge you a spread. And that's that's kind of the key, right? Like the risk premium of using the decentralized version is you don't have that spread taken out. And this is, this is why... Uh, we're long Coinbase, not financial advice. Dude, I hate this fucking job. Oh, you're alive, bro. Let's go. DM. I um, uh, so I, I had my phone on the ground because you can't mute a Twitter space while you're hosting it. And then my cat came over and started fucking headbutting the phone, and then he muted everyone. And I didn't realize he was the one who hit the mute everyone button. So then someone DM'd me and asked what's going on. And, uh, yeah, so sorry about that. Uh, well, we like the cat, so it's fine. Yeah, my cat's a fucking doofus. He's so hyper. Like, if I, if he comes up to me and I don't give him attention within, like, 10 seconds, he's just, like, headbutting everything around him, which was the phone. <laughs> my cat's the same way. It's adorable. I built a, um like a clear box using one of those containers that you'd put like long, like wrapping paper uh, things for Christmas in. Um, and I cut it out. So that's essentially a shield over my keyboard. Cause if I didn't do that, my cat would just be on my keyboard all day and all night. Is your cat <laughs> speaking at a NFT NYCDs? Yeah. I'm going to fly with the cat and bring him up on stage just so he can Good. speak. Give us some of the squalfa. He's really talkative. He's loud. He might have some yeah. good things to say. Is there anybody else that wants to come up, or what's, what's good? There's mad. We have a lot there. of people I don't know that are requesting it. 
I'm gonna yeah. just YOLO it. <laughs> Alright. See what happens. Yeah. I'm just gonna go with everybody. Oh, Yuppie. Hey, who's this guy? This Yuppie character. Who's this guy, man? What are you guys talking about here? I'm so sad I missed the MEV conversation. Yeah, I mean, I I still don't necessarily understand it deeply enough to... It's, it's one of those concepts that's just, like, extremely That's what boring. they want. They want you to not understand it. They want you to stay <laughs> away from the whole space. I tried listening to that Uncommon Core with Paradigm, like, four times so far. Yeah, and I still, you, you, like, need, you need your, like, Google Translator in, when you listen to Uncommon Core. Yeah. yeah, just go to uh, maybe rewatch some shit from the MEV.WTF conference thing that just happened. Oh, right. But yeah, but did, what, didn't Vitalik talk at that? I mean, Vitalik's too smart, bro. I'm not going to listen to nothing. From fucking <laughs> I mean, just listening to him on the Lex Friedman podcast talk about MEV was pretty good, too. I mean, he acknowledges it and he knows that you're not going to be able to just get rid of it overnight with a snap of a finger. So his whole approach was just to mitigate. Uh, it affecting like most end users, which is it's not like this is like not a problem in traditional finance though. I mean, exactly. Robinhood's entire business model is MEV. Well, that's <laughs> why you have uh, Flash yes. Boys, you know, Flash Boys and Flash Bots. They're you know, Flash Bots are paying an homage to Flash Boys, which are the guys that try to get a fiber connection as close as they could to the NYSE servers so they yep. the front run. So I mean, did they make a movie here. on that? No, uh, it's a Michael the Hummingbird. Yeah. Yeah, I think oh, they, the made a, they made it a movie. Oh, oh yeah. shit! I gotta watch that. About trying to get the the fiber optic cable as close yeah. as possible in a straight line from the west coast or something like that. Yeah, I just read the book. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm really fascinated. The cool thing about MEV too is like, well, we're coming up on proof of stake here shortly, and how is that going to affect it? It's like it's not going to go away. It's just going to change a little bit. Yeah. You know? I've heard everybody basically say it's just going to make it worse. <laughs> I don't know about worse or better, but it's it's definitely here to stay. I know um, there's actually a punk that I know that is doing MEV with just the basic tutorial that's open source, and he's hitting kind of frequently too for you know more frequently than you'd expect from a completely open source one. Um, there's a list that somebody added me to for MEV Twitter feed, and it's been really interesting to follow as well, but. In the NFT market, you know, how does that affect it? Can you leverage that? And I was just thinking about, man, somebody needs to apply some MEV skills to the gas wars, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that, that'd be huge. I was saying that earlier, but I also think that the MEV shit is actually super slept on. Yeah. On the NFT stuff. Because especially if, like, if there's any of these mints that aren't, like, using, like, fucking BRF, uh, you right. can game the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you can like, find out. Way, I don't think that the average uh, NFT degenerate is going to be uh, doing this. Fuck, so, I'm leaking alpha, bro. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, that's what these spaces are all about, anyway. Yeah, shit's based. Squalpa. How's the landing walk, Sophie? Dude, I'm honestly just, I've been walking around my living room. Yeah. <laughs> I have hella natural lighting, bro. So it feels like I'm Get some fucking sun. That's when he walks about. Touch a tree. I have, I have to stay in motion on all these spaces whenever I'm. We talking like the to trees. Them. Yeah. I have this standing desk and it has one of these little boards, and I just go like left, right, left, right, left, right <laughs> yeah. on the board. 
Dude, this conversation's so interesting. I, like, I've been trying to smoke this joint since I've been fucking on here. Keep going out. <laughs> I, I just I rolled one at the beginning of the conversation. And for some reason, I still haven't gone outside to go light it up. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, "Fuck, you get caught up in the convo." Like, damn, got to smoke. Good problem to have, though. You know. I no, like I, I, my, my favorite thing to do is like just to. Hour. What? What were you saying? I was on a phone call for a half hour, like not looking at the space while you guys just kept it going. <laughs> yeah, my well, favorite thing is just to derail your spaces and talk about DeFi. We were talking about dogs, too. You that's can't you, derail that, a that, space if there is zero agenda. That's when you, that's <laughs> when you muted us. No, that oh, is you that, no the fuck we he, he muted the cat muted us when we were talking about dogs. How fucked yeah. up is that? The cat was like, talk about the cool cats. Why are you guys talking about Uniswap? That's probably why you flipped out and ran upstairs like a psycho. He's probably pissed off you're talking about dogs. Mm. We do need more DeFi focused spaces. There's so much um, opportunity there still and it's a minefield to navigate. There's a lot of pitfalls maybe more pitfalls than opportunities actually so you got to finesse something we got to get like santiago into one of these or or kane or something i don't know yeah. if you guys have heard of um solo solo.top is my my latest little staking on polygon and they actually just pay you in matic for whatever you whoa. stake there too whoa is, are there any withdrawal fees i'm actually not even farming anymore fuck that i don't have time for that shit anymore yeah, dude, so you're not stable farming. Uh, I am stable farming, but I'm doing like some low T shit where I'm just. I mean, that's moving. what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tax money, low T stable farms. to make more tax money. Yeah, basically. Where are you? I'm, is that Celsius? Uh, no, fuck Celsius. I'm doing. Uh, I I just have insane boost on Curve because oh, I locked yeah. all my Curve tokens. So I'm just doing it on Curve. I'm I'm waiting on. I don't know if this is even live yet, but I know they're. Like, curve incentives are supposed to go live on one chain. I forget which chain it is, but I don't know if that happened last week or when, but I'm just trying to get, like, honestly, three to five more punks and just fuck off and just focus on building the shit I'm building. Three to five. That's a solid plan. Yeah, I, I like that plan. Three to five punks? Yeah. Jesus. Like Let me tell punks. you right now, you want to get a police punk. Get a cop punk. You should buy that albino smile. Sure. I'll fucking I'll do it. I don't even give like, a shit. Like fuck it, I, whatever. Yeah, I think this I, shit's I, so addicting. The one this morning that I, that I tweeted that sold in like fifteen minutes. That was a vibe. Dude, the floors just aping up. Um, I also don't like the way that we we fucking refer to the things with the lowest ask as the floor. It's just like such a weird concept to me. Cause I'm like degrading. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Uh, it's hard to change culture. Yeah, that's for damn sure, right? But the thing is, at least there is a culture. I mean, that's, no, you yeah. do need, to be fair, like, you do need that concept of a floor when it comes to collateralizing these assets, though. Like, yeah. it, it is going to be an important, like, parameter. But the, the collateralization would then have to be, like, you, you're not, you're, because if you're collateralizing it, you need to know what the sell side, yeah. like, liquidity is, which would be, like, the lowest... Or exactly. guess highest bid. Exactly. Maybe. Well, no, like some function of like lowest and highest bid. You, you would People probably not not just the bids. Like you would probably actually have to like monitor like some TWAP of volume. Yeah. Like like. Yeah. You would have to know like okay what were like actual recent sales not not necessarily bids. 
Well, I've been looking. I've been like just playing around, looking at some of the pseudo swap stuff after someone mentioned it. I had heard about it a while ago, but because I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in like fractionalization of stuff, like art pieces, like you know, I think it's easier for you. To, like the punk stuff, I'm kind of like the punk comic. I thought it was interesting because I'm like, okay, this vault of art is like easier for me to kind of evaluate against like a, a token. Yeah, totally. And, so it's just the problem is though I think like how do you fix the fungibility and not fungibility part because I look at like the NFT. I think it's NFT already fixed, honestly. Like I think that there's several different ways to do it. Like one one way to do it is to integrate it into the base protocol so that you could just fractionalize an NFT like by default, but that is risky in the sense that if you wanted to change the feature, then you would have to propose a change to the base protocol. Then there's another way to do it where you could deploy a smart contract and you lock the 721 inside the smart contract and you basically get like an ERC-20s back. And then there's like the way that it's already being done now, which I keep like shilling, which is like Ghost has that Zodiac project where he just dropped like 30 of each piece and I mean, it's it working. It's working already. Like, and it's just like thirty uh, ERC seven twenty ones, but they're all the same, and they're all like tradable within the same page on uh, OpenSea. Mm-hmm. So the traditional art world, uh, nobody usually you don't even sell a piece unless you have a guaranteed buyer that sets that floor price. So it ensures that art always goes up in value never down up only mm, interesting base let's go let's learn from them and apply it and take from the rich and give to ourselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's i don't know like the like the nftx vault for instance i look at some of the punks in there i'm like oh shit i would buy this but i'm not I don't want like a random roll because there's some in there that i would like not buy for that same amount of price did you see what yeah. they changed recently you can uh, do a uh, you can do a targeted redemption though if you pay a five percent premium. So like, say you wanted to buy one punk basic, um, and you would bit, pay one punk basic. Now you can just pay one point zero five punk basic and pick which one you want out of the pool. Mm, damn, I might just do that right now. Actually, talk I don't about know, MEV though, too. Like, on the migration side, what um punks are in the new v2 pool and what punks are in the old v1 pool and if everything is migrated yet or not i'm not sure yo but I did that to pick now that you're back cool cat. <laughs> i paid um, like 0.09 for my cool cat token and then i got a nice floor wait what, what is this yeah mftx kiwi's platform what you locked in oh. cats in there? I fucking love Ivan, bro. That's my dog. No, I Yo, mean, is promise. lit as fuck. Dude, Kiwi Dude. helped me out big time when I was getting into um, DeFi stuff not that long ago, and he was just we jumped. He would out. audit every contract, dude. Soft yeah. audit from the boy. Wow, what a savage. Dude, Dude I literally was, just... was up all night with him minting this fucking uh, lady contract. Uh, vault actually i was like dude i have no idea what i'm fucking doing he's like it's all good man he like walked me through it step by step on discord it was fucking hilarious we're talking about kiwi right yeah yeah Yeah, he's willing to just jump on discord call with you and just walk you through it dude and i had no idea who he was at the time i didn't know that he was behind all these different things and then i found out later and i was like dude this is you and he's like yes sir i was like holy shit dude like yeah he's legit your time so much more 
No, I've legit. Him for like two years. He's literally one of the nicest people I ever met. We were hanging out in Miami, and in like our group chat, he was just like offering to pick people up and like give them rides and shit. He's just like, yeah, the coolest fucking sweetest dude. But I love that guy. Yeah, he got the Board Apes liquidity pool going too. Like that's where I first started running into him. Um, he was putting floor apes into his, his fucking liquidity pool. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, how does this even work? And he's like, check this out, dude. Watch this. <laughs> it's actually he's fucking like, ingenious what they're doing. He's like, you should throw in. He's like, you should throw in. I'm like, mine aren't floor, though. He's like, yeah, they're not really floor, but get a floor and throw it in. And you mint, dude. You fucking Dude, that shit is free money. Like, no joke. Yeah. I made a lady vault yesterday. And I'm like, dude, like. I'm, I literally, I mean, like, not as much volume as obviously, like, an ape or, like, a funk vault, but it's, like, that shit prints. There. Yeah, It'll like, get I'll get fucking my, like, literally just, like, so many dividends from just, like, minting that vault. There's the real alpha leak right there. Go buy floor ladies, throw them in the pool, and sit back and relax. Fucking go to the pool, and if you don't Wait, know where the so pool how, is, I don't DM understand me. how that I'll works from like a is. profit perspective. We need to get Hunter to yeah, understand somebody, this. Can somebody so can get a million the, people to understand it. Can somebody explain <laughs> the NFT liquidity pool? Like, what what so, happens when you take out your liquidity? Do you get like randomized yes, other ones? Usually, yeah. but not anymore, right? So, anymore. well, so, if you pay a five percent premium, yeah. So basically, there's so you mint your ladies, and then you get dollar sign lady. I'm just talking about for the uh, fair lady squad yeah. right now, um, but. And then you get dollar sign lady back. And then if we you like want a ladies. random lady, we like the ladies. And if you want a random lady, it's free. But if you want to get like a specific lady, then you have to pay a 5% fee. And yeah. if you like but add who, liquidity. But who, is, who is using the liquidity pool though? Like to trade the ladies. That's what I want to know. Like The same people right, that would I, go in the open sea. There's an ARB opportunity sometimes. Oh, okay. So, so they would buy from the liquidity pool and sell on OpenSea for a higher price and arm the two? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You could just or just like, you know, if you that. see a fucking cool lady, that's like... Do you just get a random one? I like did when you buy out of the liquidity pool? Uh, again, like I said, like it's free to get a random one. It's 5% like additional fee oh, to get a targeted one. one. And then every oh, time free, it's a targeted... You to sell your lady into... Do you, your do you pay yeah, it's a swap. It's a swap. Do you pay an ether? No, you pay in lady, but you you can yeah. you can oh you'll you'll be able to pay yeah. natively in ETH in like call it like two weeks. That's what Kiwi told me. Two oh, three weeks. Shit. Let me buy. We should some do this on a, a YouTube live video. I, I can. We should set one up and then 100%. get everybody on a Zoom, do it live, and then 100%. show the masses how to do it. A Zoom? What? No, bro. I'm gonna go on fucking Discord, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. Like it. Yeah, do a Discord or a Twitch or something. Damn, there's hit on YouTube. We so let's like all get set up YouTube. first before we broadcast it. We like the YouTube. Or no, we don't apparently like people do not like the YouTube. Yeah, but anyway, that's just free money, guys. Like, fucking go to that vault. And, like, literally I'm gonna go buy in, a lady right now. If you have floor ladies, like, don't even, like, not even the ARB. Like, seriously, like, this is this is free alpha. This is literally altruism. I, you would dilute the shit out of me if you do this. And I would not get all the fees anymore. <laughs> Hang on. But mint so, your ladies, add liquidity. You get these fucking fees. Like, shill the shit out of this vault. The more people trade on this shit, you literally get free ladies out of it. Hang on. So your holding lady token generates, you get paid out in the fees of other people trading lady token? I, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I guess you can you can uh, 
exchange that for more of the actual ladies, right? Yeah. At, at, after a certain point, like depending if you want to pull them out of the pool, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think what he's saying is that the the APY is so high that you're just basically getting more ladies for free. This is the real DeFi now. This is the real DeFi. I came yeah, in I mean, here this feeling is, this is 100 why... IQ. I'm leaving feeling 200 IQ and DGen. <laughs> well, this is why this is why understanding 80 IQ like, normal people. This is why understanding why like just like the basic components of a liquidity pool and X times Y equals K is like important. Yeah, because it's gonna it's gonna bleed into the NFT space. It's fucking free alpha, man. Like you know, there's people like there's normies coming in. They're like, oh, I want to flip JPEGs. I'm like, for sure, man. Like I'm just gonna fucking skim off of you. (laughs) That's how I make my money. Like do it. I mean, you you studied and you learned how the shit works, so that's your privilege to do so. Actually, something crazy. Like appreciate it, man. Like I spent all night fucking minting this vault. Uh, and I stay up super fucking late. It was like three, three thirty Pacific or some yeah, shit like you that. Earned it. Uh, you, but, you earned it. You earned the alpha. But actually, the, the it actually netted out super well because then I got the random at on the pain uh, the pain gang Discord for the octopus drop, and I fucking got it, dude. Up only. Does anybody know who the um, guest on Up Only is today? No. Is it you? No, not yet. I don't. I don't think I'm uh, big enough to go on. Fucking Jim, remember when I called you, dude, and you were like, "Do you just do this with everyone? You just call them and ask them questions." I was like, "Yeah." Dude. You're like, yep, "Oh, you're I the can man. start doing that." You're like, you're "Oh, the I can man, start man. doing that." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, do it." Sorry, I'm concentrating right now. Totally not buying ladies. <clears throat> So it's it's the vault on NFTX that has nine ladies in it right now. Correct. Yeah. It has nine in it. Oh my god. Yeah, those I know are mine. It's about to get real stupid, and then over the next hour, I have a feeling. Those are I mean, mine. I'm about to fucking what, degen what is the fucking. The, uh, what is the price for uh, like just getting a randomized one? Like three hundred bucks, right? No, 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 like in either. Come on. Point one. Point one, point one six. six. It's point one in the, the same as the floor. No, it's point one it's six, the same man. As the floor. If it's the same as the floor, why would you do that? Because you're gambling. Well, you put your ladies in, you get dollar sign lady, and then you add to the liquidity pool, and then saying, you also get the I'm not get saying the fees. as an LP. I'm saying as as the user of the pool. Why would I buy it it from the pool if it's the same as the floor price on OpenSea? Like you sometimes said, it's the, lower than the floor that's the point right like there has to be the arb opportunity otherwise you're just like gambling because you see like one of the ladies is rare and then you're just like all right fuck it i'm gonna risk this as like a raffle to try to get this rare one well then you pay the fee man oh i see what you're saying like if five percent plus the plus the base price is still less than what you think it's worth then it's worth it. Yeah, like when I added liquidity to it, like I added some non-floor ladies in there that I think already got swooped up. I was like, yo, like there's a, re- like, <laughs> it was kind of like a carrot. I'm like, yo, ape into this, please. Like give me some fees. Like I'm yeah, going to seed I some mean, liquidity. This sounds wild. This is like a very interesting concept. It, it takes a while to fully understand. And even then, I'm not sure if you can fully understand it. But... <laughs> I, just I mean, again, again, just go back and read the Uniswap V2 like blog post explaining like X times Y equals K and like what a liquidity pool is. Yeah, I actually so, recommend like, reading read that, the Curve like, V1 I, white paper. Or yeah, either either one. 
all 90 pages of it, please. And don't <laughs> read the Uniswap V3 paper where they start talking about <laughs> concentrated liquidity. Oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> I let smart yeah, people well, I mean, read that shit. Luckily, and tell me what's luckily going on. like we won't need to. We won't need to think about that when it comes to the NFTs. Like concentrate. Oh, actually, maybe you will because there's like different tiers of rarity. Maybe we won't. Will but be, Kiwi like, concentrated. will. Ooh. Kiwi will think about that, dude. You're so true because this is only good for floors right now. Yeah. Right. So like, if Kiwi you, in here, man. Damn. So this, this maybe strat, there won't be like an order book. Yeah. This yeah, strat so is the buy dollar sign NFTX. Like own a majority stake of it and just own the DAO governance and just tell Kiwi what to do. Yo, Farouk, you put the squiggle. Oh my god. You just keep adding things to this. this I am now sure complete. Nice. <laughs> I should get a squiggle in the background of mine. I'm gonna do that. Let's jack it. I am now oh, complete. No. Um I you know, dear mom, I spent eight thousand dollars on a squiggle and I feel good about myself. <laughs> Wait, that's the first one that you got? Dude, you just got that one? Yeah, I just got it today. I, I oh, you capitulated. Yeah, I, I I did, and I I I bought it that high to punch myself in the balls to remind myself that next time, just buy the thing when you believe yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Better better late than never, but you're, you're gonna be walking a little weird, I think, for a little bit after that one. <laughs> nah, dude, nah, up only. We like the squiggles. Up only. We like baby. the squiggles. You you got in you got in early. I think the floor in Squiggles is uh, probably has another two or three X in it. I said I mean X, sir. These I woke Five. up this morning. The first thing I'm seeing is is D's and G Money going hard on Twitter. I was like, all right, let's go. I I showed D's and Hunter a Squiggle. I was thinking about buying this morning, and ten minutes later, it was gone. I didn't even get the chance. I was like, you guys think this is too much to, to spend <laughs> here? Think about it. Gone and it's gone. I listed yeah, you, it back for, for I listed it back for double than what I paid and I have no worry about it leaving uh in the next few weeks, months. Like I snowfro, snowfro. Yeah, I mean if there's anything there's still that I'm two buy, big announcements to come out, I think. Squalfa baby. Just this, yeah. Yeah, what's the squalfa, sir? Just buy. <laughs> Just buy. We like the ladies. Like if you don't like the squiggles, I'm sorry. Like you're not gonna make it. If you don't like, yeah, the squiggles, you can't hang you with don't us. Like Ethereum or money. We like. If the you squiggles. don't like squiggles, that's like saying you don't like generative art. You don't like the nicest person in the NFT space, and you're not gonna make it. <laughs> but you know, it was interesting because these you're the one who made me realize they were animated. Like when you click on it, you can make the animation yeah. Go yeah. faster. Yeah, and you a can lot change of people the don't background know color. Yeah, and spacebar. Can you tell me again what the things in spacebar to do what? Change the background color so you can go from white to black on the background oh, by tapping dick. space. I'm gonna go play with mine right now. <laughs> I'm gonna go play with my squiggles. I'm gonna go play with my squiggles. Squiggy summer. I'm playing with squiggles tonight. Squiggle summer. I like it. Hot oh, squig man. summer. Yo, it's I've like, been getting so many DMs from people like the past two weeks. Like, yo, thank you so much for putting me on Squiggles. Like, yeah. fucking made it now. That worked out. Dude, and it's it's not just the Squiggles. Like, a lot of the curated projects are just creeping up. Every day, I see, I see the bids starting to creep up. I've been selling some fermenties. I've been selling, uh, about to sell some watercolors. Like, it's happening, boys. Dude, the Squiggle with black background is, is sick. 
How do you make it go faster, these? Hit the up arrow on your keyboard. Yeah, I think if you hit up. Up only. Oh, it's so sick. If you do the hyper and then you go really fast, that's that's the most fun. Why am I so obsessed with these squiggles? Dude, imagine when there's like a work. sick display for it and you can just like put it in like like where all your computers are and stuff. I mean, think about how much people pay for like all the LED shit that they put like in yeah. the PC and like all in their computer room. Like I'd much rather just have a squiggle and then it is. I mean, I don't think they pay $10,000 for that, but yeah. I mean, they definitely, well, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're going, but like I didn't pay $10,000 for it. I wanted one of the other ones, the, um, but that was a little too much of a stretch here for me, but uh, the um, fuzzy ones. But, oh, I love those. Yeah, I, I want those. a fuzzy I will, I will one. I one. I don't I, care. I want a fuzzy and a um, Josie was doing like a, a a thing and they a podcast and they had like a contest and Snowfro mentioned no. like his favorite reality show was Real Housewives and like at the end they had like a contest like what was his favorite show and I was I was so fucking ready you know I just smashed that send button with Housewives <laughs> and my ETH address so fast you know. Freshly minted fuzzy, I gave it to uh, I gave it to one of my buddies as his first NFT. But oh, let's yeah. fucking go, oh, dude! That's my awesome. Goodness, yeah, what a, what a lucky guy. He has no clue yeah. how to do anything with it. It's essentially still mine. I'm I'm just you know he, he's holding it. He's not he's not a seller. He's a holder. It's fine. Good. Did you like actually send it to him, or did you just send them? He, no, he has, like, it. He, he, no <laughs> he has it. He has it. He just like he wouldn't know how to like. He's not gonna just he's not gonna sell it or anything. It's like it's a shared. It, it feels like a shared squiggle. I mean, I guess technically he could rug me on it, though, right? <laughs> or rug yeah, himself. Yeah, what's his, uh, what's, his really, right? what's his uh What's his ETH address? What's his handle? Yeah, it's uh, guyzalaxy.eth. Uh, he's accepting bids on squiggles over 40 ETH, I heard. <laughs> I'm going to make a Twitter burner. It's going to look just like you. I'm going to be like, yo, man, can you actually send it back to me? I'm going to send him a different wallet address. Yo, I'll know I fucking made it when people start making fake Twitter. Deez, has anyone made a fake Deez Twitter yet, bro? No. It's coming. It's fucking coming. Don't put that energy out there. I got to the point. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I actually am reversed. I'm reverse jinxing you. By putting it out there, I'm actually decreasing the likelihood of it happening. This is psyop, sir. Deez, okay. have you gotten to the point where people are name squatting you yet? Because it started happening to me. It happened people to were me. taking my full name on certain platforms and shit, and they're like DMing me like, hey, yeah, I mean, I'll sell so it back to you for an ETH. who probably isn't in the crowd right now, but someone I thought was a friend, he took uh, the Metaverse out ENS and then DM'd us and was like, I'll sell it to you for two ETH. So I called him Dude. out and called him a piece of shit, and then I unfollowed him. Um, so wow, that's five dollars a year. There's a punk owner, and I would really appreciate if you guys help me here. There's a punk Crypto. owner who bought Faroque.eth and then listed it for five ETH. Probably and I'm like, guy. well, that was nice of him. Nice of him. <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys can help me find out who it is through his punk, just so I could just reach out to him and like speak to him. You know who you need to ask? You need to ask the cat. You need to ask Westo. He's like the fucking, he can find anyone, dude. Cause it's like, I, let me find the punk again. But it's like, I'm like, dude, really? You and he bought he bought Farouk.eth Are and pulling up on this guy? Is it um, is it a punk that is a female smoking a cigarette with messy hair? It's Avo Avo Cuddle on 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 um, just let me go Farouk.eth on. Uh, oh, he he lowered it. Okay, lowered it. To you me. know who's the king of that though? Demerai. He dude, look, go look at some of the ENS names he's bought because it's fucking hilarious. I think I'm gonna he, offer him one ETH. 
He changes his every day, dude. He bought like Gucci 1017.eth the other day. Oh like, my god, dude. Mike is he, fucking hilarious. Hey, Kiwi's in here now. If you want to bring him up on stage and hear more about NFT liquidity pool alpha. Yes. Yes. Kiwi, just request the mic. Kiwi. There's also John just asked me if he should be buying a squiggle for four ETH. And I'm like, yep. Yo, <laughs> I was tough. just looking. I was just looking through my early DMs, and I I DM Snowfur like the first day. Actually, he DM. He's the person who DM'd me when I was asking for help my first day in the punk chat, and I didn't even know that he created Squiggles. And I was talking to him about Squiggles, and he was just like, "Yeah, dude, I try to snipe any of the like ribbed ones that are below 0.5. and it's so Yo, fucking Andrew, funny to good. look back at that conversation now. You know, look at Kiwi's avatar. Yeah, that cat is sick, dude. He's in Yo, the sunglasses squad. Cat, dog. Dude, I feel like minting squiggles is like being in the Wi-Fi pool for the first couple days. Like the way the way that Sue described the being in the Wi-Fi pool the first couple days was like minting uh, or uh, mining Bitcoin on your laptop in the first couple years. That's probably the same with squiggles, like minting squiggles. What's the, the NFT, NFT version of uh, Yams then? Uh, I don't know. I don't. Maybe pickles. <laughs> Hopefully Cole's not on. What's up, Andrew? Hey, how's it going? I was just listening in and loving this conversation. I actually requested to speak because uh, the same thing happened to me yesterday where somebody found out my full name. I guess it's no surprise for my Twitter handle, but uh, bought the Wait, address. It's not and I was Andrew? Like, <laughs> surprise. Are it's you Andrew. telling me this is PsyOps? <laughs> yeah, it's it's Andrew Wang uh, with an E. I couldn't get that original username. I actually, um, I've been trying Wang to... with an E? No, no. My Twitter username is A-N-D-R-W Wang because I couldn't get the original one with the E because there's like a million of us um, in this world. And that's fine. But like somebody bought andrewwang.eth yesterday and kind of DM'd me saying, you know, I'll sell this to you for an E. Like I can't believe you can get it. Respect the hustle. And you're like, bro, I don't even know what that is. Right. I was like, I, I'm just new to this space. I have no idea what that is. Uh, but it's funny. Sir, I bought we like the cats. Leave me nice. alone. Nice. No, no, I'm saying that's what you should do. Or you should have said that. <laughs> I should have. Yeah, but but what's funny is that um the guy who did that and he's buying a lot of people's uh, names and kind of extorting them, I guess, is um he used to I guess hook up with one of my best friends. And I think that was his way of trying to flirt with her. Ooh. Like, hey, I just bought your friend Andrew's ENS domain. Bro, what? That's fucking 40. And, and, like, we had an argument, me and my friend, because she thought I was being a little insensitive. But I was like, you know, why are you trying to bring me into this? Um, I have a lot of tea on him. Like, it's crazy. He's applying for a PhD a lot of in tea. communications. He's applying for a PhD to, like, understand the communication space. I'm like... <laughs> quote unquote like you know democratize it whatever and he's going around doing this but um you know he was cheating on his girlfriend with my friend so i don't want to <laughs> make that public but like and he's trying to yeah. arbitrage your your ens name fuck man i, I, I could literally see his open c name now wait he's like... trying to arbitrage your ens name to yeah we can all see it now like that wasn't smart he's squatting your name bro we're gonna Right. I mean, he ended up sending it to me for free, I think, because my friend got mad at him. Good. Um, I don't know if they had something going on, but, like, I hit it. You know, I'm not really – again, I don't know who said that, but I don't even know what ENS domains yeah, were. Until yesterday, 
I'm just buying cats. So <laughs> imagine all the college and high school drama when it comes to the blockchain, dude. People are gonna be signing encrypted messages back and forth to each other and shit. It's wild. Yeah, yeah somebody did buy. We like the cats. I was I was gonna kind of rip that real quick, but somebody like bought it already. Yeah, that was me, bro. Dude, let me let me just was take it really. Nah. Did you guys nah, see the lady right. floor? Give me that. I don't fucking flip names. Take a look at the yeah, lady, lady floor lady now. <laughs> did it die or did it go? Oh, it dude, go it's going me. up. It just went from oh, one else to two. He also owns <laughs> Sir Charles. He owns Sir Charles. Not I don't know if this is Charles Hodgkinson that bought this. In spite of me, or what the fuck's going on? You see Charles Hoskinson's fucking stable coin white paper? Come on, bro, get out of here. Let's fuck that Come guy. on. All right, yeah, some bedtime reading. Come on. You guys were talking about the liquidity pool before for the ladies' flood. Um, the only time I've used these pools was to redeem underpriced, like aliens and other things. Yeah. How does that work? So I have I have a lot of these ladies. Yo. If, if there's a way to like earn more tokens, obviously I do that. But if there's I, a way to acquire more in, alpha in this channel, please hit that button. <laughs> I was under the yeah, if you have alpha, please you request to speak, and to I will I will step down to hear that shit. You, we're we're here to promote alpha sharing, even if even if you're not not financial to say advice. It, you come up and say it. No, to answer and, your and if, it's, if it's if it's alpha, you definitely you you can come up. If it's squalpha, then you know keep it to automatic. yourself. Let's let's <laughs> no man, I want to hear it. Um, to answer your automatic question, the back. NTFX website, I think it's M NFTX uh, V2. I had to click on because I wasn't seeing the lady pool initially. I was just seeing my apes, and then oh, it yeah, said it said V2. Click here, so I clicked on that, and then I found the pool. And there's all these different buttons when you connect your wallet. So you connect your wallet to the website, and then you have different buttons for mint and redeem. And that's how you kind of interact with the site. Does that answer your question, or did you have no, a different no, question? Yeah, the UX is bullshit. My, Sorry, my, Kiwi. What I what I don't really understand is, I was under the impression that if you put one into the pool, you only get ninety five percent, like point like point nine five tokens. So I, I I just figured that it was never worth it to put anything into the liquidity pool, only to take it out when it's underpriced first, open C. But it seems like that's not what it is. And also, you're saying that you can earn more tokens over time yeah so the 0.99 and i am just uh really pounding the table on this in the discord to like be more clear about that is essentially when you mint there is a percentage fee and so the pool that you use with the five percent percentage mint is like really egregious uh in my opinion um that's something that nft 20 does as well but for the vault that i minted for the ladies i did a one percent mint uh, and I did a 5%, what's called a target redeem, which means like if you want a specific lady, uh, you have to pay 5%, right? Uh, but if you want a random one, it's, it's free. There's no, there's no fee to it. And so when you mint, yeah, you get a $0.99 dollar sign lady as opposed to a 1.00 lady, right? And so uh, that's just like the mint fee. And so usually what I recommend people to do is you can buy more dollar sign lady on SushiSwap. There's literally a button on NFTX in order to buy it. Uh, if you want, you know, just like that other 0.01 lady, or you can just mint two ladies and just get like a targeted lady that you really want or something like that. And so, yeah, it's not, it, the ARB is interesting. I think the other use case is again, like if there's a lady in the pool that you really want and you're okay, like closing some liquidity. Yeah, I think there is some PL to be done in terms of 
hey, like, is it better if I just like wait for this floor to rise and like have a listing on OpenSea? But I mean, like the reason why I did it uh, outside of like outside of like fees, of course, is like it's just it's a good, healthy thing for a project to have. Right. Like if your project doesn't have other sources, other ways to source liquidity outside of OpenSea listings, like you have a shit liquidity product. And like, why the fuck would you want to buy that? You can't get out as quickly as you want to. Yeah, I mean, Dee has been talking about how shit OpenSea is and that we need to figure out some solutions. And this is one valid solution for diversifying your entrance and exit into assets, NFTs as assets. I was buying like 10 ladies last night off the floor and like, I was like, there's gotta be a better way than me to like fucking like spy one, like every lady one by one. The gas is fucking insane. Like on NFTX, you can just buy all of them at once, like one transaction fee. But so you're saying that, um, these, can you invite Kiwi up to speak? It seems like his request button doesn't work. He's having some technical difficulties right now. So see I, if you can request him. I invited him a while we ago, and like it just tech. says connecting dot, dot, dot. Uh, we don't like the attack. We don't like He needs to restart Twitter. I was, I was having hey, I've been rugged like three times today. Honestly, we don't like the tech, but we like the vibes. Does speaking work on Android or no? I fucking love the vibes. Is Android the issue? No, Android's always Android. He said try again right now. I don't want to invite him again real quick. I think you have to leave and come back uh, out of the space. That, that happened to me. I think you have to delete your Twitter and then... Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think you have to like me on Twitter before you it starts working again. You have to every speaker, like all their tweets. And uh, I have a song for you guys, for the ladies. <laughs> we like the ladies. <laughs> the lady floor just went up, like again. This is crazy. Yeah, thanks, Rogue. <laughs> the the music that the anthem's gonna just push the floor. <laughs> yeah, I had people DMing me. Um, I'm, I'm a mod at the lady Discord. That's why I'm such a shell, guys. Wow. Uh, full disclosure. Disclosure. Yeah, yeah, just be honest, yeah. bro. Disclosure. Just disclosure. Me. You can show whatever you want. Just be honest. Uh, but I have people DMing me, and they're like, "Yo, like." My girlfriend's like a DJ. Can we do like a lady party in in ETHCC? I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's fucking do it. Like, I love this community, man. These people are hilarious. There's a lot of holders. There's like what 2,300 now out of just 8k. Yeah, it's going up really fast. I I I think that like people are sleeping on the the female profile images. Like a lot of the a lot of the projects just are not that great for that. And I I think that like that is a key part of onboarding people onto onto these tools is like getting women involved well go figure all the female uh creators artists collectors as well and that couldn't relate necessarily to a lot of the projects because even the animals are so male (laughs) yeah exactly finally have their say well people want an identity that resonates with them right and by having all these males like it's just not a thing for females to enter in so this is one of the first (laughs) projects that really encapsulates that you know, I think that's why the cats were doing good because the cats are are literally just everybody any, loves cats. Everybody loves the cats. Yeah, My girlfriend just, loves those cats. It's just like a simple thesis, like yeah. that. Sometimes that's the thing that works the best. And most of the projects, the female ones are just they don't look good, you know. Whereas like the punk female ones, I think are dope. Cats are just unisex, and now the ladies are just fire. Yeah, I think the ladies actually look pretty good. 
I don't know, but when the floor yeah, when the floor like of a project yeah, is like good, I think it's gonna make it. One kind of interesting thing that the ladies are doing is they have a rarity boost on OpenSea, um, where you kind of can drag the slider. I don't know if you guys have seen this before, but I haven't. Um, you could just like in, where you know like properties are. You could just drag the slider and filter based on some kind of calculated rarity mm. score. I don't know if this is something that the ladies team provided or if it's calculated by OpenSea. No, they, they provided, they provided their own metadata. What, what I, I still don't get what that is because it doesn't match up with rare, rarity tools at all. But, yeah. some It's just differently weighted. Like The issue with the rarity tools across the board is that it's some of these projects weight things differently and um, everybody almost has their own equation for calculating that rarity so you need to understand i guess in that regard like which tool are you using how is it calculating that um because no two tools unless you're using the same exact kind of weighting and distribution are going to be the same yeah yeah that's exactly that's exactly the problem is with people people buying top rarities it's not like it doesn't just because one site says it's the most rare it doesn't mean it is i mean now, like if, I, on, if on rarity that, tools that, says it like, it is it, dude. Like, people will ape on that alone, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Like, maybe even if it's not, like, completely accurate, enough people are going to look at that and think that it's accurate that it probably just doesn't even matter. I buy off of rarities tools. I, I make my decisions off of rarities tools. All right, well, there you go. I, <laughs> I don't even care if it's not accurate. I, I snipe my cat because of rarities tools. Really? And, I, yeah, I go there. I, I go by order. When a, when a project's early enough, like about to go viral, same with the apes, they're the same thing. And I look at the, the by in order, and then I look at whoever has it listed that either forgot to delist or is not a, like, you know, sometimes they're sleeping. These things pop in the middle of the night. So I need to just snipe it. I wonder why. I didn't. It's because of these, he comes on too late. I didn't go to Rarity <laughs> Tools when I was getting my cat. I saw the TV, no signal, and I just grabbed it. I was like, this has to be one of the cool things, and it looks great. So I'm just going for it. Yeah, we yeah, get it. And you and you, you can... have an intrinsic <laughs> eye for art. And But I think you can also just like quickly glance at like the things that aren't like frequently like showing up, right? Like you can, you can gloss through a couple pages and be like, okay, I, I don't really see that many of these. So, you know, obviously this one's rare. I mean, that space pirate cat, I had no idea that Klon was going to want that. I'm glad I ended up with him, but I just saw the space pirate, and I was like, this is one of the fucking coolest cats that there is, obviously. There's so many drippy ones that, like, aren't extremely rare. Like, his Squirtle is sick, and it's not, like, the most rare cat, but, like, it just looks dope. That's the thing, too. Rarity yeah. Tools is not going to tell you, like, hey, there's only one space pirate cat. There's only one astronaut cat with tell you a pirate hat. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's the same thing with the apes too. Like, there's not that many tie dyes. There's not that many tie dye zombies, and you know, it's like, well, that combination looks kind of crazy. And then it's like, well, what about the military helmet tie dye? Like, that's another combo. So yeah. And you never know what's going to catch on. Like, our gold chains, the the punk thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, beca because like, of Jay Z. No, they were before that. But like, why is the gold chain like so? The awesome? gold chains are just fire. Yeah, right? like I, yeah. I'm always gonna buy that trait, like in a good project. Yeah. Honestly, that so, that so, honestly, like that's pretty crazy. 
Oh, yo. Finally what got is up, my, my shit working. Oh, nice. Here he is. Let's go. Welcome to the fucking king himself. <laughs> Portal gang. I had to start my phone. It froze my whole phone. It was a pain. I, I went to go yep. reach for my iPod. My iPod was out of battery. Oh, God. I'm finally here. The power went out. <laughs> shit happened to me three we times. We made it. We made it. We don't like What's up, guys? I heard you. Sewage I heard you all talking about NFTX. NFTX. Yeah. I was talking to you last night, man. Like doing that was so fucking. I don't know. Like it was just liberating. And like now I'm just like the biggest fucking NFTX shell, bro. Like it's I fucking funny love this how shit. like 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 a lot of people in NFTs. Their first introduction to DeFi really has been NFTX or NFT twenty or whatever. It's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I've had to. Like a lot of people are just like, oh, what is like what's a liquidity pool? You know? Like, oh, okay. How did you come uh, yeah, up with the idea the for NFT liquidity pools? Uh, yeah. So that was Alex, Alex G, Alex Gossman. That was his idea. Okay. Um, I guess like, like he thought of it and he, he's kind of wacky, you know, so he just thought of it. And like, the crazy part is like, he was trying to get audits for it and auditors would reject him because they thought the idea was shit. <laughs> so, so, so he, he was a pain for him to get an audit for it. Yeah, That's I know, right? Job. Imagine Imagine an auditor telling you just fucking audit the contract like, for real, the for real. I think went to fucking Certic and they told him no, your idea is shit. No, I I would not like your money, <laughs> That's sir. Ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, it was just his idea. Uh, V one had its issues, you know. Um, I saw the code for V one and I got I cringed a lot. So I wrote I wrote all the V two solidity pretty much. Um, nice and I'm very very proud of it the code is really really nice it's very it has a very nice set of features that all make sense um, like like I saw I heard Jim talking earlier about the fee stuff like all protocol fees go straight to the liquidity providers we have it paused right now because uh, we want to take our launch slowly you know we don't want a big issue um, but once you have a pool once you have a pool up all the staking stuff is automatically made for it all the rewards are automatically distributed um, right now we'll just have staking, staking for LPs, but soon we'll let you stake your actual like NFT tokens, like your, like your punk or your lady, uh, Meeb or lady. You're right. You can stake those and you'll earn a portion of fees as well cool. on those, uh, inventory providers. And anyone Double can make fees. a pool, right? Huh? And anyone, anyone can, can make, make a yeah. yeah. You just got to pay like the most expensive part. I don't know why, but. You, sushi and Uniswap, they never use the cheap options when it comes to deploying a contract. So making a sushi pool costs like 0.3 ETH or point. So it's pretty expensive to make a sushi pool. It was a pretty penny, man. Part. Yeah, that's the worst part of it. But everything else is pretty cheap. Um, I tried my best to make it as cheap as possible, you know. Um, we appreciate yeah. you, man. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Where do you see this going long term or even midterm, short term? What are the plans for um, NFT XV2? Yeah, so uh, right now we're just focusing on building the foundation, right? Um, we really want to build like an empire almost. So once we have the staking fees going to the LPs, that'll be a big moment for us. Um, hopefully people start shifting to just using NFTX, you know, because um, NFT20 does have, they do have fees, but they go to buy back the token, I think. And then they select certain pools if they get token rewards and farming. So, I mean, it's, it's nice that APYs are probably going to be better than ours, but I think I'd like to earn actual NFTs and rewards. Like the, the, cool, the cool cat pool earned like eight cool in like two weeks. Yeah. And eight cool went from That's like all half yours, an sir. ETH. Yeah, it went from like half an ETH 
to like six ETH in rewards in two ETH. That's what, oh, in two weeks. That's ridiculous. Are you telling bro. me I'm supposed to put these fucking cats in this pool? I'm afraid. I mean, if, there, there's no rewards right now. We're, we'll try to enable them soon. If you like the cats you have, do not put them in. We do like not the put cats. anything above. Yeah, do not put I got, anything I got above a the floor. Plethora of cats. You guys have a shit ton okay. of cats in this pool, dude. Yes, sir. How many, how many cats are in the pool? Seventy-one. There's seventy. Oh, oh shit. yeah, it's growing too. Wow. Wait, how? Um, so how are people getting eight? Seventy. Holy shit, that's way before. more than I checked last night. So like, Dude, the ITX has like protocol fees, right? We have a mint fee and we have a target redeem fee. So pretty much when you mint, like let's say I want to dump into the pool, yeah, I have to pay a small fee, right? Right. And let's say I look at the pool, I'm like, oh, I like this cat, I want to pick that one, I have to pay a small fee. Um, and, but if I want to bet a random cat from the pool, that's entirely free. I don't have to pay a fee for that. One cool equals one cat. Um, uh, so but, uh, yeah, so all fees just go straight to the liquidity providers. We have that paused right now because, you know, soft launch, being careful, whatever. Um, we want to migrate everything from V1 also. So that's what I'm working on right now. And um, so yeah, I, you can just go so, on sushi swap and buy straight up cool on sushi swap. Right. With cool your is pretty ether. liquid too. Yeah. Cool is pretty damn liquid, man. Yeah. So if you um, want to bet on one of these NFT projects and you don't really want to hold a directly the NFT, you could just go on sushi swap and buy that token and ride the yeah. floor up. Yeah. So, yeah. so with, with liquidity. Wait, like, I didn't realize that. That fucking blows my so mind. So you look you at what, just, immediate it, liquidity. And it's look, not that easy though, right? Like there's a there's a lot of uh, how much liquidity there is in the pool. Like for example, when yeah, I sold yeah, my yeah. punk, when I sold my punk, I was like, I'd like to you know just put the exact same amount of ETH in the punk basic, and then I was like, oh, that's gonna have a forty percent or some really crazy impact on the price. And so yeah, it depends. you it can't depends. really do it for like a, a large amount. You can do it for a small amount. But what I about think. the apes? Apes have about like 10 apes in their pool right now. So it's not the most liquid. Like ideally, 14 if ladies. We get, if we get like, like if you can get did, above did like 30 in NFTs in there, yeah, maybe 20 NFTs in there, that's really liquid. 20 NFTs. I'm interested to see, I'm interested to see what this does to the like actual price. It's, it's, right? It's because extremely people helpful. are just starting start buying the floor. And like just to put it in this liquidity pool, like it's just gonna, it's gonna yeah. add this additional buy pressure to the actual assets. Yep, and it's great because like, you get you get all the weak hands out. Anyone who wants to sell, they just fucking sell right there, and then they're yeah, gone. They don't clutter they open sell, they sell they I'll buy them, bro. So oh, sick. Wow. This space just got so lit, dude. Kiwi, you're nuts. a savage. I love it. <laughs> I'm still this is the hottest space in a while. Yeah, I dude, love this, this shit. is wild. So you're saying that currently stakers don't earn rewards on correct. So so when is what, that coming? Like, what, so yeah, what's the current so, what's the current what's the current benefit of putting ladies into the pool? At the moment, nothing right now. Uh, we will distribute whatever's earned at the time whenever we do enable it, right? Cool. Um, right now, but it's just it is a good service to provide, right? It is something helpful for your thing. But if you do care about your ladies or whatever, don't put them in there. Um, at least you care about that specific lady, at least. Because um, you will experience some impermanent loss. It's not that bad. You're still winning anyways, you know. Like, like the project still goes up, hopefully, and so will your value in the pool, right? But um, for the fee stuff, right now we're focusing on migrating. The, the DAO, the NFTX DAO, has a lot of liquidity itself. Like, we're a lot of the punk liquidity. So we're still working on migrating that over. Um, and then once we have the DAO migrated over, we'll start migrating like individual tokens. Like um, I was a lot of the board ape liquidity myself. Right. And I migrated my liquidity to V2. And now there's a few people stuck holding less than one ape 
on V1. Mm. So we're going to try a more hard migration maybe in the next four or five days. That's what I'm working on right now. Um, and once once we have like everything nice and safe and migrated, we'll enable the fees, you know? We don't want to rush it and then have an issue. Yeah, that's, yeah, definitely. definitely You're doing it the right way, man. Like, yeah. I mean, it's I'm hard. Not it's hard to like, resist. I want to see I mean, those fucking fees. <laughs> I'm patient. I mean, what, like, what the fuck else? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to, like, withdraw it every day. Like, I'm good. That's you know? where I, I met you, Kiwi, is in the Bored Apes chat. You were talking about this <laughs> stuff. I didn't realize this shit at all. And you're like, throw apes in this pool now. And I'm like, what are you even doing? Like, how now. does this exist? And I was, like, barely getting into DeFi as well. And you were like, oh, this is where it's at. I'm like, liquidity pooling NF. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? This is wild. <laughs> like the craziest invention in the space right now is nft liquidity pools i think uh, and um we're uh i just booked a call with Chainlink to see if we can get some price feeds going <laughs> hell for, yeah um, oh everything. Hell so yeah. imagine if you could like imagine like an nft rari pool that you go and, and put your nfts in a price that floor sure but you can still borrow off of them Ooh, you know? Imagine, yes. imagine. Now that's something, you know, like not just with punks, but like apes. Apes are like a five e floor. Now. They that's are, yeah. The crazy. floor has gone. Dude, that's this is fucking wild. blowing my mind right now. Dude. This is. How do I buy NFTX <laughs> yeah. right now? Yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna say. How do I it's buy a ERC twenty token? It's on sushi. Alex, Alex would cream himself. He said it's on sushi. Let's go. It's on sushi. All right. Gauss is would cream himself. We've heard all these fucking people about the buy NFTX. It's fucking hilarious. Dude, <laughs> what's the dude, market that, cap, dude? The Rari fuse pool. What, sure. dude? Seriously, like we were, we had fungible on yesterday. He was like, "Yo, like I had two punks and I was waiting to sell one." And I was like, "Dude, you couldn't even get liquidity for your other punk, and you're not even like using it. That's crazy." Like a fucking guys. Like for the people that aren't familiar with this, like basically the the the, yeah, the market cap of a Rari is twenty eight million. Dude, and it's fucking us free, literally free, like not financial advice. <laughs> so how do like, for the people? Yeah, this is not financial. Yeah, for the people yeah, not, not like, wait, 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 wait. I'm a dev. Don't right listen to me. I'm a dev. Don't Long. ignore what I say. <laughs> wait, slow this down for the EDIQ people, real quick. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna understand. do this. Yeah, I'm gonna do it's, this. So for the people that don't understand it. Five hundred and fortieth or something on, on where uh, where am I supposed chill, to chill right chill now? chill let me let me explain this uh, where am I for people not familiar with Rari Fuse pool it's basically like a democratized pool where anyone could stake uh, like their tokens like collateral and then take a loan against it right with like a competitive interest rate market and so basically you know, if, if that's fucking gibberish for you guys basically it means you can stake your NFTs and you can withdraw ETH or Dai or USCC or whatever the fuck you want well not whatever the fuck but like these like kind of majors. And then now you have liquidity for like these huge holdings that were previously a liquid in your wallet. And that was kind of going back to like my last point that I want to make last night. It's like the DeFi is like way ahead of NFTs because in DeFi, everything is a productive asset right. and an entity yeah. that's not, right. right? Like you need to make money on the shit that you hold. Every fucking asset I hold right now makes money for me except my NFTs. So this is fucking blowing my but mind. But that's what Kiwi's I'm doing. literally like that's have a Kiwi's huge here. fucking boner right now. This is crazy. <laughs> that's why Kiwi's here is because he's I'm sorry. What was that? Putting your assets to work. We just got a DeFi bro in the in the in the NFT house. I think is what we heard from every, Jim. Every Jim speaker, DeFi like NFT. <laughs> every speaker up here right now is a DJ. We like the DeFi. Yeah. So um, to go further into like our future plans. Um, so of course our first goal is liquidity, right? So once we enable fees. 
We're going to see how that attracts liquidity first. Maybe we'll tweak the numbers a little bit. Oh, it's going to attract. The rewards as juicy as possible. It's yeah. going to attract for sure. And uh, once we have the liquidity, we're going to start working on the inventory stuff. So in incentivizing staking your, your floor tokens, right? Just so there's extra inventory that isn't risk at risk to IL, right? Um, and then uh, hopefully, so so all of our tickers, I don't know if you noticed, but we like to go for singular meme words for all of our tickers. So punk, meme, lady, cool, whatever, right? Um, first of all, because these words, like like I can see, I can see punk on Coinbase. You know, I can see, I can see like cool or or bassy or whatever. Like I don't see, I mean, no 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 shame to MT20, they're doing great work, great team. But like cool 20, punk 20, whatever, like that's different. Yeah. You know? yeah. But a single meme, like meme, I see that on Coinbase. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Secondly, we want to focus, like the floor is the best spot for there to be liquidity at, right? Because it's the most common, right? So we want to start like encouraging a market. We were gonna call it smart orders. I don't know what's the best name, but um, we want to start encouraging a market where people can say, hey, I have a hoodie punk. I'm willing to sell it for three punk, three floor punks or whatever. That like like we just priced everything above floor. You priced it in the floor. In terms yeah. of floor. Yeah. Like that's, that's, like the that's our goal. Once yeah. we have all the other building blocks there, that's what that's gonna be our next thing. What's the situation where the the NFTX token goes up in value itself? How does that it work? It is purely a governance token. <laughs> uh, you know this Hell deal? Yeah, <laughs> you know it's this totally deal? not a security, yuppie. Yeah. I mean, we're a legit DAO, right? Like, like Alex has to throw in the votes into the DAO every time, you know? Um, it's not like governance theater or something, but... Um, uh, we, 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 we do want to do more for the token, of course, but we're just focusing on the platform right now. So we'll see, yeah. we'll see what we can do for the token after, after that, like NFT 20 caters to their token pretty well, right? Like they have like their staking pool, they buy back with the protocol fees They you earn more Muse, like that kind of stuff. Like they, they cater to it pretty well, much more better I mean, than there's not that many tokens. Uh -huh. There's only 420,000 tokens. Like, like what is the issue? What does the issuance look like? Uh, so there's no issuance at the moment. I mean, we have. I think. I think Alex has some vesting over time, um, but, but there is no. Like, yeah, there is no other issuing beside that. We do have an allocation reserved for liquidity mining or some type of farming type thing, but we don't really have plans for that at the moment. We'll be very clear if we ever do use that. So that'll that'll um, be like if if you provide liquidity in like apes or cats or ladies or whatever. I'm not sure. We're, we really don't know. Um, we haven't really talked about it at all. We, we have organic incentives right now, so um, those should be pretty good, I think. Um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So when you said you're a legit DAO, what things are voted on for the DAO versus, like, how do you do your day job versus what decisions are voted on in the DAO? Um, so uh, anytime we need to change the contracts, the DAO owns ownership of it, so it has to go through a vote. Um, like every upgrade we've been doing has to go through the vote. Um, in terms of me, uh, there was a vote for my paycheck to work for NFTX. Um, I have a Sabler stream. Have you heard of that? It's like continuous money streaming. Uh, it's pretty cool. What is that? That sounds like what everybody wants is a continuous money stream. <laughs> that's not <laughs> all here. Yeah, that's literally ETH staking. So I want to contribute like five hours a week to like, I guess like make the UI just like as sec like not not the UI like the user experience is like sexy as possible, <laughs> like get people to just like 
you know, I just like rewire people's brains and just like buy as many fucking and like trade as much on possible NFTX. Should I just like ping someone on like? Yeah, I mean, I if you're know, looking to join, if you want to help out, the best. So the thing is, people always ask me, "How can I join crypto? How can I like? How can I help somewhere?" You know, um, the best part, honestly, the best way I can answer you honestly is, "How do you see yourself providing value?" You know, you need to know where you can provide value because no one's going to reach out to you and say, "Hey, do you want to do this?" No, you have to message them and be like, "Hey, I can do this. I want to help you." Blah blah blah. You know um best ways to be a contributor of course like maybe you're maybe you're working for free for a little bit but um it's always fun it's always helpful you're always providing value right that's the best part um fuck i was saying something before i had to step away for a second dope i enjoyed watching jim's brain explode it wasn't just my brain sir Okay, right. was, uh, well, I'm glad I saw the brain part. I don't need to see the rest. My uh, my phone's running out of battery, and I'm craving some boba, so I'm gonna head out. Uh, Thank you for, for the dude. Thanks so much for everybody. coming up. We, Tell us, Squirtle. Thanks, course. Kiwi. I'm gonna thanks be Kiwi for telling me about this space. Yeah, wouldn't have noticed. I'm not on Twitter that much. I'm gonna get you in here a little bit more often, just even as a listener. I think that this yeah, is a place bro, to be. Feel free to, and, yeah, feel free to shoot a message. People are hitting me up about questions with NFTX, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. But uh, yeah, if anybody has any questions at all, feel free to DM me on Twitter. My Discord is Kiwi hashtag seven three three one. So if you want to DM me, anyone, there's an know, NFTX Discord uh, as well. So just jump uh, yeah, in there. That. All the dev channels are public, so you can see me spitting nerd shit twenty four seven. Yeah, at five a.m. <laughs> Um yeah, all right. See you guys. Later, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kiwi. No problem. Yeah, that just fucking lit the space on fire for a minute. I know. So I went I went and bought a floor lady. There we go. I've also never I've never (laughs) done this before. Here we go. I went and bought a floor lady. I then went to NFTX. Yes. I minted it. Yes. I then went to sushi and added liquidity. Hell yeah. You did? Or what, you, you think you're a, you're a degenerate or what? Like, what's going on? Wait, here? Yeah, I'm a degenerate now. Do you have to do the sushi stuff the at the end? DeFi supremacy. Do you have to Embrace DeFi supremacy. Do you have to add liquidity to sushi at the end or no? I think you do, you right? You buy, do. Or I yeah. to get the fees. You could have bypassed it's the just, step of buying the floor and just bought one of the tokens. Unless the token was significantly no. more. I don't know. No, it's a learning experience. Now I know, though. Yeah, so like what I normally do when I'm scoping out um, NFTX versus NFT20 versus OpenSea, um, I'll just go look at the pools on both NFT20 and NFTX, see what they have. And then um, I know on NFTX, I'm not sure on NFT20, but it has the price at the top of the page and it actually has a link to the Susie Schwab, um, like what, whatever you want to call it, the fucking token address. So you don't need to like look it up, and it'll just take you right there, and then you can see the price and buy it. Yeah, there's still a lot yeah, of uh, but... solid ladies available for an inexpensive price. Ladies, ladies, ladies. I just bought like the ladies. One of the, one of the most favorited ones for like 0.25. So I think one weird so... thing about being a liquidity provider for one of these things, though, is you're just like. The whole point of the NFT is you think it's going to go up. And so if you provide it against another asset, you know, if, if the crypto market's tanking, then you're kind of like shooting yourself in the foot a little bit there. That's the risk you take, I think, right? As, as an LP, it's like impermanent loss. Basically. If you like the ladies, though. Yeah. You're just gaining more but ladies. More, 
yeah, the fees should make up for it, as with any IL in any LP uh, position that you're taking. I mean, it really Jim, depends you on how much liquidity there is and how much volume there is. If there's a lot right. of liquidity right. and no volume, you're not going to get fuck all for fees. But I mean, exactly. None of these things are super high volume. They're like just degen, super degens like us even know about it and nobody else. So like the volume is pretty low. I don't imagine yes. crazy high fees. Yeah, yeah, probably getting wrecked on the PL. Fuck me. It's I'm like really bullish on that. Yeah, everyone listening, if you haven't tried one of these things, go through just like Hunter did, make a mistake, spend 0.2 ETH, do it on a cheap thing. Don't do it with your punk. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, it's good I to learn. I told you that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of definitely room for growth. Like when I got excited about it, I've never actually pulled the trigger on owning a token because the uh, price impact has always been too bad. Like if I want to put 20 ETH into the punks pool, then it like, you know, tanks the price of it. It's just not enough. There hasn't been enough liquidity for anything yet. So yeah, yeah. definitely overall, but also be interesting to see how the pools like between these different providers could go together instead of kind of each being their own separate thing. It kind of doesn't feel like it really serves us as the doesn't end make sense. Well. yeah um yeah so that that's why i advocate not buying dollar sign lady because it's like yeah the liquidity is pretty ass right now i'm not like fucking rich at all so i can only i only put in like a you know 1.5 eth worth of ladies and 1.5 eth worth of well like eth uh so like mint ladies add liquidity we'll all get we're, we're all gonna make it together uh, don't buy the lady token. You're going to fuck up the LP. Again, I'm still a little confused. So, impermanent loss would be if people were claiming more ladies than, than putting in ETH, right? I think it's just, it just if if your value goes down in US dollars while you're participating in this nonsense. Yeah, permanent loss is a pretty complicated concept from D5, but essentially it just means there's two different things that you're trading you're putting liquidity into and if they don't go at the same rate in the same direction then you could um lose some of one and get more of the other when you try and withdraw from your pool but the two because you have to put in yeah. two different tokens you have to put in like eth and usd or two different things to make it to it's, get into liquidity. Like, um, if you had just held the original assets you would have had more than if you had put the assets in the pool yeah so, so you're saying if i put in 10 ETH worth of ladies and 10 ETH, then when I withdraw it, it could be 15 ETH and 5 ETH worth of ladies, which could be less. Which could be, yeah, which could yeah. be less, right, in like dollar terms or whatever. Yeah. So, so and, that, and that's based on if people are claiming more of the ladies or um, redeeming more. Right, ladies. yeah, because it's just that it's just that X times Y equals K curve. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's possible that if you put in a certain amount of them, then that you're not going to get pretty much any out. Just going to turn into pretty much full ETH. Well, you can get something out. It's not like you know you lose your money, but it might just be a different proportion than what you put it in as. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It also can help you. Like if you're in a liquidity pool and one token is tanking, you might not actually have lost as much as you think, which has happened to me once too in a good way. Yeah, you get fees, and then sometimes you're just like, eh, like. That's fine. Like yeah, the I think volume I'll... could make up for it, but I don't think the volume is high enough yet in this pool. Seriously, it, could, it could get there. It could. So get right there. now, you can earn fees on on sushi, but not on NFTX, right? Not so yet. Are, you, but you will wait, retroactively get it. Fees? You will. You are earning fees, but you're not earning it in real time. Like I think that's the differentiation. 
that people need to understand. It's like, like you are earning fees, but you can't withdraw it until they activate that feature. And what Kiwi said, like they're being very mindful about like turning this on uh, because when they turn on, then a fuck ton of DGENs are just going to come. Right. Yeah. Or people are going to pull their liquidity out and then there's going to be no liquidity in the pool. And that's what they don't want to happen. So, so is it better right now to mint the ladies just on NFTX or to then put it into a liquidity pool on Skansufi? I can't advise you on like, what you feel comfortable no, from a PL like, perspective. Understand what like the, the options like. Yeah, so there's three options. So one is you can keep your ladies, right? Just like trade them normally on OpenSea. Um, the second option is you can mint your ladies and just hold dollar sign lady, which at any point you can just redeem for more ladies. Uh, but you know, that doesn't, that's, and doesn't really do anything. Is that, so you're saying you're either at 0 0.95, 0 0.99 or 1.0. So how, how do those work? Like, that, like, which one is it? I'm not sure where you're getting the 0.95 from. I'm just saying that like if you mint on, in some, I don't remember what it was for, but somebody said you had 0.95 for minting something no you no get that is uh you get so, 0.99 you don't get 0 0.95 0 0.95 is an, another vault like the punk vault would have that because they have a higher commission on mint got it so here's either 0.99 or one so how is that determined no when you mint it's 0.99 and then when you stake it on the sushi then you can get access to the fees of the liquidity pool so that when other people mint or other people swap and they pay that fee that gets re redistributed back into the people that have already staked their dollar sign lady tokens. Yeah, so I pretty much lose one percent now, but maybe in a few weeks I'll earn more than that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, there's some 40 math that needs to happen. I mainly just did it because I thought it'd be fun, and I thought I think it's needed for a project. But I mean, yeah, it, like in, in in the long run, I'm hoping that I'm gonna make money. I just haven't done really like, the the true math behind it. Would it be beneficial to if like hundreds of them were in over? A thousand percent, man. Like I'm poor, I, I would have put I, in way more. Right now, and and uh, but I just don't really. I, yeah, I still just don't get the benefit or drawback of it. And as Dee's mentioned too, it's also a nice place to look for something you want. Um, you can. That's what I've used it for in the past. Is if there's something I think looks better than what I own on the floor or something, then I can swap. Definitely seen that happen with punks a bunch. And the best story is a punks friend of ours, Jez, I think traded like 29 times in the autoglyphs vault to get the glyph he wanted after buying one. And <laughs> that was that was a joy to watch. I would hundred percent watch someone fucking do that roulette. India, DM me, man, if you if you yeah, yeah, have yeah. any more questions yeah, on this. Yeah. What do you guys think about um, you know the blend of NFTs and DeFi? Um, I know there's a lot of excitement around it, but one um, one particular kind of area that I've only heard kind of in Avagachi, uh, but I think is actually a really huge opportunity is the notion of um, sort of staking through an NFT. So hear me out. Um, imagine there's an NFT, uh, which I'll just call like money trees and the premise the of money trees shade, is that, I mean, that's just how I feel. What's up? I was singing the lyrics to money trees. 
Yeah, there you go. All right. Yeah, imagine that song in the background playing. I mean, I play it while I'm talking. Um, so you put in, you know, you buy the NFT, let's say, for just like one Ethereum. And instead of it just being like a normal NFT where it's a transaction and then it's kind of over, um, that, uh, that one Ethereum then instead goes into, uh, let's say, just like a simple kind of like staking provider like Rocket Pool. Um, so now on your behalf, like this, you know, the Money Trees project is staking your Ethereum. And as time goes on, uh, your Money Tree grows. And you can, you know, at a point, you could chop down the tree uh, and get back your, you know, initial Ethereum plus whatever has been yielded on top of that minus some kind of, you know, fee. Um, I think what would make it really interesting is actually the tax implications, potentially. Right now, the way that staking works is that you're taxed, you know, as normal income, uh, on that staking revenue, you know, every however often you get it. So, you know, every two weeks, I believe, for Rocket Pool. Um, but don't quote me on that one. But the point being, you're taxed, you know, very frequently on it and at the full regular income tax rate. Now, consider this. Uh, if you had this money tree instead, so let's say you stake for a year at 5%, it's now worth 1.05 Ethereum. You sell that tree to someone else. During that whole time, that one Ethereum and the yield from that Ethereum has been like compounding upon itself. Um, but instead of paying income tax, you pay capital gains, theoretically. I think that I've run the numbers. If it's treated this way from a tax perspective, the gain, it's like every single person who's staking is going to want to use an asset like this. Plus, you get to show off your cool tree. Yes. We like the cats. Up only. So what's with this um, pin tweet? Is that something we're aping into? <laughs> sure. Andrew, last comment before we change. I think if you wrote a blog post, it'd be a lot easier for people to discuss. It's like a tough conversation in a Twitter space, especially an NFT Twitter space. But I think like as a blog post, that could do really well in, the, in, our, in our community. I'll retweet yeah, it, man. It's a tweet thread. Yeah, we'll share. Cool. Happy yeah, yeah. Share. Apologies for. No, uh, no, 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 man. The, this is, this is nah, dumb shit. It's, it's a great idea. I just think it's like tough. <laughs> it's a it's a hard concept. It was a little um, too smart for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm I'm just watching the lady pull right now. We're at seventeen. Let's fucking go. I'm just gonna roll one. Is I do money? miss the. Is the money tree something that's existing right now, or is this an idea that you have? Completely uh, just an idea. does not exist. Um, sounds like, it sounds like the future, but it also sounds like um, the math would be nice to see. You know, it'd be nice to see how that's working. And honestly, I'm, I don't even have my full tax strategy figured out for NFTs, so I haven't even thought through all of that. I mean, isn't open C, I mean, sorry, isn't capital gains far worse than income tax? No. Bro, what? No, it's the reverse. Yeah. Uh, short it's, term is the same. Yeah, no, no, depends on, it depends on short term versus long term. Right. If it's short term, then it's income tax. If it's long term, then no. Got it. It's way less. And you have to hold that for a year for it to be long term, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's like Correct. 15% or something if it's long-term and, and it's literally income tax if it's short-term. Yeah. Got it. I'm pretty sure capital gains here in Canada is like 50%. Well, you should move then, sir. Well, under, yeah. that's what I was going to bring it up because under Biden, he wants to implement a new capital gains tax structure, which is going to be insane. And it's just going to drive more people to Puerto Rico or wherever the hell they're going. No, I think they, they already they already basically were like, yeah, this is not going to pass. No, good. This is just fine. Thank Guys, God. for the same price as a punk, you can get a citizenship in, I think, uh, either, I think you can get one in Malta and you can also get one in Bermuda, I, Bermuda, I think. Yeah, St. Kitts has a great program too. No thanks. Not financial advice. Like the United States. NFA. When are we minting 10,000 non-financial advice tokens? <laughs> we can do it tonight, man. You want to DM me? <laughs> if you hold more of those tokens, does that mean that people should not listen to you more? Or is it an accumulation of alpha? The more you have, the less people should listen to you because it means you're a DM. <laughs> Damn. Does it kick you out of spaces over time if you hold too many? Well, the thing is, it'll actually be the first project with 10,000 owners. Because you don't want to have more because it makes you look bad. <laughs> well, I could just but you want to have at least one. I could just send them to someone else. I got to say, this space is like... I don't know. It's like the actualization of all this shit that we always talk about where we're like, oh, we're so early. The use cases aren't being figured out yet. NFTs are so much more than just art. Like we always talk about this stuff and having Kiwi come in and just having Jim here too to spark these conversations and like people that are actively like developing these bridges between NFTs and DeFi is just like so awesome to to witness happening in real time and there's so much that all of us like still just don't know you know and uh it's getting there and so i think you know moral of the story is that nftx is a, a space to watch for sure and kiwi is a guy to bet on you know for sure not financial advice but it's all coming the money tree idea i think is really cool like i like that another thing that I would point out is if you go look at my wallet, you'll see a bunch of DGEN plays in there from the time that I was providing liquidities to Uniswap V3 pools. When you add your liquidity to a Uniswap V3 pool, they hand you an NFT that represents your position in the pool. And it doesn't look half bad. And what I would like to see there, and I think this is true, is that if I open the liquidity pool position and I get that NFT, uh, I can send that NFT to anyone else and they can log into the Uniswap V3 liquidity pool website and they can claim the fees that that liquidity pool position has generated. So you can literally trade these NFTs as basically your ticket to the show when it comes to earning fees on these liquidity pools, which is really interesting. Like that's another use case where I don't think it's been either fully fleshed out or fully realized on like what that means, you know? So kind of interesting. Wouldn't the NFT then always just be the exact same value as the, uh, you know, amount of initial capital plus whatever you were earning. That seems like that would be that's pretty a, clear. What it that's the thing. I don't know if you can actually remove the capital that's in there. If I send you the NFT, we should try that. 
but I, supposedly you can claim the fees if you have that NFT. But I've never used Uniswap V3 in that way. So yeah, if you want to test something, I'd be, I'm always down to try things I haven't in this space. It helps me learn so much, just yeah. like we we're talking about with NFTX. Yeah. yeah. All my Lose money, but gain out. friends along the way. <laughs> we're just trading money for friends here. That's it. Wait, you're here for the money? No, I'm here for the friends. Wait, you guys have money? Yes, dude. Oh, I have NFTs. All my money went to ladies. That's where it went. <laughs> I've got ladies, but no money. We yeah, like I was about ladies. To ask you, did you, is that before or after you found NFTs? Yeah, seriously. I woke up from crypto winter with this old treasure wallet, and now it's just bone dry. But somehow I have all these cats and dogs and monkeys and all this weird stuff going on. Did anyone see the uh, drapes thing that got happened oh today? Oh my god, that was so funny. The rug dot what drapes? <laughs> rug WTF just said, yeah, "Okay, we gave everybody rugs and you bought them. You're idiots. So now we're gonna sell you drapes." Yeah, bro. Yeah, what, these like, guys are. What funny. is good with the rugs though? They aren't revealing their rugs for like a month. I mean, it's all it's it's oh, they admit it's a rug. I like what twenty you, of these goddamn things. Why did you buy any? Lee? I don't know. Somebody DM'd me and was like, "Yo, this is funny." I don't know. They tried to send me some. <laughs> their their website was hilarious. This is the same guy who I said you should always it. have a thesis for any investment you make. Gigabrain Lee, you're fa- you're fa- you're failing me right now, <laughs> bro. The button was like, "Don't mint this. Like, you're gonna lose money." And I was like, "This is awesome." I'm doing this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're a de- <laughs> I think I found the biggest degen in the room. Uh, yeah, go check out. Always uh, have been. Go back to the Twitter handle. They've renamed themselves to Drapes. You might you might want to throw no something. No way. Wait, they renamed it? Like, yeah, it's not it? it's the same Twitter handle. It's still rug underscore WTF, but then it says drapes. <laughs> 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 Wait, so now do I have to like mint the drapes also? Board Drape Rug Club. Or do I just... <laughs> Let me read do you I what just... their message. It's But, like, yeah, it like, says... can somebody explain it? Bro, Board There's nothing drape... to explain. It's just people d- taking your money for from you. <laughs> so that's it's literally board... explanation. All right, well, I'm board fine as long as their club. website is funny. It says, you fucking idiots bought half a million fucking dollars in rugs and then begged us to give you matching drapes. Well, fuckos. Little did you know we are masters of copying and pasting. So here's the same team with the same exact smart contract behind the same exact website selling you the same metadata with different labels. You absolute fucking moron. I think someone's already taken your idea of non-fungible, non-financial advice tokens. I think they're called rugs and drapes. And the more of yeah, those I, you have, I, the less yeah, you get. I, 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 I think these are going to go up, dude. I think these are going to go up. Yeah, how do I how do I buy some of these? Ten thousand generative Noah's arcs so that we can like have all the zoo on, on it. Yeah, you know? that's tight. <laughs> oh, that would 10, be sick. Ten thousand boats. That's actually a cool idea. So what you're saying is we like the boats. We like the boats. Like who boats. doesn't want a boat? Like everyone wants a boat. I want a boat. So Farouk, if you really want to use NFA thing, I was thinking like you could like people buy only one of them. But if you don't buy them, it, it is financial advice and you could be like sued. So like people want one, but you can't have multiple. But then people are sending it to each other. And then when you send it, you have to like pay like some sort of like fee or some shit. And then we use that fee as like, oh no, it's just commission or like, I don't know, like commission or like some fee. And we use that as like floor buybacks or like some shit like that. Like I, like basically just like full, just like full on, just like degen, like safe moon tokenomics. I, I don't know. Fun. 
this whatever we do, we it would be funny to have a social experiment in this space and see how fast something could sell, and then we just do something freaking. Wait, dope. we're not already doing that? That's yeah, that's exactly what we're doing every day. <laughs> yeah, I've been chilling, ladies, we're all day. With today. other people's projects. <laughs> I want to join the rug team now. Yeah, I don't. I don't want. Yeah, we have no commission like, for this shit. I don't want to build something myself. That sounds like a lot of work. Lady floor is one eight. Wow. Arb Dude, there's right there's some good ones on the floor. Like D list, D list. I don't know. Pop, is there Pop Wonder there just released pool? a new piece. It's like a custom cranium, and it looks fucking sick. Nice. I fucking can't wait to have a forty nine Ethereum Fidenza cell. Just I saw you, bro. Oh, was oh, there? Oh my god. Oh shit! I gotta go check that, it out. Another one. Sinister Gates pushing the ceiling up with the forty three, telling people it's okay to spend over forty. And now we got wow. the 49. Wow. God damn. Our oh, squiggles I see about the pop wonder again. one. The pop wonder cream looks nuts. I should show Oh, that's oh so dude, cool. he's definitely going to do a fucking cats. Yeah, for sure. No, because yeah. I was on the Discord last night and Tom was dropping some alpha. Dev, the dev for the cats team. He was like, yo, like, I can't say, but we have some collabs on the line and two of them will fucking blow your mind. Everyone was just like sharing like the eyes emoji. <laughs> Tom's cool. I've been talking to him. Friggin' Pop Wonder, dude. Um, he's been talking about having a Portland meetup and oh my God, I'm so stoked for that. I guess there's a bunch of uh, NFT people in the Portland area. And for those that don't know, this is where the best food in the world is. So come on out. Come on out. I've never heard yeah, such a thing. Yeah, that sedans is sick. 636. You never heard of Portland food? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, what what what's, what do you eat in Portland? Oh, my God. Food Not truck. Not eating, genuinely wondering. Food trucks, heroes, Thai food, Middle Eastern food out here is popping. There's a lot of American pubs. Really? Um, this is one of the uh, yes. most American concentrated uh, homebrew beer places in the world. Not homebrew, but... Um, Wait, is it is is Oregon Portland Oregon like really diverse? Is that the yeah. why there's so much? Yeah, that's cool. And there's a ton know, of never street been. food like um, food trucks. Cool. There used to be an entire city block of nothing but food trucks, and it's since gotten smaller yeah. because of the pandemic. But there's still just a gang of food. The stakeout sounds here like is Montreal. amazing. Honestly, sounds like Portland Oregon. Sounds like Montreal. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, that's why I moved out here. Like, all the food is just so amazing. The weather right now is so perfect. So, huh. Need to make a trip out there. Yes, please. I, I wish there was more NFT people in my city. I, I think there is, but I can't find all of them. Not that many. Gotta move to the States, sir. <laughs> Especially with that uh, crazy tax rate that you... I mean, it it's only capital gains if you take it out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but are you not trading these things? Uh, no, I'm I'm keeping my NFTs and my crypto in there. You haven't sold a single one. No. Wow. <laughs> that's impressive. There's not that many. I just I just got into all of this, and even more since because of, of you guys and my financial advisor these. Yeah. Not financial advice. <laughs> Not financial advisor. My non-financial advisor. Sorry. This is the best financial advisor I've ever had. 
bro, these are the best, bro. Like literally. He's <laughs> uh, also the I first don't know, pop, This pop ever wonder had. piece is pretty good. I don't think I'm better than this. Is it a one to one? No, it's fucking one in ten. But he's at least doing bids, so it's not like. Dude, that just that's just gonna What's make it go under? up more. That's fine. You just yeah, you fine. just you just. You think running. more than ghosts last night? I think we'll I'm gonna I have to get we'll, one of these pieces now. Like too. five ETH on that, probably. Look at how much is the pop on wonders? The oh wow, I think the right floor now. is like fourteen right now on a one on one. Oh and you're 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 a cranial maxi, so this is like right down your alley. Yeah, I know. It's tough. Like you love pop wonder and cranium. It's like it's like he made it for you. <laughs> if he would have used one of my craniums, yeah, pound. The addition <laughs> floor is 0. 0.5. Uh, speaking of not, which, have no you guys way. ever uh, thought of, um, of of commissioning like your favorite artist to do something specifically for you? I've had a few commissions on my punks. I have a painting on my uh, wall next to my desk. The only place That's that cool. I have experience with that is in the keycap game. You can get um, artists and keycap makers to make you one of their sculpts, but in any colorway that you want. And there's so many GMK key set um, colorways out there that all the artisans that make artisan keycaps, like they don't match every single set. So you can commission them to get these super rare keycaps made in the colorway that you want specifically. It's usually kind of expensive, but if you have a key set colorway that you really like, then and you like that artisan, then you can commission them. Um, so that's the only experience that I have with commissions. I'm just getting one done right now by Brocaps. You can find him on Twitter and Discord, or not uh, Discord, Instagram. If you go to his Instagram, bro underscore caps, you can see some of these caps, and he's one of the top makers in the space. That's cool. I actually sounds. I can only imagine like what a fuck render or pop wonder commission would go for. Like their time's insane. Well, that's what valuable. I'm wondering. Fuck render actually most recently. I think. Oh, fuck. Time, I you, time just makes no sense in this space. God, weeks ago, a month ago, yeah. twenty years ago, um, he did a, a one of one for a DAO, and uh, oh shit, one second. Oh shit. Yo, yo, quick plug. If you guys are in the Cool Cats Discord, go in the Discord right now because there's a fucking frog raid going down. A what? 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 It's where the froggos, the cat froggos, the ones of frog hats, they just like spam Pepe memes like on the Discord. So go to the general if you want to see it. Which uh, Discord? Cool cats. Cool general. Oh. Sorry. Cool cats. Oh Sorry, my I got a spam GIF. <laughs> this is why I can't talk, like I can't pay attention to the Discord most of the time. It's just like nothing yeah, good. I, I can't go on there anymore. Oh, it's so funny, man. That is funny. Frogs are actually kind of rare. In the cats. They're world. rare, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see what started this. But I was saying, um, the, the, like, Fuck Randall was commissioned to do one on one for DAO. I forgot which one. Um, and I, it would be too hard for me to find the tweet now, but I thought it was pretty cool. So I was wondering if anyone here did that. Like, in the traditional art world, it's, it's pretty a uh, common thing. And I wonder if you, if there's, like, any value in, if, let's say, it's your punk, like you said. 
if there's any resale value given that you're actually doing stuff in the space and that's like your avatar. Unsure. Very unsure. Yo, thank Sorry, you, X. Is a too busy. Huge comment. I see you. <laughs> I got this. Is the most successful raid yet. Successful raid. Many memes were posted that day. Many memes. Many, 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 many memes. Where do we go from here? I don't like. Oh my god, we just ran through it, didn't we? Up. He said, oh. "Yo, did you see? Uh, Yo, did you see Path like my tweet today?" Oh really? He was yeah. He was like, uh, "Oh, like my profile picture is like gone up a lot. Like these yeah. ghosts are like really gone crazy." And I just like quote tweeted it, and I was like, "Path, you started it." Yeah, he did. Like. You were the one that we all copy traded. That's how I got exposed to ghosts, is I saw it on his thing, and I thought it was just something that he drew. I was like, what is that? Like, I didn't even realize what I was looking at. Yeah, he kept, at. kept, like, changing it. He kept, like, changing it, and it was, like, pink and blue. And I don't know if, like, ghosts, like, somewhat, like, semi-commissioned that for mm -hmm. him, because he had, like, several different profile images before that. Um, and with like the same color scheme or if it was just like random and ghost did that and then he passed just like bought the one that he liked how do we all feel um, about changing the avatars i see d's is back to his punk right like what's what's going on with the changing beanie thinks it lowers your engagement okay well what's what's the deal there yeah i think it's if, if you're using it as a branding uh thing then like changing it every day is probably not the best yeah. in terms of like engagement because then people don't immediately recognize that it's you. Yeah. Like Yeah, I think, you know, people will probably continue to have certain elements that they keep in their in their avatar and their profile picture. Um like I feel like Farouk and Yep, you guys are set up because yeah. you know, you have your uh your your TVs, so like you could just keep rotating within your TVs, and I think that oh, wow. you know you'd still get literally never changing ever, like unless the punk gets upgraded. And yeah, I even got my squiggle on there. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about doing the squiggle because mine looks like a Nike swoosh. But the thing is, I'm I'm actually have uh, Hawkward who helped me do this when we did the first TV head like that. We're trying to put the the my apes as the icons. For the XP, like all the little internet explorers. Oh man, stuff. that's so meta. I'm trying to push the boundaries here and make this like even more. I feel like Thanos just like putting the, you know, all the stuff. <laughs> so meta. Yo, thank you, X. What up, dude? Yo, thank you, well, guys. Up. He's been making announcements about making an announcements about an announcement that's making announcements. Thank you. I've been following you and Eclectic Method for so long, long before the NFT stuff. Wow, thank you so much. Yeah, it's a crazy day for me. The announcements of announcements finally got announced. Are you going <laughs> to leak anything here? or Like, I'm scared to leak anything. So I haven't seen shit. <laughs> I mean, I already announced it on Twitter. So I'm doing a Hans Zimmer collab. Um, and it's with Philips. And it's been in the works for like months. And 
it's been very hard to like keep it a I'm secret. I'm so glad that became a real thing. It's like a dream I come true. I saw that Hans Zimmer thing play out, and oh I was gosh. like, what? That was awesome. Hans So Zimmer. yeah, that was funny, because like, I basically was like, let's just, let's tease people, and let's see like what their reaction is, and everybody went fucking crazy. And what was funny is people trying to be like, uh, yeah, don't do it with him, do it with this person instead. And I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't change his mind. <laughs> Dude, that's so huge. I don't know if people are familiar with who Hans Zimmer is. I think 99% are, though. But that's... I don't think it gets bigger than that, does it? I I don't know. Like, for me, I was offered a bunch of people. Um, like, you know, which everyone that I liked as well. Like, it was, like, big names that I really listened to. But, um, yeah, like like I say, like, in the... I did, like, an interview, and it's like, I, I actually paint to Hans Zimmer and, like, create to Hans Zimmer. So that's the only person I wanted to work with. I really liked this tweet when he said... Do you want me to show you what color sounds like? I thought it was a beautiful, like, I don't know. It just resonated. Are you listening? Yeah. I mean, he's like a true artist. Like, the way he speaks is like, yeah, it's he's like a Are you listening artist. to the Interstellar soundtrack or what? Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Phillips Auction. Sorry, my mic is messed up. Yeah, uh, I listen to Interstellar, like, on repeat. That's, like, the main one I listen to. Like, Cornfield Chase, dude, it's, like... Dude, Tenet was so good, too. Insane. Apparently, not to completely 180 the subject, but uh, Thor Chain got exploited for 2,400 ETH. Oh, shit. 13% just dumping. How? Do you know? Or did it, this is like breaking news. Uh, it just happened like in the last half hour. ETH or like what coin? Rune. Thorchain. Fuck yeah, but, me. Uh, yeah, but you did, didn't you say 2400 ETH was exploited? Yeah, 2400 ETH. Worth? Oh, I, I just recently bought that dip too. 2,400 ETH worth of exploit or 24, like, no, worth they, of rune? they stole 2,400 ETH from Thorchain. Wow. Is what, I, is what I understand. Damn, they probably got it from, like, those, like, fucking nodes. Uh, they were pretty... I don't know. I didn't think it was, like, super super secure, but that fucking yeah, I sucks, because like... I own a lot of a lot of rune. So, F in the chat. It's only down 15%. Maybe they haven't now. tweeted about it yet. I'm sure they're fully aware, just not. All right, <laughs> should I log on right now and just fucking dump? I mean, uh, not financial advice. I mean, I think not the financial dump advice. Not financial advice. The dump, yeah, the dump already happened. Uh, if anything, I, don't know I would that. be a degenerate, and, like punt along and like be an idiot. I think it's gonna be like Alchemy. You got exploited on the ETH vault, and then the dump happened instantly, and it was like, it's okay. It's weird. Okay. Yeah, that situation is weird because it's like, it kind of turned into like a public good scenario where like a bunch of people pitched in to like, you know, return the funds, and now all those people are going to get rewarded, and they're probably going to make like way more money in the long run. I don't know if like Rune and Alchemix have kind of the same like community aspect though. Like I don't I don't know enough about Rune. Uh, all I see is like CT traders just like shilling the fuck out of it and 
and making their profile pictures like that that green image background. And Ledger for a long time was like, <laughs> like getting in an argument with the uh, whoever is managing the, the Rune account. I mean, five bucks is looking pretty good. Just saying. The move with Titan was to jump in right after the Cuban Missile Crisis. I mean, that was amazing, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw somebody did that. Like, yeah, it was a, a quick 10x. Profit. Yeah. It was Ward. It was one of the Ward brothers. Tough, though. I mean, that, I that's think. like the catching the falling knife. I mean, it's the risk-reward is, is definitely an interesting thing to look at there. I mean, I, I do think that no, there's merit to, like, what Rune and Thorchain is trying to build. It's like a decentralized exchange cross-chain. Like, it makes sense, but I don't know. I don't know, like, I feel like something like that could also just be built out on Cosmos. Um, and we, what we really need is, like, a decentralized rap version of ETH. So, like, Badger is working on that, yeah. and Ren is working on that, and somebody somebody yeah. will do it properly um and then once once you have like an erc20 wrapped version of btc then you can just go on to maybe like the, i forget what the name of the cosmos chain or the cosmos dex is that i think just got launched but yeah that's probably the end the end goal or the end reality yeah. of, of what it's gonna look like yeah i agree but Back to Hans Zimmer. Woo! Can, <laughs> thank you. Can you tell us more about? Um, can you tell us more about the collab? Like, what capacity are you guys collaborating in? What are you going to release? Is it going to be a musical NFT? Yeah, it's three uh -oh. NFTs. Um, yeah. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's three NFTs. Um, one comes with a physical painting, like how I did last time. I don't know if anybody saw that. Uh, I did like an art show basically where I embedded the, the screens to the actual paintings. Um, so yeah, the, the NFT will be embedded inside of a actual painting for one of them. That was cool. Your last yeah, drop? Yeah, fully like original score. Your last drop was sick. Yeah, thank you. So one of the cool things is that like he recorded me at my studio painting um, and used the audio for like in the song as well. So wow. the song, the song, like at one point, um, is going to be, you know, it'll be like available for people to play it, not own it, obviously, but like play it. And it'll be Hans Zimmer featuring Thank You West, which is pretty crazy. What? Yeah. So when you say three NFTs, are these three one of ones? Yep. Uh, they're all one of ones. Yeah. And they're out of my budget. Awesome. Where are you going to sell them at? Where are they going to be offered for sale? How can we track that? It's uh, uh, Phillips Auction. Just for those who don't know, Phillips, so it's Phillips that, Auctions Phillips. is the third biggest. Uh, it's like uh, Christie's, Sotheby's, yeah. Phillips. It's, like it's, in that it's world. the third biggest auction house in the world Okay. in terms of volume. It's the third. It's like they're the ones who auctioned off the Mad Dog Jones replicator. Just for uh, just for. They did the replicator with Mad Dogs, and then um, I don't know. They did something else after, 
Was it a Banksy piece? I forgot. I thought Mondoar did a thing for them, but now they're doing Thank You Act, which is insane. Like it's it's really a big deal against the NFT. Awesome, dude! You're gonna have a collab with Hans Zimmer where it says featuring Thank You X. That's actually sick. Yeah, it's a, that's like a big deal. Like, just insane. Um, not to like change. Cool cats the, and ghosts. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was gonna say I just pinned uh, above Cool Cats and Ghosts collab. It's gonna. Oh no! I know. What the fuck? Are Bro. we getting free ghosts or something? What is what it? Is, oh my lord. Shit shit is gonna oh, get wild. Only. Yeah. If somebody wants to buy the Holy this, shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Cool cool cat floor is getting attacked right now. Exactly. Please, Please buy, cat. buy them. Buy them for me. Cats. <laughs> we need, like the cats and All the ghosts. The ghost wheels are coming in the cats now. What is I'm it? I'm asking. I'm asking them right now. What the fuck is up? Not like I expect them to tell me, but that's crazy, dude. That's a sick collab, though. Clon and this and... is getting. Go ahead. <laughs> How is this space capturing all this shit happening in the course of an hour, two hours? Like, oh my. That's God. why these spaces are like twelve hours long. Uh, we have to hang together all day. <laughs> yeah, there's just like. Like, I, like, just keep it open. Like, I'll go shower. I'll go, like, out for <laughs> dinner. Leave the space open. Just mute myself. Yo, I, I think that it's just, like, it just never a stopped. year goes by when we're on one of these spaces. We're, we're straight up, like, in plaid mode right now. I feel like, you know, it's, like, it's good for the for the space as well. It's, like... You know, in, in DeFi, there's a little bit of, like, you know, an arbitrage, right? It's like if you found a secret, like, you kind of want to keep that secret and just take it to the max. Yeah. As someone was saying before, like, talking about good plays in DeFi is kind of, you know, it has some downside risk. But with NFTs, man, it's like, you know, I remember, you know, not that long ago when, you know, Dees was like, we like the cats and the cat's floor is at, you know, 0.25 and just a bunch of us aped in. And I don't know what's at now, but, you know, it's like, I feel like this space, not only do we watch the news, it's like we made the news. And that's really cool. Yeah. Maybe maybe about a meme turned to reality. I just just wanted to pop in and say, was this, maybe everyone else has already seen this, but I just saw Chainsaw had just tweeted what the new Dazzler looks like, and it's fucking sick. Uh, Pegs. I have not seen the new Dazzler. Look at the look at the new Dazzler. I think this is why somebody exploited uh, Thor is to get liquidity for this Dazzler. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, I think they exploited Thor to buy cats. That's I, I think that I think that they did it to get free money, guys. Like I don't think that they, there needs Fuck to be like, that. some complex reason. That, that doesn't sound right. Lee sounds like he's on basis here. I mean, it's pretty clear that if there's a Dazzler coming out and there is something <laughs> stolen at the same time, there's not really many other options. Sorry, Lee. <laughs> yeah, you have to look, exploit this look, complex, like... Look at, that dazzler, look at that dazzler, though. I would commit I would commit a crime for that Dazzler. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, are you, are you the one that exploited the Thor chain, or are you exposing yourself right now? Wish I could. Would have done it if, it, if, I, if I had the ability to, definitely I would do it, yeah.
I think we we'll could honestly trade ten floor squiggles for Dazzler. Did you, Dees? Can you pin? Can you? I'm driving. Can you pin that uh, the, the chainsaw tweet with the Dazzler? Because it's like, it's Dude, been... the cats are flying. The people I, are just I buying only have the floor. two cats. I'm not gonna make it, dude. Oh my god! Same. The floor is like 0. 0.5 though, like around 0. 0.5, but it's just getting bought. Uh, like every single one of these is at the floor. I hope no one I has added, their cats uh, listed right now. Delist your cats. I have it listed no. by 50. So if you guys, if anyone wants to snag it, they can. <laughs> now is not the yeah. time to reach for. I put the dazzler in there for you. What's the floor at? I think it's around 0.5, but oh, like it it's literally just getting ripped. Yeah, it's, it's just Where do you get ripped. those ghosts? Hold on. Open oh. seats. It's, it's G-H-X-S-T-S. Oh. But the, the floor on that is just ridiculous. I oh, bought, whoa, I bought... that's expensive. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's why I'm yeah, saying all like the ghosts, there. all the ghost whales coming into the cat space is going to oh, oh my rock goodness. the price. I didn't even think Let's about go. that. Oh, <laughs> shit. So everyone that's paying 40 ETH for a ghost or whatever is now looking at cats like, oh, these are way yeah. on sale. Yeah, Let feel me free to buy the ones ETH. I have listed. Let me just dump 20 ETH into cats right now and see what happens. They're going to want to buy the rare cats, though. I think I'm going to up my, my listing here. Yeah. I wonder has, you guys, who has some of those. So what my do you guys TV think? not even listed. What do you guys think would take uh, would take it to make cats uh, flip apes? That's one thing I think would be, like, I think it's pretty interesting as a cat owner. Time. I don't know. I don't know. I, Time. I, I don't know. I think that in general, more people will resonate with the cats than the apes. Even though I, I love the ape artwork, I just think that cats is just like, especially in America, it's like people literally love cats. Cats are drug-free. They appeal to a wider audience from nine-year-olds to 99-year-olds. Um, and all it's going to take for cats to flip apes is for the cats team to continue executing Yep. on all the plans that it they takes, have yeah. and time and it'll time. take I a mean, lot the, of the apes have just been the apes just have like a time advantage at this point because the the apes have been shipping non-stop pot like the the, yeah. the ape floor is 5.3 ETH and and rightfully so i mean the, that team deserves all the credit in the world um yeah i don't think i'm taking away anything from from their i think both of these projects are top yeah, they can the two top tier projects like outside of punks and i think it's pretty obvious like why but also, crazy. like, uh, our space is pretty degen, so, like, a family-friendly thing might have a harder time, whereas the apes plays into the degen nature of our space. Yeah, yeah but, it goes like, we always like talk about, like, how big is the NFT space right now? Like, maybe 10, 20,000 people? And those are the, you could just say, like, oh, those are the degens. But to go wider, to go further, right, like, the cats are going to appeal to a wider audience. And we're going to go from 20,000 to 200,000. I wonder what's oh, going to yeah. happen. Like, if you have a cat and a ghost in your wallet, do you get one of these things? I need to know what's going on. I, I asked them. I said, yo, I said, what's going on? He just sends me a, a, a gift, like, wink. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> the cat, the cast. I put a roadmap out. Like, everyone's Run. just counting on them to deliver. And so far, they are. They only Man. have blue ones. And that's, a, and that's like, a that's a trait. Imagine when they just change the colors. Imagine like a ghost cat and then we all get a ghost cat. Oh my. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll do like a, you have to trade, you know, X amount of cats for, to get like a ghost collab cat. 
one of the ideas that I love from Beanie and the Meta Heroes is the mint pass. And I think that if you own a cat, you should get a pass to mint the ghost cat collab. I'd like to see something like that. Like not necessarily an airdrop, but something where if you're a cat holder, then you get a guaranteed place in line to mint your ghost cat collab. I don't have enough cats and that's a fact. How many do you have? Just two. Oh man, I'm way ahead of you, brother. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna make I, it, that's for sure. I mean you had to have five to just get the right. comic. Right. Oh. But they didn't they didn't put <laughs> like the they didn't put the comic in my other wallet, which I was kind of pissed about. I don't think it's the the comic was just done by some random. It was so, like I don't even know that not, wasn't part, that wasn't part of the project. Yeah, yeah right? I mean Beanie's not part of Larva Labs and he made Punk's comic. It's the same thing. True, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put those kind of the same. Yet. Oh my god. Ghost and cats collab, it's a perfect collab too. The hits just I keep know. coming, dude. This is it's wild. Like my two of my favorite projects. We motherfucking I'm gonna spam the Discord. Love. These tigers are about to get ripped up. There's only three for sale. <laughs> Alert, delist all cats, ghost detected. <laughs> this is so crazy, dude. Today's been ripe with news. Dude, oh I'm still God. waiting for someone to smash the uh, squiggle floor again. I feel like I look at some of the, like the, the fuzzy squiggle, there's only, it's right now it's at six, and there's only 10 until it's a 10 ETH floor. It's kind of like, oh there's a lot of, there's a lot of crazy shit happening right now. Squalfa. I should have grabbed the fuzzy. Yeah, you definitely should have. Anyone in here that has 10 or more cats, come up and speak and talk about cats. Yeah, what's good? Uh, we like the cats. We like the um, cats. Please buy them for me. Tom, down there in the audience. Tom Bilyeu, you Shit, need I've, only got, I've only got five. Get Tom up here. I'm still the top cat holder if you've got five. Yeah. I've got seven. Tom, awesome. Tom might be doing something. Tom is um, super, super cool. I don't know if y'all got the chance to speak to Tom. He's an awesome guy all around. Dude, I watch Tom's yeah. YouTube all the time. I think I've spent more money on Quest products this year than like anything outside of like Ether. Cats. <laughs> yeah, that's cats. Yeah, Tom is definitely. Tom is dope. Like I'm. Dude, my girlfriend I'm was just talking about those, the like, Reese's things. My girlfriend was just telling me about the brain gut connection, and we pulled up Tom's YouTube, and he's interviewing all these people about it. It's super interesting stuff. We just. Oh yeah. Steve, did you invite Tom up? He might oh, not be able to. No, no, he answered. He he sent a little wave. Oh, Tom, we need you to request. Request the mic, Tom. I've had a few chats with Tom on on Clubhouse, and the way he um, puts it, like his vision of NFTs, I just like it's really good. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, or he's signed like, huh? or something. His sign doesn't look promising. Yeah, I think I'm going to be there. Pink alpha. Oh, You're I an feel alpha like getting so, alpha. I feel like we're so detached from the general Ethereum market. Like, it's been tanking, and here we are over here just euphoric about all this NFT news. It's like <laughs> a bear market-proof way to get into cryptos. This Dude, NFT that's what space. I'm saying. Imagine when it starts like, going up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's wild. Like, the price action on ETH is making day traders nauseous right now. And we're over here talking about Hans Zimmer, 
ghost collabs like this all this crazy stuff like it just doesn't stack dude it's so wild yep, you make just, me feel like a king <laughs> i just i don't i don't think that this is like if you're really into ethereum and DeFi. like i don't understand how a lot of those people just aren't paying attention to this right now yeah like it makes no sense to me but i mean in, you have the biggest traditional artists one of them in the planet entering the space we had a whole talk with Dian for the another space. You have um, Hearst, Damon Hearst entering the space. You have so much going on. It's like impossible not to pay attention to NFTs right now. Impossible. Yo, this is gonna, this collab like announcement, just the announcement is gonna flush a lot of the weak hands out of this market. You're talking about the cat? It's happening. Yeah, it's happening like in real time. Like you can literally go click the volume button and just see like all of the floor cats just getting ripped. So oh. funny. I feel we like we need live charts. Oh, like wow, in the last in the last ten minutes, six. there's like there's like forty or fifty of them Yo, that have just gotten bought up. Six, any at least four cats until point six four. Yeah, I mean, this is like absurd. This is like real time. Like we cans getting flushed out of this market. You know what I'm super excited about too, and just totally, uh, you know, what's it called? Drooling to speculate over is the Bobby Hundreds Apes collab. If there's an official Hundreds Board Ape Yacht Club collab that wow. actually comes out, like there's just so much rumors really around it. One. Bobby's merch is sick too. Yeah. yeah. I want that be, to happen. Who would be the best person to collab with Mebits? That's what I want to know. No one. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Roblox. Minecraft. Roblox, Minecraft, Minecraft. All these companies, yeah. Minecraft, that's a good idea. That's the only play right now. Like, it we looks want exactly the same. It'd be easy to integrate. Minecraft already has skins that you can upload. I, I created my own little character skin, like, years ago to play Minecraft with. So getting your bit in there would be so easy, and it's just a no-brainer. It'd automatically onboard millions of people. Like, it would just be so easy. Meebits are being slept on to a point right now that is, is disturbing. So many people are going to have the same reaction to punks that they had to, oh, to Meebits that they had to punks in, you know, a year, six months from now. Um, I think it's just going to blow people away. I think it's just been overlooked. So buy them, sir. That's another thin floor, the hoodie up floor, and and, and me that's also very few between a, a good jump in price. Oh, has it has it jumped up this morning? No, but it's like it was jumping, and now it's just got a few between like I think five and seven or something. Yeah, it, oh, it's, we're almost at point six. We're almost it, at point it, six. We're two cats away from point six. Oh my god, this is insane. Watch it double real real quick. I don't know how many cats. Are before one, but it's probably not that many at the rate at which people are buying them right now. Yeah, I'm scooping. Oh, and now the DGEN's Twitter just said more announcements coming tomorrow. Everyone's just teasing shit. Show us. I want to see actual things. Yeah, and it's right before payday too, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like it. I feel like it cycles with like it gets people get, kind of get bored after the weekend a little bit, and then once it starts to approach the weekend again. It's it like spikes up. I'm people have a bunch of free time, and they if have a bunch of free time, and they have their check. 
Okay, yeah. If you're going to launch a project and you're going to try and launch any other day between th th Thursday to Sunday, sorry, you're not doing your research. You're not going to make it. It's interesting because it's like the opposite of the crypto market. It's like the generally the weekend movement is wrong because it's highly correlated with like traditional finance. Right. But this is like the total opposite of that. Dude, I can't even buy floor cats right now. Why are you trying and you're just getting like, you're just getting outgassed? Yes. Oh my God. I have a clubhouse room too many. We like the cats. Oh, someone just, someone just put one under floor <laughs> Let's get Ghost or Path to join the space and get them up on stage. Oh my God. Dude, if, we get, well, if, if we got Path, he would just keep repeating up the whole time. Like we would ask him every, every, any question. He would just say up. You have to look at this floor. I've never seen some. It's at 0.64. I literally cannot Dude, buy it. Dude, look at the feed. Look at the feed. It's just it's just like one after the other. Like, the floor's going to go to one ETH right now. I, I just, it's crazy. It's going to go. Yeah, it's going to go there. We like the cat. Oh, I'm buying a Mario cat. I always wanted one of those. All right, bye now. Fuck it. Let's go. Come on. How, what, is the, what is the rarity on that trade? Like, what is the percentage? But I'm going to fast gas the shit out of it. Hold on. Be, oh, you got to up. No. <laughs> It's not yeah. about the number of the rarity. It's about the strength of the squad. Squad. I'm so glad I didn't accept the bid on one of these today because it's about to get eaten. Hold on. I'm going to fast gas. I'm going to put like 60 gas. Oh, excessive. Fuck you. 50. It's crazy because I this just is got like, out this is like... on 10 cats in a row. I know. Same. <laughs> oh my God. Sounds same. like uh, top shots. <laughs> I literally just tried to buy three ETH worth of cats. Boom! Might have only got You got one? one? Yeah, I got one. What I number did you get? What number did you get? I got number... I got number 9807. I really wanted like a Mario cat. And it actually looks really good. I don't understand how he's so cheap. He was 4,000 rarest and at 0. 0.6. Yeah, dude, that's... I mean, bro, if we're going we're going to the apes and it's 4,000 rarity, like, that shit's going to, like, 5, 6, 7, yeah. you know? I'm sorry if that was your cat I robbed of you, but... Being well-positioned in I mean, cats is the best play that I made of the year so far. I, I just yeah. got a cat off of um, the NFT 24 for 57.8. Ooh, there you go, oh, NFTS, NFT 20. Let's go. Your floor is... Everybody wins. Floor is 0.6. You guys know what? 0.48 before the announcement. That's why it pays to attend the entire Twitter space because you could go on NFTX right now and with the discussion that we were just having a half hour ago, you can just scoop up the floor from there. If you I've don't got a care couple tigers at the floor like, of the tigers, them, boys. Just grab them out of the pool. I'm grabbing Man, them. It's like you guys are describing what I've been doing silently here. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a couple tigers sitting there for you. I keep getting front run so bad. Less than a 1% trade. God, I keep getting wrecked. Oh, the bot offers on the ladies are looking sweet. It's got a 6.65 offer on my lady. Not bad. I sent a message to the ghost people. I'm trying to see if they'll come in the space. Yeah, I, re I retweeted it. Is it more than one person? I thought it was just one person. I mean, maybe I'm completely off. Whatever. All right. I got to go host a clubhouse room. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Whoa. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think that this uh, uh, ghost 
giveaway is going to be? The ghost floor for this? No, like, like, what do you think this collab could be? Uh, it's, I mean, it's going to be like a ghost, like themed cat. And you think and they're gonna airdrop it to everyone? One hundred percent. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think that they're gonna airdrop it to everyone because they're they're they'll be worth infinity now. Infinity ETH. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, if they ever airdrop to everyone, then it won't. But I think that like if you have a ghost in your wallet and a cat in your wallet, then you should get one. I wonder yep. who has those. <laughs> Yo, this is so crazy. Oh, my God. I had no regrets when I said no to Mike Tyson. But now this is some next-level shit. <laughs> so so um, what's been happening is I used to collect a lot of physical art, right? But I'm like... Wait, wait, one, hold on. Andrew, wait one second. The 5943 just got bought up for 8.25. That was the biggest sale so far wow. that I've seen. What is, what is 5943? It's uh, the Bob whatever... TV Bob Ross? Cat. Yeah, it's the Bob it's a Bob Ross TV cat. <laughs> That's crazy. No, but but yesterday it was crazy. I was selling some of my physical physical art away so I could get more ETH to buy cats and all this stuff. And the guy who came by to buy it, he was like, Oh, I own the sneaker store. I was like, That's cool. And he was like, by the way, like I came to make this deal because I had heard about you. And I was like, Heard about me from what? Like in my Twitter's a picture of a, a cat. He's like, Oh, Mike Tyson was telling me about you. Uh, he's talking about this cat that he wanted to buy and I was like yeah I was like tell him I'm not selling and then and then he texted Mike he's like yo I'm here with this guy with the cat and then he had me take a picture of the cat um like holding the cat to troll him and send it to him so I'm gonna let you guys know what happens but like this is this is crazy yeah I mean that that Bob Ross one was the only like big like most of them are just getting ripped off the floor right now that's the only thing that i'm kind of like a little concerned about i guess but i don't know we'll see we'll see how it plays out did you have andrew how many do you have do you have a lot of them i don't have a lot i have 13 uh that was my baker's dozen but um yeah <laughs> i i gave one away the other day and then i got one back but 13 is where i'm at right oh, now word. but right, i've got like straight. six friends that i got to teach about nfts and they're all in it now so they're like blowing up my yeah, Facebook our whole right now because like, yeah, <laughs> they don't know how to use Discord. So they're on Facebook Messenger like, what's happening? Why is the price going up? I'm telling them to delist. And they're like, how do I delist? <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, my my friends were like the ones that told me about it first. And I was like, I just didn't pay attention because I was like buying art blocks. And I thought that I should have I should have minted like 100 of them. But your cat is so iconic. Like whenever I see you in spaces or I see you on Twitter, I don't even have to look at the name. I'm just like, that's Lee. <laughs> Thank you. We like the cats. I gotta hop here, guys. I'll catch you later. These check you out later. These. How good, bro? Space. I was supposed to be just a walk, and then the conversation got good. And as well on the space and now works quiet and we're still here what are you doing are you, are you still working no no works quiet now i'm, I'm about to take a uh, ball rip and eat a burger <laughs> i bet you yeah i'm like i'm like running this i'm running some code but i basically have to wait for like real time hours of data to come in so i'm just kind of sitting here
It's get... almost like a Discord call that's just open half the day for anyone yeah. to come in and Yo. out and share like what. Yo, Pete, re- Pete, request uh, request the mic to see you down there. I don't know what you're doing. I, w- I want to hear the sheer degeneracy. Who did you say? Pete, he's got the, like, red oh. and white tank top. He's, like, one of my boys from school, and he's absolutely ridiculous. There's multiple people named Pete who uh, requested oh, that. Yo, Pete, what's up? Yo, what's good? Yo, are you watching this? Yeah, this is fucking crazy, dude. I literally just like looked at my phone and joined in here and I heard you guys talking like, dude, the floor is 0.6, the floor is 0.65. I'm like, what are they talking about? And then I just found out <laughs> all this shit going on. How many did do you and Zupa have? I have two. Zupa, was Zupa like has nine. like six or seven. Dude, Zupa's been buying them like oh, every day, anytime. <laughs> He's just watching the floor and scooping. Yeah, he's like, keep messaging me. He's like, bro, I just keep buying these things. Dude, here's my thing with the I cats. Up. I should like, listen to you guys. That was that was funny as hell too. We just like stumbled across it. He and I only minted one each because we were like, oh fuck it. Like we bought Damn. some shitty NFT and we were all like sour about it. We were like, oh fuck it. This thing's like forty bucks. I'll just mint one. <laughs> but <laughs> and then now so here the we are. My, my thing. My thing with the cats is like. I can like go to any person who has no idea what NFTs are and like show them the cat and they're like, Oh, that thing looks kind of cool. Like a lot of these other projects are dope, but I feel like only NFT people are really into them. Like this thing, like I literally show this to like random people and they're like, dude, that thing looks cool. It looks like a Pokemon or something. Yeah, that was my whole thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this looks like yeah. a squirrel. I'm buying this. Yeah, exactly. And like, I really believe like, that's gonna fucking blow this thing up like i showed it to my mom and she was like oh yeah the thing's cute like if i show her like anything else she'll be like what the hell is this This is like scary almost (laughs) yeah yeah i know exactly what you mean like the cute (laughs) factor is underrated and uh yeah i think rawa right there like with the eyes i think that that trait specifically is gonna blow up just just based on that just based on the cute factor of it yeah, exactly. Yeah, those glow eyes are pretty. Uh, uh, they're actually the floor on them were pretty high, but now it's kind of went down, and now it's going back up. Yeah, it's definitely gonna go back up because people are gonna see that. Like girls are gonna see that trait, and they're just gonna buy that shit up. Yeah, we definitely need to do like an absurd Rutgers space. Eat. <laughs> yeah you're right that would be but I would just caution anybody that wants to come on stage for that yeah I'm curious to see when the next NFT project that comes out that kind of takes Klon's style of you know these thick lines um, you know really simplistic uh, kind of like coloring you know I feel like one of the things that made punk so great was just that yeah you have these really strong bold lines that make it really pop and uh, you know we saw after apes blew up that you know you have a lot of these projects that are using the you know very much the same style 
But right now, you know, Cool Cats is the only one kind of using this like bold sort of soft style. And yeah, you know, I don't know what's coming next, if it's going to be diggity dogs or what, but they're coming. I mean, it's just, it's just Occam's razor, right? It's just like the simple answer is generally the best one or the right one to use. And I feel like this works so well with this project. It's also like why the punks work, to be honest. They're just really simple. Yeah, I think it's, you know, on the more sort of like nuanced or complicated um, collections, you know, uh, like the apes or, you know, the ladies, most of the new new collectibles, uh, Avatar NFTs, it's like it's hard to know and get really familiarized with the traits, I feel. Um, like I've, I know about every single rarity of every punk, but I have no idea about like with, with respect to apes. Because I think it's just hard to see, and so you kind of never really kind of take a notice to it. I don't know how anyone else feels about that, though. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I completely agree with that. There are some projects that I went in on, like, I was literally getting lost, like, uh, you know, uh, bulls on the block. Like, you kind of get lost when you look at it. Um and just like speaking of bulls on the block, the team has been like kind of working, kind of like um, they're kind of working hard. But in terms of execution, I feel like they're not like hitting the nail. Like you know, they're not really uh, doing the right thing so far, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think, but um, you know, like doing live drawings and stuff. I'm not sure how much how is that a utility or a benefit to, to the community in terms of like the holders and other stuff. Um, there are some other things that I do. Well, I, th I think that the live, the live drawings kind of like builds a following for the artist, which is then like builds a following for the project. So I, I do think that that kind of makes sense, but I, I agree with your point about the bulls. Like you get, you get lost in just like the sheer number of traits and then like how it clashes with the background. Like there's just like, way too many things going on and because of that there's like a minimum um, there's a minimal amount of like ones that are really good but then there's like a ton at the floor where you're just like i'm not going to use this as my profile picture yeah and, and the the annoying thing is like most of these projects when you like try to buy in the beginning you only see four of them and you don't know the other trades and you don't know what's going to look like i feel like that's something that a lot of projects are missing um, they need to somehow show you some traits that are like, you know, um, and also like the more projects come out, I feel like we kind of get the ratio of it. Like, for instance, like, you know, we know with apes that there is like 170 different traits. So, you know, we know where is it at right now? Like, you know, how is that compared to 10K and with other projects too? like um, like for bulls, I think they have like plus 240 or something. And that's a lot of traits for a 10K project. Way too many. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I think that, like, the limiting the number of traits to, like, five or six is, like, a huge, a huge, like, advantage. Because, one, like, it just makes the, it makes the art look better because it's simple. And, two, it's just, like, easier for the people that are following along with the project to know which traits are rare and which traits they like. And, like, memorize, like, you know, all the, all the unique combinations. Yeah, I think this is like a huge um, advantage actually of, you know, just alt punks is like the, you know, pe people go either direction on alt punks. I'm a big alt punk fan. I like them too. Um, yeah. Even as a, 
Yeah, even as a CryptoPunk holder. And I think part of why is like, it's legible. You know, it's like I could look in AltPunk project and kind of immediately know like, okay, like, you know, that's a rare trade. That's a more common trade. Um, and, you know, maybe that's a little lazy, but at the end of the day, it kind of, it's nice to have that instant kind of click. Yeah. Whereas these big sets where you just have no idea. Um, yeah, it just, you kind of feel like you need to like crack out, open the, the textbook <laughs> yeah. rarity tools. Yeah, you don't want to that. Enjoy you, don't, you don't want that to be the case. Like you want people to be able to like instantly recognize the popular traits. This is one of the things I like love about NFT too, is just the psychological aspect of it. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of like uh, the paradox of choice, where like if you give people too many options, you know, they kind of freeze up and don't really pick. But when you give them fewer options, they're usually happier and more confident about their choice. That's like Netflix. That's like that's like browsing through Netflix and not figuring out what you want to watch because there's too many options. Yeah, exactly. What is it called? The the paradox of choice. I yeah, exactly. Up. Yeah, it, it's the idea that um, basically when people want a choice, right, they want to be able to choose. But when you give them too many options, they actually don't want that. It, it's really kind of a balance of how much choice you allow someone to have. It, it's kind of a. Uh, sorry, I'm at an airport. If you hear the background, I'm kind of <laughs> I know AirPods pick up some crazy noise here. Um, but yeah, it's a paradox of choice. Look it up. It, it's a very interesting, like, just psych concept. right like you know, there aren't as many traits but the ones that aren't even that visible that might be rare like a choker for example like because you can't really tell it's there just because it's rare it doesn't necessarily make it valuable it's always kind of that qualitative aspect of um yeah you know determining projects Shant, it's uh, it's super hard to hear you on my end over the uh, of the background noise. I did get a good reminder to wash my hands. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll stay quiet then. At that point, I'll just listen. I um, I just wanted to add something quickly to what Shant said. Um, look up Dan Ariely and behavioral economics. Uh, he spent a whole career on exactly what Shant was talking about with paradox of choice and things like that. I think that's why wearables don't really work. There's just too many options. There's like, you know, billions of options at a certain point and we just can't process it. So we just go, this is not worth it. Is there like a, is there like one go-to book for the behavioral economics? Because I know that like the narrative economics is kind of like one of the popular topics now. But behavioral uh, economics is is a huge thing. I don't know if there's like one go-to book that you would recommend reading. One of the ones that's more common is is an author by the name of Dan Ariely, and it's um, it's been a few years since I read it. I think it was uh, predictably irrational or something along that lines. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a series of books that basically all explore behavioral economics. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't remember the exact name. I haven't read one of his books in a couple of years now. Um, but Dan Ariely is the guy to look up. He's one of the the more popular people that studies behavioral economics. And then there's some really heavy academic ones that go even further into it. 
Oh, it's a little cat. Let's go. Come on. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to read that book, or a book similar to that. Hey, I was just scrolling that... through the floor prices, and I found a pirate hat cat with a beard. He's at point seven seven right now, and I think. Uh, like the next one up is like 1.4. It's about to get eaten if anybody's interested. This is wild. I wonder what the unique holders is going to go to from this little uh, this little pump here, especially with Froke <laughs> leaving and going to that clubhouse room. Are we? What about the clubhouse room? He he dipped and he was like, uh, I gotta go. I gotta go on clubhouse. <laughs> oh yeah. And he, so there, there's just simultaneous, just like nonsense going on at the same time, I guess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step down. See you guys, just because I'm at the airport. I want to take up a seat. Peace, bro. Thank you for sharing that, though. Like, I'm gonna look into that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for hosting this, please. Oh yeah, no problem, man. Have a safe trip. Yeah, someone was talking about like what's the next really simple one. Um, if you haven't looked at Robotos, they're kind of similar. They're in that really simple style. Robotos.art. How, how do you pronounce? How do you? Sorry, not pronounce. How do you spell that? Just all O's. R O B O T O S. Dot art. That, that's the um, Metabots, like the, the the real creator of Metabots, right? Dude, are you watching this feed? Like it's, Pablo it's, it's Stanley starting to get insane. Like the like sought after traits are starting to get bought up now. Yeah. Yeah. Point seven five floor. It was like point five before, like thirty minutes ago. This is like the craziest market like on the planet right now. I love this shit so much. Yeah, like... Yeah, the, 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 the rare ones are starting to move now. So I don't know what Farouk did, but seems to be working. Yeah, these, like, robotics are... Go ahead. Sorry, guy. Sorry, guy. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, I think that the this is going to push the unique holders above 3,000. Easily, within twenty four hours. Yo, what time does anyone know when the Goblin games come out off the top of their head? Uh, five thirty tomorrow. E, um, Eastern time, five thirty, and I think oh, it's tomorrow. Yeah, that. Oh, sorry, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like having a panic attack right now. E, yeah, I know. I, I for a second I thought it was today too, but then I realized. Um, I think their original price was like zero point zero five, and after joining this room, they decreased to zero point zero three. Or am I wrong? I don't know. I, I believe it was point zero three the whole time. Yeah, I thought can it was you make a ghost, or do you have to do that like weird burn mechanic thing? You have to burn. burn. And and yeah. how many do you have to burn to get the ghost? It's or n it minus like... one. So if you burn ten, you would get nine ghosts. If you burn two, you get one ghost. Oh, okay. And then, uh, okay, I got you. So you're basically like sacrificing one uh, goblin to get n minus one ghosts, and then like there's rarity traits for the ghosts as well. 
Yes, yeah, that are completely, completely different. Right. Okay. So I'm I'm just gonna have to get as many as I can and just burn all of them, basically. It, it really makes no sense for these projects to release at point three right now. It's just it's just gonna be added on in the gas. Like the the cool cats, they did it the perfect way. They started at point oh six, they dropped it down when it wasn't selling. But yeah, I mean, if if you saw what happened yesterday with um, the rabbits, which was a pretty terrible release, the gas reached like two hundred and fifty for what was a really average looking project because they released it at point oh two. So it was, it, the real cost was point oh four five for everyone. But yeah, now they're now they're like doubled up. Though, right? Yep, I think they're like point six or point six or something. By the way, whoever's mentioning Robotos, that was uh, that guy Pablo Stanley. He, he's the real creator of what the Metabots guy stole. Oh, well, he didn't really steal it because it was open source. But uh, yeah, he found out about that. Metabots Metagots guy uh, deleted the Discord and. Now uh, he's going to be releasing that. The weird thing is I was able to sell more than half of my Metabots the other day because people in the Punks chat were speculating that Pablo would give free or discounted Robotos to people who have Metabots, but I think it's a pretty terrible terrible bet. I just checked it out. Uh, these uh, Robotos, they look really good. Especially yeah, no, they do. That, that's yeah. what I was hoping what happened with Metabots. I thought that the guy would upgrade it to something that looks pretty much like that, but obviously that wasn't what happened because he wasn't wasn't the real creator. I like the fact that all these projects are uh, dropping it to like 0.03. It's not it, for right now. It's not good. It, it does. It's, there's no benefit at all. I mean, it, it's just going to be re reflected in the in the gas. Oh yeah, you're right. I, the reason I like that is because I feel like the risk facts factor is way higher right now because a lot of them are dropping at the same time. So for people like just uh, and it kind of creates I feel like uh, just judging by the cats better and a better wealth distribution. It, yeah, it creates exactly. A higher genie. It creates yeah. a higher genie, and that's what that's that's better what eventually pushes the price up. Yeah, well, cats was community basically. It was, it was actually point oh two to get it. I mean, gas was pretty much free when those were selling. So. I think that that's, that's another thing that, like, you can't organically recreate. Like, you can't – if if the, your project isn't hyped, it's almost better because, yeah. then, because then, like, a bunch of people that don't have all this ETH to spend on gas are the ones that get in, and they're the ones that just hold to infinity because they're not going to sell it. Like, there's something about just, like, dropping the project and then having people slowly mint it until it's sold out instead of, like, hyping it up beforehand. Like I think I think that I think that you can basically set the mint price at 0.02 or 0.04 and just announce it when it's already up and it'll still sell out. It might take like you know several hours, but you'll end up with a much better set of holders. And that eventually will make the price go up exponentially more. Yeah, that's uh, exactly the plan that uh, my partner and I have on our upcoming Avatar <laughs> NFT collectible project. We're, you know, it's like no, no hype, you know, no, uh, we haven't done any giveaways. Like we, we just want the people who are in to like really be the people who like it, who are in for the long term, and um, yeah. you know, we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, the as much as we're talking about utility as well, like 
feel like the likability of that project, like how, like when, whenever someone sees it for the first time, how much they like it. Like it's, if you look at the cats, it, you know, the first time I looked at it, I was like, I love this project. And I feel like that's something also really important. And uh, lots of it also, you know, is luck as well. Sometimes you design something really good, but you know, people are, doesn't like it as much, but. Yeah, uh, 100%. I had the same thing. Like as soon as I saw as soon as I saw a cat with the squirrel glasses, I think Gauss had it as his as his profile, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I need to get that like right now, and I just went and immediately bought it. I didn't even care. I I didn't go in the Discord. I didn't know who drew it. Like I just like I thought it looked like Squirtle, so I bought it. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to more projects trying to incorporate like pop culture attributes. You know, like I can't believe that, you know, we were, we've been months in and like this is the first project, at least I know of, that had done like the Squirtle glasses. Dude, I want a Kakashi um, dog. Yeah, there's so many. Like if somebody makes yeah. a dog project that's similar to this and does like Naruto traits, like I will buy it. I love the chat. Love you all. I finally got my first cool cat. I'm so excited. Huge shout out to Andrew who helped me find this cat uh, to adopt him. And uh, apparently he looks just like Mike Tyson's cat. So I'm super stoked. <laughs> I think I saw that. <laughs> looks I saw good. Looks that like a nice out. cat, man. Are you talking about 7024? Uh, I'm not sure what the number is, but I think this guy probably didn't delist it. Because it was pretty much the... Uh, two seven two. Oh wait, no, which one is it? Yeah, but it, it was pretty much the same price that Mike Tyson paid for his cat. So I'm really stoked. Yeah, people people don't know like they don't know the market. Di hey guys, I just that. wanted to let you know that a uh, Fidenza just sold for fifty ETH. Oh shit, oh, bro! What just sold for fifty? Wow, that was the second one. Today. The Fidenza. Oh wow. These. What did the other one sell for? Forty three. What? What are we talking about? There was a uh, fifty. Fidenza just sold sale. for fifty ETH. So we one sold for fifty, forty nine, and forty three now. Holy shit! Dude. Is that what you're saying? Like, is that another one just sold only. right now? Yeah. Because I saw one sold. earlier sold for forty nine. It sold at two twenty three. Oh, I thought you meant like. Is that Pacific time? Pacific time. Pacific. Oh, time. yeah. Oh, okay. So I missed that. Okay, That's so... new. That's new. That. Oh shit, dude. All of the good projects it's, are about to get eaten up. Let's go, mm. Fidenzas. It's Fidenza like seven, 77. I got to tell my boy. Wait. A Fidenza sold for 50. What, what do you think about these metaverse uh, access tokens like House of Kiva and uh, the other one? Um, yeah, there's a bot on the bonsais now too. So somebody's somebody noticed. Hey guys, I'm gonna make some room on the floor. Thanks for having me up. What's up, gang? Uh, quick question for you guys in regards to the stealth sale versus. I guess gas wars, for lack of a better term. Um, would you? I'm curious about your guys' opinions in regards. Robbed.
I'm on Twitter. What what happened, dude? Twitter rugged it. He just he just got rugged, yeah. Damn. You might have it's to Fidenza press is, the mic button. It's nice. What number is that Fidenza again? Did it just die for everybody? What happened? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just keep hearing like the the click sound when like it brings somebody up, but like I see the same people on the stage, so I don't know what is happening. Sometimes it asks, it acts like um, people aren't on stage and there's an open slot, but I can't invite people up, and like people talking like might disappear. Like it's kind of fucked. Yeah, this is so buggy. I, I really do hope they fix it because like if if this is just keeps going up like these spaces are going to start to get like 200 300 400 plus people. yeah i mean depending on who joins we've seen some that are over like 300 yeah i've been like keep getting disconnected like literally six times so i had to like quit twitter and come back on stage there's been yeah, times where it drops on my end and then um I'm afraid it rugs the space, but like I open up Twitter and my space is still up at the top, so I can join it again. It's weird. Yeah, this Fidenza is sick. It's number seventy-seven. It's like, uh, it looks like a navy background, but like all of the all of the like rectangle-looking things are all like different shades of pink. It's dope. And it looks like it was never sold before. Like the the person minted it, and then I guess transferred it to another wallet, and then sold it for fifty. How do you pronounce that project? Oh, sorry, uh, spell that project. Uh, Fidenzas. Uh, it's it's part of the Art Blocks curated. It's F I D E N Z A. Is it just me or is it quiet? No, I, my my no, it's my headphones died. I was getting a screenshot, and um, I'm tweeting a, a screenshot of the Fidenza sale with a picture of it. Okay, sweet. Thanks, Diz. Hey, Diz. Hey, um, uh, if you have some time, like today or this week, can I connect with you on? I'm, I'm trying to find more NFT um, still photographers because I know that that niche niche is starting to come more into vogue, especially in the fine art space. I am like really um, ignorant about the different genres of photography, but I would love to like retweet something or connect you with Justin Aversano, who knows like way more about it and probably could help. Cause like I don't even know if the portraits I have would be considered still photography. Like I'm so ignorant, I don't even honestly have a concept. Like is still photography just like 
what it i don't know like i'm, I'm just like that's literally how ignorant i am so like i'd rather hook you up with someone who isn't an idiot uh, i'm so ignorant i didn't even know there were categories so you're way ahead of me <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, i'll do a tweet there's like I, I did a tweet the other day looking for artists to donate degens to because they were having like a five ethereum contest for arts and um i gave away eight but there was like 50 plus replies of just like you know solid stuff so there's definitely a lot of people out there all right so we appreciate you these because we have uh michael yamashita and chris Bricard, um two like really established still photographers and um just trying to figure out more about how they can make an impact and positive you know influence in the nft space i'm gonna invite like the photographers i know who are in here up There's been a hundred new unique buyers in the Cool Cats in the past 45 minutes. <laughs> Up only. And there are 200 cats, 217 cats away from one ETH. Oh, it's going to one. It's going to one. I mean, last time it went from 0.1 to 0.4 after we had that space. And then it went to like 0.8. And, or point seven and, a yeah, day later. And that was that was in like the earlier portion of, of like the reflexivity of this. And now like a yeah, lot was, more people like, know about it. That was like four days after Moon. Yeah, and it, it's like a, it's like an exponential function. I mean there is there is some issue with like the price, but I feel like people will pull liquidity out of other things to put it into this. Like I, what what I would be interested in if and if anybody wants to go and do this, um is to see like what what the correlation is between the apes and the cats and the punks and the cats, but more more likely the apes and the cats, and see if they're like inversely correlated. If people are there's trading that, back and forth, there's that Dune Analytics page that has all the NFTs on there. That's been really good. I've been using the past couple of days. Does it show like the correlation over time? Uh, it shows a bunch of bar graphs. That's everything's lined up, so you can pretty much see if something's peaking. Others are flatting. Like I'm, I'm looking at the gutter okay. cats. The gutter cats now. It's like leveling off and teetering down. Meanwhile, like the cats are cats are booming. Is that is that just like the like daily volume traded, or is that the average price, or does it show you both things? It shows everything. It shows everything. Okay, shit. I gotta check this out. Dunanalytics.com/slash/danner underscore f. It's not mine. I'm not shilling it. It's just been really helpful Danner, the past couple of days. Danner underscore F and then forward slash NFT dash comparison. Yeah, I think I found his. Uh, he's got four dashboards like, here. Which one is it? The it NFT updates comparison? Like, yeah, NFT dash comparison. It updates every once. Every every uh, NFT project updates at its own oh, time. But I they, gotta figure oh, out. Oh, ble blessing, dude. This is a blessing. Yeah, I gotta figure out how to make these. I gotta figure out how to fuck around with doing analytics. This, this is this is I like this data. Yeah. Hey, what was that website again, please? Uh, so it's doinganalytics.com forward slash Danner D A N N E R underscore F forward slash NFT dash comparison. Yeah, he's got four different dashboards, but the NFT comparison one has like a bunch of different projects on it. Danner's lit, dude. He makes really good stuff. Did anybody got the 
divine order of the zodiac stuff. Yeah, I got one. Arena, go look at the one I got. It's uh, 2207. I had such a cute story with it, so I minted four of them yesterday, and they were doing a giveaway for like 2222. And my birthday is on 22nd, and I consider my lucky number 22. I was like, I tweeted them, like, I must get this one. And they just sent me that one. I was so happy. Oh, that's awesome. I'm keeping this one forever and ever. Dude, there's um, one that's but... sick, though. Like, hold on. I got I to gotta show you the. I got to look up what the number is. It's, like, really demonic looking. It's crazy. Let me see if I can find it. The art on them is just insane. It's so different. so beautiful. Look up uh, 5273. It's like one of the highest listed ones, though. Oh, the person took it off. The person delisted it. It's got like this like demonic looking goat and like- That looks so cool. Which one do you got? I have, um, hold on. Um, I got 2207, so I got one with like a lion. I had to make sure I got one with a lion. Such a special. Rugged. It's insane, dude. Yeah, I really like this. I, Arena, I like the, I like that project. It, I like it because it's like completely different from everything. Just out of curiosity, did anybody ever get into uh, solos? I'm not sure what that is. Um, so there is a painter. Um, I forget his name, but he does work in acrylic, and he teamed up with a programmer, and they team um basically did a bunch of like clip art um style pieces of his actual physical art. And so, uh, you know, the NFTs were released like on a, a bonding curve. Um, and there's a few other things that they've, um, you know, Catch put on their roadmap seven. or whatnot. Is is this on OpenSea? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, their site is solos. Uh, dot so. Seven ETH cat just sold. Yeah, I know. It's uh, another TV one, 7251. Yeah, the big ones are starting to go now. So we'll see, we'll see like what the, what the largest buy is going to be. Because I have some price pretty high. These are the uh, cool cats? Yeah. It, it's like uh, they announced like the, the collab, the, the tweet that's, I think it's the third tweet from the... Like, if you scroll to the third tweet, um, they announced the collab with Ghosts, which is, like, a huge, huge project. Mm. And now people are just buying them at the floor in anticipation of, like, what this announcement actually means. Right. What, what was the name of that, though? Like, uh, it, it's called Solos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. S O L O S dot S O. If you want to go to the site, yeah. Oh, uh, direct. Oh, the site. Okay, hold on. 
oh whoa these are crazy looking these are yeah cool. i mean it was it's, it's a really cool project and the dude you know like does I, I i hate to use the term but like actual art or like physical pieces <laughs> yeah. sort of thing yeah you know what i mean yeah this is definitely um, like and, legitimate art yes i agree yeah and, and so i i like it from that aspect because it's not necessarily like oh hey here's just like you know a jpeg or a picture of these existing artworks it's like yo here's a new generative form of you know like giving new life to art uh, that he already has is is this and generative I, or does he does he yeah hand do yeah yeah, yeah oh this is generative so, yeah bro so that's Holy the thing shit. like the 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 pieces are, are generated but like um they all have like individual unique features and they'll draw upon those per each uh, generation or cycle. Yo, D's, look at these. These are crazy looking. They're Can like you trippy as hell. I'm chilling on my phone right now, just vibing. I'm, I'm on the computer. Oh, it says public sale has ended. There's only like eight of them. There's not that many of them. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where it's at now. Um, I got. I got one geez, uh, almost like two months ago, which seems like forever in, you know, uh, crypto time. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know where they're at now. Um, there's some I definitely pretty cheap on, on rareable. There's like, wow, I'm definitely getting one of these. These are like very cheap. There's some that are listed like two, three, but there's a lot of them listed like under 0.1. And yeah. And they look sick. Both the uh, the artist and the uh, kind of like the, the lead developer on there are very approachable. You know, uh, they they run a Discord and a Telegram, you know, sort of thing. But uh, I follow the artist primarily on um, Instagram, and his artwork is very much in the spirit of the NFTs. Like they'll start with you know like one portrait and then draw over it and then draw over that and then just start adding things you know all from paint. And so yeah. Uh, I think it maintains the spirit of what he's doing. It's not like a hack or a gimmick, you know. Um, it could it's absolutely definitely it's definitely not a gimmick, right? Yeah, these are, these right, are right. Really it, good. It, it could it could absolutely like live on its own, sort of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, they just look really cool. Like you could hang this up. Yeah, this guy in the crowd, Jeff, has one of the best cats I've seen yet. I'm going to invite him up here. I saw him, but now he, now he disappeared. I don't know what happened. He accepted the thing. He gets caught now. Hello. There you go. Yeah, scoop this bad boy for oh, two ethos. The the cat changed. Like I I was seeing, looking at a different cat before, but now I see like the gold chain like turtleneck one with the with the crown. Is that the one yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, that's the one. We like the, the black ones. It makes me want to switch back to my cat. If I'm being honest, bro. Like I mean. Right now, I feel like this is the time if you're going to do it. Cat season? Shit is just going up.
Yeah, it's tough. I wish I could just. But you guys have been vibing here the whole time. It's fucking lit. Yeah, we're just here. I'm about to another walk. Wake myself up. Yeah, I need to like move around. I need to get up out of this chair. Yo, Sobi, are you paying attention to what this? To what? The cats. Uh, no, I'm not actually. Sir, sir. You like the cat. Dude, I know. I'm a fucking retard. I keep psyoping myself. <laughs> Gotta counter trade yourself. Dude, it's actually ridiculous. I just have like, uh, I'm what, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm finally like just going, like, DeFi is so like negative EV right now. And I, like, <clears throat> I talked to Trill pretty often. Like, he told me about Fidenza's like months ago, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, this man. looks cool. And just didn't do nothing about it. Classic, dude. You dude, know what I mean? one of them Fuck. just sold for 50. We were talking about it. Damn, that's lit. Look at the shared, the first messages it shared in the top of the space. Ooh, that red one? Yeah. What? Uh, didn't a black one sell for a bunch recently, too? 43, yeah. Ah, oh, damn. I think the black one's cooler than yeah, this the, one. Yeah, the black ones are the coolest ones, in my opinion. Oh. But yeah, I need to I need to pay more attention. It's just that it's um, it's interesting, you know. Like I think part of the stuff that makes this stuff fun is like the community aspect. Like you'll meet different people that like just like this other art um, and stuff more. But I have more free time on that, and you know, trying to be more in like the evangelist shit. Plus, building my own bullshit right now. So yeah, but bro, like honestly, my like journey was like. I got absolutely wrecked in DeFi and then just like <laughs> traded to ETH and then I've just been like like just like making so much money doing this. And and I come in these spaces and I talk about DeFi and I hope I'm hoping that I get people interested in like actually like looking this shit up. Um you know, I feel like that's like a good angle. Yeah, but I, I agree. I think it is is a good angle, but it's just the I, I think for the NFT stuff it's like Ultimately, you know, you know, hopefully people are also buying shit because they like what it looks like, right? And I've so, been saying that, yeah. I've, I've been trying yeah, to so preach the, that. There's an aspect of, like, just pure time preference that takes from, like, scrolling on OpenSea and all this other shit. I mean, unless you have the execution tools to do it more efficiently. But, you know what I mean? There's, I think there's a time commitment level that is nice to have. But, you no, know, like, yesterday, just, like, Deez was scrolling through all the ladies and just kind of like, oh, I like the one with the halo. like this one, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're just browsing. It's like you're window shopping, you know? And, like, it takes me way longer to um, get something when I'm shopping than it does when I just go to Uber Eats or some shit, right? Like, just go right after it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of it was, like, I was on vacation last week, so I just didn't do anything besides this. Based. I mean, fuck it, dude. <clears throat> it, it's, it's a good it's plus EV use of your time. You're, like, learning. And I personally really like all this shit because it makes me feel like a kid again, bro. Like, the imagination aspect is nice you can actually do things too with your imagination i'd be like oh the sec is gonna put me in jail actually if i do this <laughs> with the DeFi, you mean yeah 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 <laughs> yeah I, I i definitely feel that i also just think that like it's crazy because you can basically apply like all of the principles that sue and kyle and santiago have been preaching about like the DeFi market you can apply it to this market and it just works immediately because it's so much smaller and so much more illiquid and he got he got rugged off the stage. 
why is it such a pain in the yeah, ass? It's it's not. It's been absolutely garbage today. You think it has any with the fact I've had it open for so long? Does it get that's, like? Yeah, that's that's got to be part of it because they're saving like the audio in real time, and and like a lot of people are going on and off the stage constantly. So I don't know if they have like some index managing system where I don't know, bro. I don't know how they fucking program this, but it was probably not the right way to do it. I came back on stage just to say this. I gave up on coming back to stage because I got kicked out like literally more than 10 times. I updated the app. Nothing really changed. Yeah, this is really frustrating, honestly. They're trying to tell me to end the space right now. Bro, I think that they got mad at my PM comment last night. Clearly. Who, the Twitter people? Yeah. Yeah, Wait, whoever, yeah, whoever's the project manager of Spaces is just pissed, and he's just like, fuck it. Like, roll back the version to the worst one. Yeah, fuck. What did you say? I was just like, yo, who is the, who is the product manager of this? Why is it still so buggy? Like, it's clearly taking off, and it's clearly found product market fit. Like, they got to... They got to ship like faster and they're just not doing it. I think uh, that's a philosophy. A lot of these um, uh, sort of like people who work on these products uh, kind of like abide by it's more like just, you know, ship it as quick as possible, especially if there's competition. So if it's a uh, startup, I, I think Clubhouse is like that, but I think that the vibe on Clubhouse is different than the vibe on Twitter. And that's, that's what Dees and I have kind of been trying to say. Like the conversation quality on Twitter is like exponentially better than Clubhouse. And that's really the important part. So like we'll jump through hoops of the friction of the app not working properly to just have a better conversation. That's true. Um, also, like, I don't know what Andrew is using, but Andrew's mic is super clear, especially when you're in the audience here. It's like, looks like, um, I don't know, he's streaming or something, like one of these streaming mics. Are you talking about me or are you yeah. talking about Andrew? No, I'm Wang? talking about you. Dude, that, that's wild. I'm, I'm literally on speakerphone with a iPhone SE 1. But I'm in a good, uh, really quiet environment, so maybe that helps. Yeah, it's definitely that. There's no noise, and especially when you're in, in the audience, you're, you sound super clear. Yeah, you know what? And I haven't had any issues with uh, with uh, speaking. I don't know. Maybe the uh, Twitter PM just has a 2016 iPhone like I do. <laughs> That's pretty impressive that it's like actually working that well on there software problem i guess yeah I, you know sometimes i work in tech as a software engineer and i was an ios engineer for a while and sometimes when i see this stuff and it's not working i'm just like what are you guys yeah. doing you know like apple really has some incredible documentation i i just you know like if you were, if it was an issue on Android, I could be like, okay, you know, like Android's a little bit of a shit show, but like, I, I just there's no excuse. Um, you know, the thing that really gets me is uh, Venmo. I don't know if you guys use Venmo, but their search functionality has just been awful for like years and years and years. And uh, I just I don't know. I just don't get it. 
the people that make the decisions don't write the code. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, it must be. But I'm sure uh, I'm sure Twitter will do all right with this eventually. I mean, at the end of the day, like, uh, as uh, you're saying, Lee, like, you know, this is the quality conversation here is just so high. Um, and, like, you don't get any of the, like, sort of hardcore self-promotion yeah, thinly guised yeah. as, like, helping exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. Like, the fake shit. I don't know why it's like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's because it's so new and people are, people see the opportunity to, like, try to build a new following because they weren't successful at it on Twitter for a long time? Or, like, do you have any theory about, like, why that is? Or does anybody have a theory about, like, why there's such a difference between the, the quality of conversation on the two applications? Uh, my only theory is, like, the... The sort of, you know, like with Twitter spaces, it's like you really only see like the people that you follow. And um, I think that kind of narrows down sort of the addressable market. You know, it's like a lot of the people that I would like here would be, you know, it'd be whatever, some like kind of personal coach, you know, talking about how to, you know, get your life together or something, you know, just like super like general interest type stuff. Um, whereas I feel like here it's just, it's so targeted that, you know, anyone who finds out about these spaces is, you know, just fundamentally interested in the topic. Yeah. When you say like quality of spaces, are you referring to just like the quality of the, like the conversation that's going on? It's just really high. Yeah. Like, like what we've been talking yeah. about a lot of today has been like deep, like technical DeFi concepts. Right. But like, if you go into an NFT clubhouse room it's just like all like self-promotion and like bullshit at least the ones yeah. that i've been in and it's just like it's it's not it's not like what i want to talk about when it comes to crypto at all yeah a big part of it is like these spaces feel like very grassroots yeah maybe that's maybe that's just uh the boy d's over here very part, grassroots. It's actually a good crowd. There's a lot of grass. Grassroots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We like the trees. Yeah. Yeah, we like the trees. Wait, is this, is this the longest? Is this the longest uh, spaces you've done? You guys have been in here for like I five did a hours. I hour space before now. I think I went noon to midnight one day. Might have took a nap and left it running during a nap. I don't even remember. Incredible. I just know I have a 12-hour long file. D's, if you ever want to do uh, like a D's trees collectible set, let me know. That'd be something else. Yeah. Yesterday we were talking idea. about those experiences. What, what, what's that? Yeah, keep, keep going, D's. <laughs> I don't really, uh, there wasn't going to be an experience was the joke, but. People were asking, like, if I wanted to do an experience like Kath, what would we do? And I would say, like... Was it these friends? <laughs> yeah, these friends. Yeah, we're going to do these friends. And it's just, like, instead of, like, different experiences, it's just different drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, like, rarity levels and shit. Yeah, I want, like, uh, I want like a 3D uh, goggle glass bong. 
we were thinking if uh, there was a thousand of them and I had to take a thousand dabs, how many dabs would I have to do a day? And what would be the, the the worst way to get through that? And it'd be like, for a hundred days, I'd have to do ten a day, and I wouldn't be able to do anything for basically a hundred days. I'd have, have to sell a lot. Yeah, you know that. I don't know. I was talking to a friend of mine about like sort of you know, kind of like add-on perks to like buying an NFT set. And, um, you know, one topic that came up was like the whole, um, like Paul Graham has this essay, do things that do not scale. And, uh, you know, one, one idea in it is like writing thank you notes. Um, so like, imagine if, uh, you know, every time you minted an NFT, um, from a certain collection, it's like the, uh, the artist team would, uh, would it like handwrite a, a thank you note and either like send airdrop that or make that available to, to, to mint for free. Um, and uh, my friend really liked it cause he was like, why you should do this is that like people just want to see you suffer. Like they, they want you on like a Twitch stream, just like right now, like hundreds or thousands of these notes. But I don't know. Uh, don't uh, we need your brain, D's? Definitely don't uh, do ten dabs a day. No one could uh, no one could make it through that haze. I've seen it. I've seen crazier things. When there's a will, there's a way. I mean, <laughs> it's if we're still minting collectibles for the next hundred days, could probably get it done. It doesn't take much thought to to mint collectibles. Yo, Mike, you flip back. You yeah, flip the back rabbit, the rabbit college is revealing in like a minute. Oh shit! This is just. I'm like over here buying crazy merch. Wonder if we'll see like um, something like a competitor to Art Blocks in like the sort of kind of continual um, like procedurally generated or like you know um algorithmically generated art space where it's like you know it's like art blocks but for like i don't know ascii art or something like that i would think so like i would i would think that there would be several platforms like because the market opportunity is so big that like it just makes sense to have a competitor to art blocks like like nike versus adidas that would be like art blocks versus like some other brand name generative art platform Yeah, the the thing that got me thinking about it was a friend of mine is he's making some. I think it's really cool, like ASCII art. Um, you know, sort of just like these uh, uh, like toruses that that rotate. Um, and uh, we were talking about, it and he swapped over the ASCII to use the um, the autoglyphs uh, Unicode characters. And uh, so he he made this. And I was like, man, like anyone who loves autoglyphs is going to see this and be like, hell yeah. And so he put it in the Artblocks Discord, and it just got no love at all. Got me thinking. Yeah, I, I think that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think know. enough people are going to get frustrated that their application gets denied, and they're going to form like a separate, like 
group, right? I mean, I, I, w- I would assume that that's what's going to happen because there's so many artists. And, and Artbox can't possibly just approve every single person, right? And there's just going to be like exponentially more artists that start applying to this. So they're going to have to get more and more selective over time. And those artists are going to have to go somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. I think I think Artbox is really trying to kind of absorb that, you know, between factory and the playground. Um, but I think it's, you know, they're also just limited by sort of like the the tech stack that they're using. Um, and kind of just like, you know, the community has like a very specific aesthetic that it's looking for, which I love. You know, I, I have um, multiple Artblocks projects, but, um, you know, I definitely don't think it's kind of the be all end all. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if, you know, Snowfro is is not only a really nice guy, but also, you know, a creative mastermind. And like, I don't know uh, who or what will, you know, who's going to be the person who's going to kind of step up or the team that's going to step up to be able to create like a sequel to, uh, to art blocks. But I'd like to see it. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. Like at some point, they're probably going to be limited to what their platform can do without like breaking something. So like there's going to be opportunity there as well. Um, looks like the, the unique owners is now at 2.9 K. So we're, we're getting close to three K. I don't know which one we're going to hit first, the one floor or the three K. I don't know how many there are, but it's amazing. Yeah. You know, I wonder when we'll see like one of those uh, 5K uh, plus, pro- you know, or 10K collectible. Like, do you guys know how many like some of the games have? Uh, sorry, sorry. Like the like the unique holders, you mean? Like when I could. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I feel like like the, we've kind of been stuck at like I think four, maybe Mebits is still number well, one. Well, Mebits has more than forty five hundred. Right? Like Mebits has, um, I think twenty thousand. Hold on, yeah, it's it's so it's got Mebits has twenty thousand. Yeah. So, I mean, you would kind of naturally expect that one to be a lot higher. Um, realistically, like if Mebits or if Board Apes, Board Apes is at four point seven, so that's probably the highest one, which is why the price is moving up like relatively quickly. If Mebits got to that same level, it would probably have to get somewhere around nine out of twenty thousand. Yeah, right. I guess it is like the ratio as opposed to the absolute number. Yeah, there's probably some like in between the two things, like because I would I would assume that like, I mean, nine thousand unique holders of of a single one of these like assets is is a lot, right? So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully we get to find out pretty soon. I mean, Board Apes is 300 away from, from 5,000 unique holders, which is crazy. How bad do you think I'm going to regret selling mine? Yeah. I probably sold it. I like- sold both of mine. I sold both of mine, but I'm, I'm, I have my eye on one, and we'll see if I'm going to be able to get it before somebody gets, snags it. Hey, I mean, at least you guys had one. I was, you know, I was looking at it at point two, like, eh. You know, I'm really focusing on punks right now. And then uh, at, you know, Miami, um, 
crypto week, you know, I was at point one and I was like, yeah, like apes are cool, but it's like, you know, it's like punks are Pokemon and apes are Yu-Gi-Oh. It's like, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh could be big now, but like, where's it going to be in you I know, think five years? If you're thinking years? about it as a trade though, like, and you, then you keep your time preference short, there's like opportunities where you just look at the wealth distribution and you look at what's getting traction and you can just like buy and ride the initial wave up and then kind of, I mean, we're seeing that happen. Like, I think we're seeing people trade in between these projects. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like very inversely correlated, like the apes and the cats, because it's a lot of the same people trying to like trade up throughout the two projects. Yeah, yeah, I'm still, I, I need to like read a book or like watch some YouTube on trading because like I'm really, I'm just like a collector you, and I'm an just investor. Like, I, I yeah, I, I just, it's really like the mentality that like I'm, I'm still trying to understand, you know, it's like I'll pick up these things because I'm like, yeah, like I really like it. I like the look, I believe in it. And then I'm like, oh, but like now I really don't want to sell it. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have any book recommendations or you know YouTube channels. I'm telling you, just just go to Up Only episode with Sue and listen to that first, and then go through all the Uncommon Core episodes and just listen to what Sue says, and you'll pick up like how he thinks about the market and how he thinks about the Gini coefficient and how it affects like the value of the tokens. Like that's I didn't read any books on this. I literally just listened to what he said and applied it to this market. There, there's also a really great video on YouTube. Also, hey, Dees, what's up, guys? Um, there's a great video on YouTube called The Black Lotus, and it's about um, the most expensive Magic the Gathering card and kind of the history of, you know, collectibles, like, outside of Magic the Gathering. And, like, what is that all about? And what's the psychology? And what's the behaviors? And uh, the history? And it's really good. So, Dees, I'm actually at dinner. I just wanted to pop in quick because you were talking about uh, come on and, and briefly talk about parallels. So... I don't want to derail the discussion too much, but I figured I'd pop in. Yeah, yeah. So um, Parallel NFT just announced their pack mechanics, and I think it's something that everyone here should check out. Um, You can follow them on Twitter at Parallel NFT. It's the most interesting NFT franchise to me right now by a clear margin. Um, I think others have merit for specific reasons. This one kind of checks every box to me. And, you know, I, I don't know what else to say other than you should definitely take a look. Um, I can briefly summarize like why I find it interesting. Um, I think if you check out their Twitter, you can see some of the cards that, you know, the card concepts that they've released. So they're actually selling NFTs as like a, a digital online playable version of the game with actually an augmented reality component if you have the physical cards. So purchasing the NFTs actually will get you a special uh, edition version of the card in a lot of cases, which will then grant you, you know, a physical card for free. The physical card actually has an augmented reality component. If you've ever seen Star Wars, that game Dejarik, the hollow chest that they're playing, where it actually pops out of the chessboard with characters that move, that's what they're they're actually building that in Unity right now. So the game is going to be physical, it's going to be AR playable, and it's going to be digital. Um, furthermore, you know the art quality is just mind-bogglingly good. They worked with some really really high-quality artists to to make the art. Um, I think the, the game mechanics that they hinted at are really robust. The co-founder of YouTube is their early backer. Um, and so I think they've got, you know, really the right support. Uh, the team, I think, has been, you know, incredibly communicative and uh, professional and I think executed on, on every one of their promises thus far. 
so yeah, to me, this is this is the franchise to watch, and I, I think it would be remiss if I didn't like actually step out of dinner. I'm literally in the bathroom at dinner right now, popping in to just like tell you about this because I'm that excited about it. Like, I really, really think this is special. So um, I don't want to shill too much. I don't want to kind of derail the conversation, but I did want to at least pop in here and say, seriously, check it out. Like, take a look. Uh, they announced the upcoming pack releases. Rubbed. And the bathroom got him. You hate to see it. You don't like tech. I'm gonna Yeah, I think it's I think he's gone. It was right before he was about to tell us when the pack releases were. It's uh, July thirty. <laughs> I I I I, 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 I okay. the space. Um all the info on the pack drop is up there. Um prices seem pretty reasonable. I I, I told him my reservation is I just don't like card games. So I'm stupid and I don't like thinking about playing them. But like, if the art's good enough, fuck it. I'll gamble on anything. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. I was real time buying fame ladies and putting them into this pool because someone just said free alpha. Getting that R. <laughs> how many? How many did you put? How many are in there now? Because there was seven. Like Twenty. There's twenty now, so it's it's almost three X. Yeah, D's. Do you have a watercolor? I have one of every curated project. Oh, you do. Because there's a sick one at point nine nine. That is definitely not going to stay at 0.99 for very long. Yeah, it's tough with art blocks because I'm like so front loaded on early stuff and I don't have a lot of the late stuff. I have a few Fidenzas though. That I, got, I got lucky there because I just bought what I liked the day they came out when they were all under one ETH. Damn, dude. I still need to get one. I need to sell one of these like rare cats. Then I'm, that's probably what I'm gonna get. I feel like your your first Fidenza, your first Ringer, first Singularity, Squiggle, they all feel different. Does I Clark on stage have two cats? Does he have a cat inside of his cat? Am I saying that right? Yeah, it's like a cat within a cat. <laughs> I just noticed that. I like wasn't. He's been on stage for a while, and I didn't realize the cat was inside the cat till just now. We call him the Admiral Aquatic Hot Dog. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> a very buoyant hot dog. The thing with the, the R blocks is crazy because, like, I, I really did fuck up with this. Like, I should have just I, – I bought, like, one squiggle, and then I just went nuts on, like, all the other R blocks, and I should have just bought all squiggles. Like, I would have been so much better off if that's what I did. And, like, I understood the thesis at the, at the, at the time. I was just being an idiot. 
you know, man, don't be too hard on yourself. We, we all, we all being in this space have stories like that, you know, just like, cool. Like lesson learned. What's the next big opportunity? Yeah, sure. Cause you know, yeah. there are ones coming up. You're also making something from like the proceeds of what you sell and you're turning it oh, into yeah, maybe yeah. like an ape or something. So the Delta overall, probably yeah, I mean, pretty close to negligible. Up. They're still going. Up, like, <laughs> yeah. Like not at the rate of squiggles. Like if, if my sure. art box were denominated yeah. in squiggles, like I'm underperforming drastically <laughs> and I'm an idiot. Yeah. They're up over a hundred X from mint price. That just feels insane. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I think, I think what happened was Hunter and I were in the same situation and like the floor was like 0.4. And then I was like, Oh word, like I'm going to buy a bunch of these tomorrow. And then I woke up and the floor was 0.8 and I was like, Oh fuck. And then I only bought one. Cause I was like, Oh, maybe it'll go back down. And then it just never went back down. Yeah, I feel like, you know, like the art blocks, like collector demographic is like very distinct from most projects. Like, I don't think there are like nearly as many flippers um, and people are hardcore. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about the um, the art blocks gallery showing in like some obscure part of the Southwest. Marfa, Texas. Marfa. Marfa, there you go. It's like, apparently, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, like. That sounds pretty cool. Like, I, you know, it's a bit of an epic drive, like three hours from the nearest airport. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe it's worth it. And then someone in the space was like, yeah, dude, you better move fast. Like the whole town is already sold out. And I was like, what? Who? How is that possible? Who, who, you know, how many like art blocks fanatics are there? Turns out there are Shit, quite a few. So I'm, am I fucked if I still want to go but don't have anything booked? Dees, we could uh, we, well, let's uh, we could rent like a big SUV and set up one of those big uh, two room tents. <laughs> a tent? I think that might be our best bet. <laughs> I'm not sleeping in a fucking tent. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm really I'm at the point where you know if if what they're saying is true, like I might have to like rent an RV or something. Fuck, I might not even go then. That sounds horrible for me. I, I thought it would be like, I didn't mind the drive the more I thought about it. But like, if it's all sold out, that's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, I know. I'll, uh, I'm probably going to look into it a little more like in a few days. I'm super busy right now, but I'll let you know what I find. In fact, I'll, uh, I'll tweet about it. How about that? If, if you're interested in going to Marfa for the art blocks, uh, gallery showing? I don't know what it technically is. I guess it's just a gallery showing and maybe there'll be some special drop there. Um, yeah, just uh, DM me or follow me and I'll, I'll keep you in the loop. Yeah, alright, Farouk. Give us the uh, intel here. <laughs> I don't have any intel, y'all. I had to run it and host a quick clubhouse room for a um, network. And uh, they're, they're so you're telling me it wasn't it wasn't labeled we like the cats. They, unfortunately not. Uh, unfortunately sure. not. I had to run uh, from How that. Dare you show your face in here again? Bro. 
Sorry, guys. I guess you can block me and all that good stuff and keep me out of the room. And, and you your know, only job. You're not allowed to have any other job but to talk about the cats, dude. And if you talk about anything other than the oh, cats, then actually, <laughs> I did that. So it was funny. So I'm in this like there's a thousand people in the room. The founder of High Snobiety was hosting the room. He has like five million followers on Clubhouse, whatever. And you have like the CEO oh, of, of network and stuff. And then he goes, and then he's like, "Yo, welcome Farouk to the stage." You know, can you talk to maybe, you know, how this space is, you know, popping right now? I'm like, well, just so I was like, well, and then that's my intro. I'm like, well, I was just playing cool cats off the floor right now because they're on fire. And, <laughs> <laughs> and a second later, he's texting me while he's hosting. And he's like, yo, what cats? And I'm like sending him, like, bro, catch these right. He's like, oh, I already have them. I'm like, all right, good, good. You better have the cats. So we're repping the cats everywhere we go. There's the alpha. Yeah, there were some big buys. There was a couple seven ETH buys. Um, um, Alan bought a Alan bought a eight point nine, I think almost nine ETH. Ah, uh, uh, we got him. We he, got him. He got the Bob Ross one too. Those are crazy. Yeah, I was like arguing with him the other day. But the thing cat. with those, you can't put your punk in there because hiding the Bob Ross thing defeats the purpose of the rarity of that uh, i see what you're saying you would ha- you would basically have to like photoshop the bob ross part out of it commission an artist to make bob ross and your punk like a mashup or or bob ross could be painting the punk oh maybe that's what he was thinking with that big that's incredible time. i'm gonna tell alan that right now because that is like big brain right there The black and yellow hoodies. Uh, yo, starting geez, to get I just up. want to say, since I started coming to your spaces, I think I've spent 30 grand on NFTs. And, <laughs> and, 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 and so, <laughs> I'm fucking not kidding you. And <laughs> so you're starting to cost me a lot of money, but, but I like it. I like the vibes and we like the cats. <laughs> it's not costing you black money. It's yellow. not going to zero. Yes, oh, no, we're, we're, we're good. I mean that in a great way because that's going to 10x and then I'm going to take you out to a crazy wagyu <laughs> steak dinner, champagne, everything you want in a bit. Yeah, we got to <laughs> do some like like NFC uh, or NFT NYC. We got to do some like ridiculous shit. Oh, yeah, we got to. We, we got to we we blow some smash money. Like a yeah. Mastro's or a Nobu or something and just go crazy and we're going to ape into sushi. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or like a steakhouse or something. But by then, we'll have no more USD, so we're going to ask them if they accept cats or, like, Dogecoin. <laughs> Sir, do you accept Ether or cats or what's, <laughs> what's good with this restaurant? But they would make so much more money, these five-star restaurants, uh, having a, a, a thing, accepting Bitcoin or Ethereum. Like, they would just, I mean, you'd be stupid to buy, you know, Sir, can I, Ethereum. Sir, can I pay uh, NFTX uh, cat liquidity pool tokens or what, what's going on? Cool cat roulette for the bill. <laughs> Sir, uh, I will allow you to use my NFT as your avatar on Twitter for 90 days. I'm going to dump my watch and get an Apple Watch just so I can put my punk on there. I think I genuinely think that come in the next like in the next months, uh, you know how like all the rappers are buying Richard Millie's to like to flex like a punk is going to be the new like big flex as soon as it hits uh, like the scene like that. Yeah, I've been saying that. Like, I think that the punk is the Richard Millie and, and like the ape is like a nice Rolex. It's like a sky dweller or whatever. And um, I guess the cats would be like a Hublot or some shit. Like, there's just like levels, just like there's levels in, in the watch game. I mean, it's the same yeah. thing. I can't exactly. wait to just insulted the cats like that. Dude. Yeah, that's an insult. Right, AP, I was about whatever. to say, Sorry. I was about to say like, yo, you can't please don't 
dumb. Don't be like, calling Hugo, cats a hero. They're all yeah. more baguette. All right. No, I would now? say the punks are Patek. Patek, and yes. Then all right. The the apes of Rolex does make sense now considering this five eighth floor. And what these? What are we thinking for the cats? Like maybe just like a two door or something. Two door because they're like the next Rolex something. But I don't know. <laughs> two door. What? We need Bro, two door. We need tr- trill for the here. cats. No, you just said that they were Pateks. What? There's a huge gap there. Sorry, my girlfriend's trying to drag me to the gym, but we like the cats. Yeah, definitely need to sacrifice your health for this uh, nonsense. Bro, what if I leave the gym right now for an hour and I miss a, dri- a drop, I miss a mint? What am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, I just don't know. Like, what was someone... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, wasn't someone mentioning like something about rabbits? <laughs> Some rabbit trap just is coming up in like, the next <laughs> yeah, the reveal. Like, hour. I think oh, I saw already, they already minted out. I read some crazy photo on the rabbits this morning. I forgot what it was. I, I guess we'll find out. Like, I'm assuming that people will start posting them if the reveal's happening. I think Gindy knows about the rats. He's coming on stage here. The rats or the rabbits? The rabbits. <laughs> I think they just revealed them. I actually just looked it up and, and they're all re- revealed. What is it called? Yeah. Yeah, well, um, well, well, we're waiting for this this uh, rabbit alpha though. I want to run run a plan past you guys. <laughs> I have this idea. This is this is my super high alpha, just most giga brain strat that I've ever come up with for NFTs. So I'm I'm like a trash person. Nobody likes me. My personal brand is garbage. <laughs> so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna change my profile pic to a punk that I don't own, but but I want to, and that's gonna drive down its price, and then I'll buy it. So, what do you guys think of that? Is that going to work? Depends on the owner of the punk. It needs to be someone who would be triggered by that. You should get it. If you want to really piss the people off, you get a funk, fam. Dude, you don't want to get on the uh, that the poser blacklist that we, we've got, you know, hidden away. Speaking of Does funk, that though. Exist? I mean, like, Larva Labs is enforcing... You know, it's DMCA rights. It wouldn't surprise me if the community is like, "Look, you can't flex if you don't actually have it." That's that's actually kind of cool. But what do you what do you think about forty one fifty six? Like trading a punk for a funk? Oh, I saw that. Wait, what? Forty one fifty six is trading a punk for a funk, straight up. Is it is it an ape funk? No, no, he he no, it's an it's an ape funk. Yeah, this guy wrote this like. Yeah, what, that's what, everyone, everyone, this guy, this guy, like waxed poetic for ten Here. tweets in his thread, and then forty one fifty six was like, "Oh yeah, I'll trade you for this." I just, I just uh, floor for an ape. Yeah, he's giving. Uh, so basically, he put a, a tweet out a few days ago saying, "So before the <laughs> one, I just, I just, uh, I, 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 I just pinned the the tweet he's referring to." But a couple days ago, he said, "I'll trade a floor, a punk." So he posted the punk saying four eight something. And then he'll say, uh, for like, you know, a funk. And so he said, show me your collections. And then like a bunch of people trying flex, started flexing their funk collection. Like there was a lot of crazy stuff. And then this guy wrote a whole thread about it. And then uh, 4156, um, you know, said, yeah, I'll trade with you. But now the person has yet to accept, I think, right? Because I, I think his last tweet, the last tweet of the thread was saying, yeah, but I wouldn't trade. So I don't know what happened yet. 
it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. People were like fawning over this tin tweet thing about like, oh, what a story he's written about his funk. Like, and he was like, oh, how can yeah, I he not make memes you? and everything? I mean, good for good for that guy for for the the hustle though. I mean, he. I mean, it kind of was. What he I just like, that, I can't right? believe people were so impressed by it. I mean, but that was like that was like the big brain thing to do was like when those when those finally like first came out, just buy all the apes, and then like just wait. Right? Well, evidently he minted. He evidently his story goes he minted the funk of forty one fifty six. So it was like this stars aligned moment for him. And then he did sort of tease at the end that he was not going to trade the forty one fifty six funk for a floor punk. That is very well. Actually, no, I shouldn't say it's stupid because I don't know what's going to happen with the price action with that. But going back to your main question, like opinion wise, look, forty one fifty six rightfully bought all his punks, and he's extremely exposed. And you know what? If he wants to send a message doing it, then I respect it. You know, it's to me, it's like you. You paid it with your like if these wants to get anything wants with any of his NFTs like I right, do it because like absolutely yeah you know you paid for it you want like the dude who burnt his freaking punk and like is flexing it first of all it's one less in the supply and second of all well it's yours so if you want to burn it go ahead burn it be my guest yeah I I, I agree I mean I definitely yeah shouts would Rob not Nash. do that but <laughs> like it is what it is if if you want to go ahead and do that that's on you I guess. I do I think it shows, like, I'm, I'm sort of of two minds about it from, like, a legal standpoint, right? I think that Larva Labs enforcing IP is fundamentally contradictory to some of the, you know, uh, the cypherpunk, crypto-anarchist roots of the space. Um, but also, you know, I, I think people should have, on a more natural level, like, a, a, people should have the right to protect the fruits of their labor. And so I'm a little bit split on that. And I think that the ultimate solution there is to make sure that somebody fucking builds a truly censorless NFT marketplace. Like the fact that OpenSea complied with Larva Labs requests tells me that there's a, a real yeah, potential market you're so right on that. For, for a place where, you know, people can sort of be crazy and make funks and do whatever the fuck they want. Um, but also, you know, more places that are a little bit more above board. Um, they, those should exist too. I think there's space for both, but it's clear that we need the one right now. Uh, yeah, if OpenSea is so taking true. down funks, we need the, uh, we, we need, we need the uncensorable marketplace. Yeah, I mean, it, it just shows product market fit for the decentralized ex exchange of NFTs. Like that's, that's literally what it is. The one interesting thing that I would say is that the cats face the opposite direction because Klon is left-handed. Yes. So fun fact. <laughs> So I think that that is kind of an interesting component in, in this whole thing. And other fun fact, he's colorblind. Really? Yep. He's, well, I hosted him on Clubhouse. I just texted him. I said, it's time we get on Spaces all together again, just so you know the Spaces gang can just hear from them, especially with this collab. But um, yeah, he's colorblind, bro. And the guy who these you had on your Spaces the first night, I remember he made me, you and him pretty much made me buy my cats. Um, uh, he's part of the team. Actually, he was picking the background images because Klon is uh, colorblind, actually. So adds to it. I think that's why they're that blue because you can see the color and all that. That's kind of funny. I know it's the same thing. Uh, people always wonder why does Facebook have that weird uh, bluish palette and that's because it's one of the few colors Mark Zuckerberg can see. So <laughs> the fact that the cats and Facebook are both blue they have the same kind of color blindness. That that must be good, right? If the founder of Cats 
like is uh, got the same uh, vision problems as Zuckerberg, like that's got to be bullish. Right, but they're both, they're both essentially lizard. social networks. Zuckerberg is a lizard. Zuckerberg is a lizard, but that's another conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. What do you do though when a totally decentralized thing people start putting up like child porn, but you just have to let it go? That already uh, exists yeah, on Bitcoin. This happened a few years ago. Um it was an artist actually. He um uh, uh, did a Bitcoin transaction where in the metadata it included a link to child porn. And that was like, he was testing these boundaries. Like, uh, look, uh, the, the thing about decentralized networks, you know, <laughs> you have to take the good with the bad if you believe in them. Yeah, I think that's, you know, pretty disturbing, but good point. Um, and I think you know, people are like, yeah, yeah, let's get like decentralized marketplaces. And I get the aesthetic, but like, you know, it's, uh, it's like the, I don't know if you guys read Slate Star Codex, but he has this post where he's like, you know, if you're like, you know, we tolerate everyone, including witches, what you get is like one principled libertarian and like a hundred thousand witches. And, uh, like what that means in this case is like, you know, like, yeah, if, if it is truly like, you know, anarchy, you can put any kind of copyright infringement up and like, you know, people are, you know, it's outside of any kind of jurisdiction that could take it out. Well, it's also going to get the reputation of like a place where like, you know, yeah, there is child porn and whatever kind of other awful stuff, which, you know, as a buyer, like you need to think about like, if you start transacting with that network, like that's something that is forever going to be on your wallet history. Is that something that you want? Yeah, not even transacting, just browsing through the homepage and there it is and it's cookies and you've now committed a felony, right? Yeah, I mean, these people have been thinking about this stuff for a while, right? I, I do think that ultimately the way NFTs go mainstream is on the platforms where uh, people can enforce their IP rights, where, you know, a DMCA takedown is enforceable. Um, but if, you know, this space, for, for it to truly be what it's supposed to, you do need that, uh, um, that alternative that's fully decentralized. And if you're going to be interacting with it, like, you know, many truly decentralized marketplaces on the dark web, uh, you need to have reasonably good OPSEC. I think that that's where a lot of innovation happens, like, you know, you don't, there's so many benefits to this tech and one of them is uh, 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 permi permissionlessness, um, the fact that people can iterate on top of one another. Like you want these things, not just because they're uncensorable, but because they push the space forward. If we ever do get that fully decentralized marketplace, I think that's where, you know, uh, a lot of the visionaries will head because, you know, that's, that's where you can do the most interesting things. Um, but yeah, if you're going to be playing with it ever, these are good points. Make sure, uh, you know, I'm behind 10 proxies. You can't get to me. But how do you expect the like high-end art market to come in and take it seriously if you just have to be wading through like just knee-deep and fucking trash spam bullshit, you know? Like it... It needs to be well, somewhat there, there curated, will be, and like there will always be a space for curated platforms. Like I don't, I don't think that a decentralized exchange 
of NFTs is going to like get rid of OpenSea. I think that there's enough space in the marketplace for, for both things to have market share. So it's not like one or the other. It's like both will exist at the same time. I don't think yeah. yeah, that's that's exactly right. And think about too, like how many how many marketplaces exist just because they're performing a kind of user experience, user interface arbitrage on OpenSea. OpenSea is kind of a trash UI UX platform. Like Super Rare wouldn't exist without it. Um, like Chrome Origin. Like a, a lot of these marketplaces are just catering to a different clientele, right? And I think that uh, uh, one of the things that's missing in the marketplace of marketplaces is um, a completely uncensorable uh, OpenSea equivalent. I'm not. I'm not so convinced that it's a completely garbage platform because it depends on what you're comparing it to. Like my analogous comparison is to eBay, and in terms of like trading things on eBay, like it is easily a 10x better than that in terms of liquidity and like instantaneous settlement and like just everything like it's 10 X better than eBay. Like there's no logistical issues. So I, I don't know. I don't, I definitely don't think that it's garbage. I think that it has problems, but that's just because we're early. And, you know, I don't think the fact that it has, is like, you know, UI problems that has nothing to do with the fact that it's decentralized or centralized. Um, it's just, you know, you can fix those things, whether it's centralized, like there's no limitation with UI. You can go above and beyond and do whatever you want. And if you have it completely decentralized, a lot of artists wouldn't really wouldn't really sell their stuff uh, on there as, as they shouldn't because, you know, you don't have the right to keep your IP. Like, um, you know, like people are going to copy your stuff and uh, if big powerful players uh, get in behind their back, then, you know, they can just sell. Don't tell me oh, you got right. It's actually Rugged. centralized because the big powerful <laughs> players control it. Rugged again. We don't uh, like the tech. We don't like the tech. We don't like yeah, the I just I'm I that's not a compelling argument to me to the to the extent that again, who's gonna be transacting on this hypothetical uh, fully decentralized, fully permissionless, fully uncensorable platform? It's not people who give a shit Same about people on Silk Road. Yeah, they they don't care about enforcing meat space or real world IP rights. Like fuck those lawyers. Like they can eat shit. Code is law. I minted a one of one piece of art from my address, and somebody buys it. Like that's that is the only provenance you need. You don't need a bunch of paperwork to prove that. Um, this is one of the things that actually, like, I think people overlook with NFTs, like why it's so fucking uncomfortable that Larva Labs is enforcing, uh, you know, legacy legal claims as opposed to simply, you know, letting uh, uh, the fact that it's all on chain. You know, we know that a funk is a funk. We know that it's not uh, uh, the quote unquote real crypto punks, but they still feel the need. It's almost as if they don't believe in the tech. And that's that's what's distressing to me. Like if if you know uh, anybody what's knows the, 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 the story of the Ella, Isabella the Stewart Gardner it? Museum. But uh, isn't, no, I don't uh, think there he's saying the tech behind the funks. I think he's saying the tech as in like Ethereum and like decentralized, um, like the decentralized ethos. And like, does Larva Labs believe in these things? Because 
what at what they're doing speaks otherwise. Does it though? Like does like and so does 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 it speak to their don't um, like the tech or the counter argument would it would be instead of that would be that I think individual punk it makes individual punk owners rethink what they actually own. Not that they don't like the tech. I think it would be more that. But, but I, I think I think what Andrew's original point was that it's like it's not really cypherpunk to constantly be like bringing up all of this legal shit. It's like the opposite. Um, I and I think that there there is valid arguments on both sides. So I, I don't really know yeah, where I stand. There is. No, it's 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 confusing. Like because there, there is a valid arguments on both sides. Like yeah, okay, it's my punk. Technically, I should be doing what I want. But there's the other argument, which is like, well, you could see like it was devised. Some people are like, well they're taking too long to act, to react, they're not doing anything. But when, when they're doing something, it's like, oh, but why did you do it? And that's where I stand. I'm like, I don't know where I stand exactly other than, yeah, I'm not surprised it's gone. And you know what? They're protecting my investment. So, but that's from an owner's perspective. But, but are they though? Because like a lot well, of Well, you people- have to protect your trademark in US law, right? Like if you don't, if there's people using your your, your trademark, and like the crypto punk trademark, and you don't enforce your trademark, then you can actually lose it. But then again, do I, yeah. you need to do that? I don't know. So I don't I, really know. I agree, These, but are, like I, I think that there's me. a lot of um, yeah. I think that there's a lot of crypto native people that value the cypherpunk, like like values basically. So those people are a little bit more hesitant to jump into punks when all this like like uh, legal nonsense is going on, right? I mean, so there's, there's, again, there's arguments where it, it makes the value go up and then there's arguments where it makes the value go down. And I, I honestly am like 50, 50 on this. I don't know what's actually going to happen. Dees, what do you think? I'm really curious to hear about your, your thoughts. Man, can, what, what, <laughs> I'm like half zoned out, pet my cat. You want my thoughts on exactly <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you petting like your, your screen, like your cool cat or an actual cat? Man, no, I, I have an animal. <laughs> We like I'm on the couch so. right now with the cat. Yeah. But like your thoughts on like the whole like crypto funk, I guess, Larva Lab, DMCA, takedown, the, the argument for, like, argument against type of conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I said it before in another space, but I'm not super passionate about it. I don't have a very well-informed opinion. Um, in my personal opinion, I don't think it really like hurts punks. Like I don't, the people who think it's it, like fucks punks, I don't think they're right um at the end of the day like if i owned like a cause collectible i couldn't then take the cause collectible and fucking use it as my new brand and like make that mine like i don't own the copyright to that and that's like how i look at the punks like it doesn't really matter most owners don't really give a shit i think and um the people who are making a big deal about it are kind of like what i would call like patent trolls of like nfts (laughs) I think that there's enough people that don't care to buy them up than there is that do care that will sell them. And that's probably all that matters because then the price will just stay at equilibrium anyway. That's because of the mentality in Web 3.0 and like, I guess more crypto natives. And I am not a crypto native. So I, that's why sometimes I approach it from a more mainstream approach. And then I try to learn from your space. But like, um, it's like, more crypto natives are less into the whole DMCA takedown enforcing law, uh, deplatforming, all that stuff. And it's more of a let the people 
handle it. No? So that's, I, yeah, is, like that, is that why more crypto native yeah. people will more be like, oh, it's whack, right? Well, I think, I think crypto, I mean, really stemming from Bitcoin is like, leans very libertarian in, in its values, right? And, and those values are essentially just like, let the free market decide what, what happens. So I don't know. I, I think that that's what we're going to find out. Good afternoon. What's yeah, up, like with regards to punks, with regards to punks in particular, it just seems like, you know, they they did what I would call a classic crypto thing. They released the product. They built a fanatical uh, a community around that product. Uh, well, to what degree did they do this, or was it unintentional? But that's your moat in crypto. It's all on chain. They launched it. They sold it. They have an on chain marketplace. Um, you know, there, there are third party alternatives to that marketplace. This is a thriving classic crypto project. And the fact that they need to enforce, you know, uh, 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 things against funks that it almost implies to me a lack of understanding of the space because somebody who, you know, believed in, in what they've built wouldn't need to do that. Those are old world tools being applied to new world technologies, web three technologies, and that's really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like the opposite and, um, of what you would expect somebody that early into this to do, basically, is what you're saying. I'm actually wondering. Exactly. What happened with the, I'm trying to find them. Yeah, there they are. Remember the, it's literally BinanceCryptoPunks.co. Like that's literally, and it's a Binance logo and it says CryptoPunks at the top. And it's literally the copy paste, like replica, not even one tiny 0.1% changed and then we also saw the solana punks like i remember i have a buddy he's not native to the space like yo 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 i just bought a bunch of these solana punks i think they're gonna blow up what do you think i'm like bro no way i'm like try to exit that as soon as you can because it's not and he didn't know better though right so he didn't think got got why are these not down that i'm wondering about that is it because it's another chain so is the real issue that they were on the same chain like it, it just came to my mind I forgot about those. What the? You mean the funks versus the the no? Go look punk at copies on the other chains. Yeah, like punk copies on other chains are living. Uh, they're still there, and I mean they're bigger companies than I mean it's Binance, right? But still, it's the same take. It should be. I mean, it's literally, they're called. They didn't even copy. Like they literally still called them crypto punks. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, we. I mean, we saw this. A really good kind of segue is like what happened with Uniswap V three, where they had like a, a licensing agreement so that Binance couldn't just clone Uniswap like they did with V2 and just deploy it on uh, BSC. So, I mean, I don't know how this is all going to play out and I don't know like what the best answer is. I think that, I think that we're going to see a bunch of experiments play out and I, uh, like some things are going to work and some things aren't going to work. I think the funks, like the narrative behind them seems to be like, oh, this is the decentralized version of punks. Which I mean, if that if that does get traction, like the the price will go up, irrespective of whether you agree or disagree. Like, if enough people believe in that narrative and the consensus opinion is like, yeah, these are the decentralized punks, like they're gonna go up and die. That's interesting. I wish we had a turn up here. Now I'm curious about those Binance crypto punks, because does that mean only if it's on Ethereum? I don't, I don't know. What do you mean? Pardon? 
what, what was your question about the Binance thing? Because the Binance CryptoPunks have been here longer and they're still active. Than the Funks, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I, there's still a lot of liquidity on Binance Smart Chain, right? So it's just like people just doing nonsense. And also like Binance has like insane marketing. Like they have like really good distribution. So, you know, and people love to play like Ponzi games on, on Binance Smart Chain. So yeah, I mean, that, that just is what it is, I think. I don't know what the long value is going to be, but. Maybe I was wrong about making fun of that dude who was um, declining to get a floor punk for his funk. Apparently, a funk just sold for like twelve ETH today. What? Yeah, um, I mean, the, the narrative of decentralized punks, I think, is a strong one. Like, irrespective of whether you agree or disagree with it. Wow. Yeah, and if if you believe in some of this on-chain stuff, um, what this means is that funks are now emerging as this kind of uh, anti-establishment punk fork like uh, in trying to do this enforcement of rights they might have paradoxically weakened their own brand yeah, it's, it's like sushi swap value to the it's literally the same thing this is like a super crypto like esque thing to happen where do you find the funks now that they're not on that um oh, they have their website okay yo are you just about to go buy a bunch of these things no i'm just i'm just <laughs> curious where you see the 12 you still i'm not i don't want any actually i, I no, but uh, I'm just going off. I'm actually I'm looking at Twitter now. I'm trying to verify it. It was 11.2 ETH. Wow. Someone's saying for um, Funk Ape 2243. I'm I'm trying to look at the Ether scan now. Damn. I searched Twitter inside Twitter. It does. I mean, I'm looking at. There's an Ether scan transaction here that looks legit for that. Wow. Twenty-one thousand dollars for a. For a funk. Damn. Which one is it? It says it's ape. Hold on, let me go back. Yeah, it's gotta be an ape. It says it's sure. ape twenty two forty three. That's the tweet that I'm seeing here. A couple a couple different people had tweeted it. I mean this market does trade like not just in NFTs, but just the the like regular crypto market in general. A lot of these assets do trade on narratives. And that is a strong, it's a pretty strong narrative. And if it catches on, like I could see it getting some traction and it clearly has already. Yeah, I think um, the Anon powered team, uh, Coin Alchemist, DK Klein, uh, all those guys, I'm pretty sure they're working right now on a fully decentralized, uncensorable um, NFT marketplace. And at the time, their goal was to do it for. Um, uh, sort of financially focused NFTs, uh, option platform positions or Uniswap v3 positions. But the the more I'm thinking about it, and as this conversation goes on, and if funks continue to um, blow up just because Larva Labs hates them and wants to eradicate them, then you know <laughs> perhaps their uh, their NFT marketplace won't be a financial one. It'll just turn into a uh, the the fully decentralized OpenSea. Interesting. Yo, Chan, what's what's good, bro? What are you doing? We have got the curated art blocks open sea feed up. Um, just vibing super hard. Did you see the fifty ETH Fidenza sale? Oh yeah. I actually just picked up an algorithm because I was algorithmless until now. I still don't have one of those. 
Did you buy mine? Because someone bought one of mine. I literally like just now bought it. Oh no, right never mind. It wasn't you. Then. Yeah, Chana, I just bought another uh, black and yellow hoodie. This dude had it listed yeah. like under the floor, like point six. So ridiculous! These hoodies are sick. He sold it at a loss instead of just waiting like three hours. Like <laughs> I don't understand what these people are doing. Couldn't be me. Ghost. Whoever guy mentioned responded early. to me. The guy from Ghost says he doesn't do spaces because he doesn't want to dox his voice. He only does text. Ooh, can you ask him a question and, like, read it out or something if he's available? I don't know if he's in the, uh, he's not space. I can ask if he can join the space and then type. Like, stay as a listener. Well, the the Cool Cat floor is point sixty four. I just bought that shit and just immediately listed it for an ETH bar. Fuck that guy. <laughs> this is a terrific day to be an art blocks collector, an art blocks maxi. Always is. Whoever mentioned earlier that you could have Bob Ross painting the punk, I mean, that was obviously a killer idea, but you could also have him painting any art blocks, I guess, if you could get one of those on there. Oh, that's a dope <laughs> idea, too. Wiggle. Yeah. Yes. What do you guys think uh, on that topic of like just the general notion of like it, it kind of feels like there's like one of ones in the Cool Cats collection. Like the Bob Ross is like a one of one, but it's embedded in a collection. I think it's pretty cool. And I, I think it's honestly maybe like the the best way of doing one of ones. But I don't know if you guys think of it in that way. I mean, yeah, it doesn't still matter. But you're right. It's like a one one within a highly liquid collection. Yeah, I feel like, you know, it's like people talk about sort of like the, the artistic value of one one sort of the historical like mechanism that they use commentary to, you know, whatever. That we, if you know what one ones are useful for, you know what they're useful for. I personally am not the biggest one one person, but... Suffice to say, I love collectibles, and it'd be interesting to to see like you know like how far collectible set creators could kind of you know sort of blend the two. Where you know it's like with a you know imagine Beeple did like a, a collectible set um, of you know Buzz Lightyears with nipples or something. <laughs> And uh, he, you know, but like embedded some like pretty powerful one of ones in there. What, uh, you know, I don't know. I wonder how those would do. Would they become like more liquid than just a simple one of one? Yeah, I will say that I do think we will see more uh, renowned artists get into editions of like any sort of project. You know, the high high edition size, not just like an edition of their own, but like collab and. It's like a contrast to sort of like the quote-unquote fiber artists we've seen in a lot of these projects. Um, I think if, if an artist wanted to and that was their, their MO or whatever, they could step in and do a really high edition piece, you know, whether it's randomized or not or whatever, but I think it's probably inevitable that that starts to happen now. The, the One of the things that I most enjoy about uh, uh, this sort of question of a one of one within a larger project is how those uh, community rarity guides try and grapple with them, right? I think a lot of people have been experimenting with these things, you know, Forgotten Wizards, Rune Cult, they had their one headless wizard. 
Um, but you could argue that even though that's a one of one, um, there are other wizards out there that are quote unquote more rare because they have a, a combination of traits, right? And it was the same thing with Meebits. There's the double snout um, uh, pig one versus, uh, you know, one a translucent one that had the shorts or whatever. I think, I think there's, uh, um, like, the market's still trying to figure that out. And even the, the gigabrains who put together the rarity tables, they don't know how you should approach these things. And so uh, just collectors are weirdos, right? And what do they value? I think that's ultimately um, what's where we're going to find out what, uh, like what's more important. You know, where's the crazy autistic dude with hundreds and hundreds of ETH going to throw his money? That's how we know if uh, the combination of traits versus the one of one is the most important. It's whoever buys what. I mean, that's the difference between some of these projects is that these community rarity guys they aren't really that gigabrained in the sense that they're just a statistical, you know, how, how likely are these traits to be together? And then they rank them based on that. And if your project is simply aesthetic based and maybe that has some merit, but like you said, for the wizards, like there's, there's something deeper going on there with the utility, future utility people don't know, just judging a wizard based on, you know, statistical probability of traits occurring is, is pretty stupid. And I think it's short-sighted. And I think a lot of people are getting, too caught up with the community rarity tools and valuing stuff solely based on that. And it's coming from a flipper standpoint rather than like a long-term collector standpoint, which is fine. So true. People, people need to realize that it's like, it's not the end all be all for aesthetics, you know, like there's statistically a lot more punk hoodies than, you know, another trade, but they they fetch a premium just because of their aesthetic. It's not everything is a numbers game. I wonder if that's a sign of more mature, um, projects and markets then that uh, the, the community sort of collectively decides on traits that they put a premium on because they think it's more pleasing. Whereas, you know, those rarity guides, like you said, those are really for the flippers in day two and day three of a project. Launch. I mean, the, a great example of this, not to like show my bag, but like a great example of this is the squirtle glasses, right? Like it's a 2% trait. There's a lot of 1% traits that are going for much less than the squirtle glasses just because the community has gravitated towards that trait, irrespective of, of the rarity. And if anybody wants to buy my waifus, I have a very rare one <laughs> where all the colors match. It's incredibly pleasing, buy have? my waifus. <laughs> I don't actually have that many. It's just my favorite joke, <laughs> buy my waifus. Damn, I was sweeping the uh, floor of the rabbits reveal, like before it revealed totally, I was using the API. Somebody scooped a tattoo one. We were like gas wars on it and he won it, unfortunately. What is, what is the full name of the project? Rabbit College Club. College Club. All right, I'm gonna look at these now. Oh shit. Oh, they did the Naruto thing, but it's rabbits. We we don't like the rabbits. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I do I do think that like each of the zodiac animals is gonna have a successful project. Like, I just think that that's obvious. So, which zodiac animal are we doing? Hold on, I gotta Google this. Well, we already did the cats and the apes. 
We don't have the 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 crabs for cancer sign. Oh my god, and everything's like consolidating right now. How has somebody not done the crabs? Dragons. Consolidate. Yeah, I would like to see dragons. Dragons. Yo, gang, I just have a quick question. I'm, I'm curious, all because you guys have been in the space longer. Um, traits versus, you know, what people think. Have you guys looked at the effects of, like, shilling or the community following or one of the larger people getting into a project? Whether you like it or not, how much can these people move the markets on these projects? I mean, the best example I have and the closest uh, in terms of the date, we discussed it here, I think, yesterday, but when Gary V got into uh, the Fame fem- Lady Squad at uh, the other night, I think it was like, like 12 p.m., 11.50 something. Anyways, he tweeted late, late, late. And he said, I just got into two projects I liked and then confirmed in the comments that he had bought that, that lady. The floor went from 0. 0.00, 0.07 to 0. 0.14. I went to bed and like eight hours later, it's, it's 0.14. So you're looking at 100% rise because of a, an influencer, right? So also early apes when, so that's another good example actually, because that's arguably one of the more successful projects when Pranksy and Jimmy aped into the apes, uh, no pun intended, but Pranksy got like 1250. So 12.5% of the supply and Jimmy got uh, 420. Um, and then Blau got like a 33 of them or something like that. That also pushed, right? So I think it definitely, there is data to show that it's, whether people like a project or not, depending on certain people buying it, it can uh, completely take off. But then the cats showed another example, kind of counter example at the beginning where they all sold out and it was going crazy without necessarily a mega push. But again, I assume that these spaces and like other people buying them and pushing them and putting a punk on the TV and this and that did push the project a bit, right? Not that that was the intention. You guys know what that <laughs> was for the rabbits? 0.02. People are just waiting for confirmation. Like, you know, like people throw darts and then if they see that people wallet watch and it, it happens, yeah, people just throw darts and they wait for one of them to hit and then it gives them conviction that, you know, somebody more prominent is buying them, like, happens with DC a lot, like whatever DC buys, people will go and ape. Um, a lot of other prominent people too. There's, I can name a bunch, but I'm not gonna, I mean, people it's just will like all a watch. Reward thing, right? It's just like yeah. the, the risk is lower when you see prominent people on the cap table for something. Well, because why would they buy it if they know they have a rep? Like Gary knows he's being wallet watched and he knows what happens when he promotes a project. His intentions for sure not to to like pump the project, but indirectly he knows it's gonna happen. So I'm sure he's careful, and therefore you can go by theory that if he gets it, there is this, and that's um, that's my opinion. But I, I think Gary know. also understood the base thesis of the of the ladies, which is that they're ladies, yeah. And we don't have that many successful uh, women uh, geared. Dude, it's the only, it's the first it's, it's the first simple one. thesis. It's the first one. It's the first time. It's three female. Remember the yesterday we talked about it with Jim. Like, it's the first one. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's just, it's as simple as that. Like, the art looks pretty cool, and it's, you know, some girls that are working on the project, and, like, women like them. And, you know, that there's a huge there's a huge market opportunity for that. And Gary, Gary's success also uh, sort of revolves around people like Gary doing Gary things. 
Right. No, I'm kidding. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, I wrote when the uh, when the bonsai launch happened, and everybody was super. That I um I did this big expose. It didn't make any sense to me that in this was before like a uh, uh, 10k projects or profile pick projects really had the renaissance i think maybe the bonsais were, were too early. was what actually yeah. yeah they were they yeah. were exactly well, no they off. yeah and they sold out in literally 42 minutes or something like it was it was within a half hour to that 45 that was the first thing i meant to i didn't think <laughs> congrats <laughs> you probably did okay but um i that 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 seemed off to me as a journalist. And so I spent all afternoon uh, looking into it, going after it, assuming that it was an influencer pump and dump. Like I went into that, like Pranksy, I'm going to fucking end this guy's career. I, he's the best. He's the greatest. I'm using it as an example. I'm going to end DC investors career. I'm going to find out who's behind this pump and how much they own and how much they're dumping on the community. And at the end of it, it's just like the thing, the thing worked. Like I, I, I brought in my on-chain analyst guy. I, I did some of that myself. I went through the entirety of the Discord. I talked to uh, the developers. And, and at the end of the day, this thing that I thought 100% had to be a scam, no, it just turns out people genuinely like it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what happened to me. Like I, I follow a bunch of people from DeFi. I have a DeFi list. And I saw like a bunch of people from DeFi like this post. And I was like, that looks really cool. ETH is going down and all my DeFi bags are like going to shit. I'm just going to trade back to ETH and start messing around with this these NFTs. And that's exactly what happened. And I still like the trees. At the, at the end of the day, though, it's as public and transparent as everything is. Like, obviously, people are going to burn your wallets, but it's up to you as the buyer. The responsibility is on you to do your own research and not get duped into the stuff. And if you do, then, you know, you, you kind of need to take a step back and realize that what you're doing is just sort of like uneducated gambling, which most of us do anyway. But if you don't, if you want to blame other people for that, that's, that's entirely the wrong mindset. Like you have to understand that but, nobody's holding a gun to your head and forcing you to take a transaction. Well, you know, Chanzer, I, I, though I agree with the DYR and do your own DDS as well, uh, you know, uh, take, I think we are in a space that's very new for most. Um, and I mean, five months ago, I did not know what an NFT was, FYI, but I'm really just since I saw the thing, I was I quit everything else I was doing for this. But most people might not have the time or the resources or this and that. And maybe they look to the people in here. Like a lot of people down in the audience right now are probably just learning about most of these projects. And we might uh, influence someone into buying a project and, uh, and it may turn out well for someone or may not. But I think in this space here, you're good if you're listening. But... Um, it's also, I think, a responsibility I mean, we, Chan of Chan and I have been be careful about risk management the whole time. Though. Yeah, like every day, we've been we've been you know really harping on the risk yep. management. Oh yeah, we, we're good at that. We're good, but some people are not. Yeah. But I think that it's also on top of the DIYs. Like, uh, I think it's also up to the proper voices in the space. This small, to uh, small amount of people for now to really take care of that too, and not you know, just you know, pitch just any bullshit project, whatever. I mean, definitely. Like, we have to regulate one another. Like, as community members, like, call out stuff when we see it. But I mean, again, it's just people sort of spend money they don't, they can't afford to spend, or they, you know, they're trying to hit the next 10x. Like, it's a lottery game, which you know, in some senses, it is. But again, like, it's at the end of the day, you have to be responsible for your own decisions. And 
a lot of people aren't really owning up to that fact. And it's, I mean, maybe there could be a disclaimer somewhere, but events, right. I mean, yeah. that's, that's why you see all these people get liquidated on a big red candle. In yeah. Because they're exactly. all, they all like overexpose themselves because they think it's just going to go up only where in reality it is going to go up only, but you have to zoom out and it's volatile in the short term. As, as a beginner though, I mean, like even with NFTs separate from trading regular crypto, like you've got to make some mistakes first. I mean, like talking about it's difficult for new people, like especially when you come in, you see someone like Pranksy. I mean, that's that was the first person I found when I started looking at NFTs. You look at Pranksy and you go, holy shit, this guy's got, at that time, I don't know, how, he's, now he's got 45,000 NFTs in his wallet. He just made two over 2,000 ETH. Started with $600. He made over 2,000. That's sick. And he's made he's made over two thousand ETH on apes. I mean, like it's just insane. And so yeah, you see those absurd. numbers, and and then you you feel incentivized to do to like to do what Pranksy does, but you can't fucking do what Pranksy does because because Pranksy creates what Pranksy does. Like, and the craziest part, you can't, you the can't, craziest part behind that is like I had apes from Pranksy that I made like you know <coughs> 20, 30 ETH off of. So like he didn't <laughs> even maximize the. Oh God, no! He's so—I mean, like he's—he sold them all the way up. Like obviously, like he's—he's—he's he's, he's getting low on them now. I think. And he's out. But just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he I'm out? Sure I mean, out and that's position. one of the weird. But that's—that's that's one of the weird things. I mean, like it's always brought up, like the genie coefficient and stuff. Like early on, with one person having that amount of supply, like if it's someone other than Pranksy, they probably don't know how to manage it. But like he managed. Yeah, they have it. to. He literally had to sell for them to go up. So that he killed it, though. Up. He did the best thing. He was the eight, Bro, he, he was, was the eight hero. market maker. Yeah, like exactly, exactly. Like he made it. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, like, you, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, he, you he look at, at Pranksy and you want to do that, and you like, can't. Be it's Pranksy. like the same thing as like Kane aping in with a bunch of SNX into a liquidity pool and being the initial market maker. Like, it's the exact same thing. It's just in the NFT space. But like this, this idea. Okay, I'm of two minds. Of oh, first. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Pranksy and Nate Alex, they started out, uh, uh, with a race to 1k ETH and Pranksy's, uh, uh, strategy. It's always been the same thing. He's going to corner the market by buying an overwhelming majority of the supply and slowly sell over time and manipulate the market. The guy that's just, that's what he does. And he is brilliant at it. Um, I did a profile of him months and months back, right. As the NFT thing was starting. Um, but, uh, it, it the thing you need to be worried about trying to do that, if you're early to a project that's pretty, that you think that's going to take off and being one of the first buyers, that's there's power there. The problem is the entire space is becoming infinitely more sophisticated. You know, Gary Vee knows that people watches his wallet. He is more than one. You know, Pranksy knows that people watch his wallet. He's got plenty. You know, the 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 yeah. were you smart enough? To, to look at the MeBits contract and find that embedded IPFS link that listed every every trait in each number. No, you weren't, but there were there were dozens and dozens of people who were. And that's you know, who you're you're you're, you're yes, that is who you are trying to trade against. I think it it there's still fun to be had and there's still money to be made by being one of the first guys in the Discord, by just going by hand and studying rarities. And you can have a good good idea once the secondary market opens and figure out how to flip and you can make a little bit of profit. But you do need to increasingly realize that you're playing against guys who 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 analyze these contracts. They're they're looking to exploit profit. They don't give a shit about the art. 
and and like but that's like always going to happen. That's always like going to happen against three AC in the DeFi market. But when like, you, it's, it's like literally trading, the exact same. Yeah, thing. Th- there was a time where it wasn't, but now like you, yeah, you have these major trading firms. Like I talked with Sam Bankman Fried in Miami, and he made fun of me because I told him we're hiring somebody who's who's just going to watch nothing but your wallets. And he laughed. He looked me in the eyes, and he said, "I know why you think that's useful." <laughs> Like the, the, when you when you like trying to get an edge here is impossible when you're playing against people who know that you're and are infinitely smarter than you, and that's what the NFT space is turning into as all this this money making potential. But is out. Thing, yeah. Yeah. If that's like, in any market though. They're, they're, it's in any market, yeah, right? Exactly. That's what I'm trying. Even to the say. stock market. But, you what do you you think you're playing on a free the market? stock market's even worse. It's the fucking look at worse. what happened to AMC when when Robinhood closed the fucking pipeline. Close the pipes and not uh y'all are not trading MC anymore back then. Yeah, I, I think it's that never the, been the, fair. The edge that retail can have in this market though is the art. At the end of the day, it is the art. And if you understand art and you understand like what people will gravitate to and you understand pop culture references, that can be your advantage. Or if you build something you off the project too. Like the apes are there's a bunch of entrepreneurs in there, like the skateboards are a great idea. So anybody could come into one of these projects, become a collector, and then start a spinoff project off of it and build their own product based on it. They're creating their own luck. So it's not just about speculation. It's also about what you're willing to build within the space. And you can literally pump your own bags that way, which is not always I mean, that's my That's my pinned tweet. It's about the difference between being a consumer and the difference between being a creator. Like your upside as a creator is... is unlimited right your your upside as a creator is basically how far to the right you are on the iq curve it's i mean i agree with andrew t what he's saying about how it's getting more and more competitive in that space but there's other games that can be played here and no one's going to be pranksy at pranksy's game because pranksy created that game and he's always going to be on top you gotta find your own game if anybody could turn six hundred dollars to millions they would do it there's a reason not everybody has done it it's hard to do like not everybody can do it it's it's that simple but you have to find your edge right i mean and everybody and everybody can have an edge in this market because there's so many components to it there's an economic component to it there's a blockchain component to it there's a software component to it there's a component to it there's like an understanding of trading mechanics component to it. Like, look what Kiwi's doing. I mean, he doesn't even have to align himself with any particular project. He just becomes a marketplace for liquidity pooling every project. Like, that's insane, you know? Right. Like, I mean, he's he's essentially doing what I'm doing and porting like DeFi knowledge over to this market. And I think that he's going to find product market fit. I think that he's already found product market fit with that. Yeah, you can just take anything that you're good at, even if you're good at making those weird resin inlay tables, and you can apply it to the NFT space, and you can carve out a niche for yourself. But I mean, yeah, to be clear, I'm not saying that it's impossible to make money in crypto. (laughs) What I am saying is that the flippers game is one increasingly populated by sharks yep. and it's important to remember that you're yeah, it's, it's a great point. You know, there's yeah, infinite things to do in NFTs. The flippers game is fucking tough yeah, right now. I agree. Yeah. I mean, remember how easy it was with art blocks early on um, when like minting was somewhat leisurely, like people were buying art blocks secondary that didn't know how to mint them from art block. I mean, people were that naive to begin with, with NFTs. I mean, back then it was like, it was just so, it was so easy to make money. And like that to Andrew's point, 
it's just magnitude is more difficult to have an early edge. But you guys are talking about playing longer games, which is where the money is now. Right. I mean, that's what's happened is people flip these short term projects that they hit on into longer term one of ones for art blocks and stuff like punks. It's I like, think I think that the key thing behind Andrew's point, too, is that a lot of the people that are coming into this like retail uh, participants are not denominated in ether and they're just going to get wrecked. That's yeah, that's a great point. Like when when Nate and Pranked start their started their race to 1k ether and they both now comfortably eclipsed that back in what 2017 2018, you know, they they became millionaires along the way, but they were always denominating in ETH and there's something beautiful about yeah. that. Yeah, I mean and I I've, I've said it I said it earlier, but I I will say it again. Like I'm just copy trading Sue and Kyle and they said that they're denominated in ether until the the proof of stake merge really plays out so until that happens and until i have more information i'm denominated my entire book in ether not just like the nfts but like my stocks my whole fucking portfolio is denominated in ether so if you're trading against me in us dollars good fucking luck <laughs> <laughs> well it's definitely a window in the next couple months here. Sick. You know, if you look like in the Discord yesterday, um, Nate Alex or whatever, I mean, he was saying 90% of his portfolio is in stables right now. And he can't wait for ETH to dip so he can buy NFTs, but like at a really cheap USDT price. Yeah, I'm not going to try to time yeah, the bottom of the market, though. When there's, when there's, I, yeah, I'm I not going to like, like yeah, the decoupling might be happening, guys. Like if 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 punks floors if if ETH continues to crash towards a thousand, and punks stay around twenty ETH, that has massive ramifications yeah. for the NFT market. We've been downtrending like in a range for I don't know how long now, and NFTs continue to rip. Like I don't think it's really outside the realm of possibility. And there's two sides to the coin of that. NFT game, you have people like Nate Alex who are waiting for ETH to dip to buy NFTs, and you have people who are, you know, willing to list their NFTs in the same USD price, but maybe three or four times the ETH price for the long game, you know, where you, you sell it now and then you sell your ETH in two years or whatever when it's worth way more. It's like the whole down in USDC, but up in ETH mentality. I mean, like, Let's just be honest. Like, where is ETH going in 18 months? Exactly. What direction? And that's all you need to know. Up only. We like the cats. Just please, everybody, do me a favor and knock on some wood and then buy my waifus. <laughs> oh, boy. Another thing about this too, though, and I think um, this is also important when it comes to the sort of health and longevity of the NFT space. Um, I was talking to a couple teams in Miami for the Bitcoin conference. They were raising money for Ethereum NFT projects, and the money was still there. That was right amid the 50% pullback. You know, we're still ranging. We're starting to go back down again. But like, it, the entire space was in pain. Um, and they had to fight off investors with a stick. F smart money is still very much, you know, in 2018, when that dip happened, the money fucking disappeared. You know, when you could once get 20 million for a white paper, you, you could have a live product 
and and still not get you know a six figure investment. And now the money is still pouring in here. And I think that 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 means you know it might be more than eighteen months. Let's be clear. Uh, but if there is a prolonged bear That's market, fine. I got time. you know the, <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, a lot of us here, I think, are young and believe in this stuff and know where it's going. But it could be a prolonged bear market. But even so, the smart money's here. The the growing and the building is going to be here because they're willing to invest and the growers and the builders. And like that has huge, huge impact. Like when you were trying to build in 2019, you were eating ramen. You can eat good and feed your family and still build in NFTs, even if we go into a bear market. And the effects of that can't be overstated. How much is Sorari or so rare? What did they raise? Five hundred million dollars or something? I mean, like five hundred fourteen. Yeah, I mean that's, that's just that's, insanity. I mean, I don't even. I don't even I, I've never interacted with them. NFTs are dead. These rounds keep NFTs are dead. If if there's a billion dollar round this year, like we're not in a bear market. Like you guys need to zoom out. And look at the if look so at the Robbie's got five hundred million, it's got to be a billion for somebody else. One hundred percent, bro. Exactly. Yo, Artifact Artifact Studios, our boys, shout out to Artifact. But um, a couple months ago, they raised like a thirty-three million dollar valuation from led by A16Z. Like even on a smaller scale, it's doable, and it's happening every day, y'all. What do you? I mean, what do you guys think about Super Rare doing the like collector benefits and things That's like amazing. that? Amazing, gamifies it even more. Great, right? Touch. I mean, like that's. That that was that was huge, and it was like immediately was like holy shit! Why has no one done this yet? I mean, that was a great thing. I like that can attract. I mean, I don't know. If Su- Super rare is already a good place, but like something Dude. like that, bringing in big tons of big collectors and all this stuff. I mean, that could be that could Bro, be big I'm, time. I'm hosting this company tomorrow, right? And they're launching myenergy.com at some point. But for now, I think it's Cryptograph, and they have this patent, and uh, the on the on the text that whenever you place a bid, let's say one ETH, and you get outbid, you get your money back plus 10% of what you bid. And every time, and you're incentivized to bid every time. So you get 10%. Wait. Every- Hold on, Farouk, you went, you went to the gym and stayed on space, right? Yeah, I'm, I just got here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dedication to the grind, dude. <laughs> this is the Lindy watch. I couldn't tell if you were extremely excited about this project or if you were like, yeah, I'm no, like, kid is on like a step project. climber. He's like bugging right now. This is how we know Farouk is going to make it. This is, this is dedication. Yo, I will run back upstairs if there's something in there right now. But um, it's um, it's just like, yeah, it's not my project. That's why I don't sound excited. It's just I, I was thinking like, it's such a cool technology. I think it's dope. Actually, funny enough, guys, Vitalik's first NFT was with them and now they're relaunching. I thought it was funny. Fun fact, way back then. What are you doing with them? Are you dropping something with them? Because I've talked to them too. No, no, I'm just hosting a room tomorrow. With uh, they're they're doing the Matt Bellamy, the Muse singer NFT release. So, just hosting tomorrow and Sunday, having a chat and everything. What do you think about their tech, actually? Yeah, I talked to like their lead tech and um, Tommy, who's like, did you talk to Tommy? Is he the yeah, one doing yeah, the clubhouse yeah. with you? Um, it's pretty cool. Um, I, the most interesting thing to me is that Vitalik did his thing on there. Yep. Um, and they're, they're integrating with Moon River, like Polkadot. So, so they are setting up some sort of cross chain situation at some point, which nobody's really successfully done that yet. So I'm curious what they're going to do with that. 
Um, I think they have some sort of function where, like, they can, I don't know, they can, like, destroy and then remint an NFT. Did they talk to you about that? Yeah, bro, he talked to me about the whole nine yards because early on I was looking to find investors and put, like, a, you know, um, I forgot the word, but um, anyways, pull some money together. But so I, I, I it's really cool. It's uh, they have something good going on. That's cool. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't quite sure. And I don't know the side chain they're using. I don't know if it's a layer two or if it's just its own blockchain. But they're using like a side chain where you bet or you bid, um, and then it resolves back to Ethereum. I think. I'm not sure if it's its own layer two or what it is. But just imagine like someone like these, right? Like I'm sure you've been to a bunch of fucking auctions, and then you end up to bidding war. And every bid, you get 10% back, given that you don't win, right? I just like that idea. Going back to the question that's super having, like, incentives to bid. That is some incredibly powerful pumponomics. Like, oh, if yeah. somebody does that, <laughs> being incentivized to bid, it's literally it becomes a game of hot potato. Because <laughs> then you're just sitting with the fucking final bid. Holy shit, somebody just perfected pumponomics. <laughs> It's, it's a pure Ponzi. It's a literally a kindergartner's game. Bill Drummond would be proud. God, let's, let's do an EIP to, to make it so that every single NFT and NFT platform has this. In order to bid on Ethereum, <laughs> you get 10% of it back. Holy shit. So you made me laugh and I almost fell off the treadmill. My phone dropped. Did someone just name drop Bill Drummond? <laughs> are we buying? Are we buying yeah, Anthony Apple? I was talking about the. We love. Yeah, I was talking about the DeFi developer, uh, but I know that you know some guy burnt a million pounds in England in the nineties as well. Oh no! I mean, yeah, I was talking about I was talking about Bill the DeFi the DeFi developer. That sounds charitable now after I was involved in all this burning the state stuff. Yeah, man. Like that's something I've been thinking about for a while too. It just seems like uh, a lot of the cleverness and the money DeFi folks did a, a year ago. Really, it was yeah, it was the summer of last year when Bill was big. Um, nobody's trying to do those with NFTs, and so this like you get some of the money back for your bids thing. That's a classic money game move, um, and and I want to see more stuff where like. You buy the NFT, but you give it permission to uh, burn itself, you know, deflationary games based on some random thing or market dynamics. Like not enough folks are being really fun about it, right? Right now it's all, you print 10K and then you play a community game. Can, can we get a cult around us? I think there are ways to incentivize that with smart contract logic that would be like way more fun and way more interesting. Like Bill, Bill, if you're listening, please come back. And play with NFTs. Speaking of NFTs that burn themselves, actually, remember the last Sotheby's auction? Uh, Amir, actually, Mondor, he won the auction for it, that bid. Um, if the, it's a, it's a, it's activists. They did this really cool piece where if the temperature on Earth goes back above like two Celsius, something like that, the, the NFT self-destroys and burns itself. So Bill's, it's doable. I mean, Bill's stuff actually at the beginning was incredibly fun. I mean, it all burned like burn the state, but I mean, it was that the early burn the state stuff was insane.
Does anyone have uh, frame urgences on stage? <clears throat> That's my biggest burning uh, win lately. And I, I, I'm winning because I didn't burn any of them. That sounds like a sick, pro sick project. Please ping a thing. Um, the only burn one I think I might be involved with right now is the Kevin A. Bosch 11.11 drop. Um, he said that uh, if you trade it, you don't get rewards for a thing in the future, but I don't know if he's going to burn things. But I do know that his NFTs have like weird permissions, so who knows? Wait, he doesn't want you to trade it? I, did I hear that right? Yeah, like as part of his initial like manifesto thing, he did this big time is attention thing. Um, and uh, he's already distributed rewards from a previous project he did, which is I am a coin, um, where he tokenized his blood. Oh. Uh, and he's distributed. Yeah, it's he's he's a weird dude. He's very fun. Check him out. Uh, but he distributed that to holders. But I think he distributed less to people who bought and then sold. And so he's he's just another one of these guys who's playing with this kind of stuff. He also sold a potato, a picture of a potato for a million dollars once. So shouts to Kevin. He's he's thriving. <laughs> what? As an NFT or was just straight up a picture of a potato and somebody paid him a million dollars? Yeah, no, somebody, it wasn't even an NFT. They just paid him a million dollars for a picture of a potato. <laughs> Great A finesser. Speaking of burn and Andrew, I had a talk with uh, with uh, earlier. We remember we talked about the Damon Hurst uh, burn stuff. I think we were in the room yesterday, so I think it would be really cool to have him on and explain everything and how shit's gonna happen. I don't know, these if you look into the Damon Hurst drop, but that's coming up. It's really cool. Oh, Andrew was talking about earlier. We talked about a little bit yesterday. It, it gets it gets brought up a bit. Oh shit, must have missed that. Yo, Chan, there's one more uh one more black hoodie under one. You can't be leaking all the alpha, man. Sir, maybe somebody wants to grab it. Somebody better grab it. It's the best best hoodie on the market. And it's a green background too. The 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 bottom four are green backgrounds. What project are you talking about? Cool cat. The cats, sir. Of course it's the cats. The, There's... the black and yellow hoodie, it reminds me so much of the, the Jordan 4 Thunders. Like that's I saw Chan get that and then I like immediately looked it up and like got some. Yeah, this five is my cats that I own. Five cats until a point seven two floor. Wow. I think it was actually higher. I think it was 0.75 and then a bunch of weak. This is like really good because it's just like it's getting rid of all the weak hands. Is anybody, is there any details about the ghost collab? Like, do you need to own a certain number? Do we know anything about no that collab yet? We know Damn. nothing. Damn.
I mean, his stuff is just this week. It's just literally gone in a vertical line. Instead of being down bad, we are up good today for sure. Yeah, it, it's up only today. And I think that it'll be up only tomorrow also just because of my uh, retail Friday check thesis. But we'll see. We'll see if that plays out. Dude, the cats went up to 4.5K volume traded. I think it went up 1,000 since the yeah. announcement. Yeah, and it's almost at 3,000 unique holders too. Oh, That's dude, I, insane. I love going in the Artblox Discord and seeing people post print pictures of like their ringers or their fidenzas or like anything else it's such a good feeling yeah i definitely want one so i finally get a fidenza i definitely want to get like a print for it for sure yeah, i got mine in the mail the other day and i took it to the framer shop and i was like i had never taken it out of the box until until then and i was like literally just like in awe of how good it looked it was so nice meanwhile so everybody loves the cats what are we thinking about the comic book? Because if you guys are looking at the comic book, the floor is rising. Is it? I, I, I own a bunch of sixty. <laughs> Dang. Oh, wait, that comic book. I thought we were talking about the uh, the bunch. So there's uh now the cat. Oh, there's a bunch of sales at point two. I yeah, mean, it's, it's right. It's like it's pretty low. That's the only thing. It's, it's there's only on. so many of them right exactly how many did you get you got one yeah, he dropped one to me actually yeah i was supposed to get two i think and my other wallet did, did not what's, get one what's the comics distribution methods are they doing something cool with like uh minting and provenance like euler beats or is it just you can own a, like a print of an original or something what are they doing there I, for the Cats comics, I, I, we have no idea, I don't think. Yeah, at least I don't I th- have any idea. I think it's just work in progress. He just started, but just looking at I mean, it just looks cool from a start. It also part. just says we like the cats on it. So. <laughs> isn't, yeah. the, isn't the floor <laughs> 70 <laughs> ETH? No, a bunch of people listed on that real low. Oh, the, shit, the floor is like one. 0.3. Yeah, at, at the beginning of the day, like when they first dropped on. So there's, there's it looks like there's, uh, let's see, uh, nine. There's about 11 under one, and then it goes from one to 10 really quickly. And there's only, um, I think, like 400 or so. There's, let's see. Yeah, uh, distribution, 421. Is, distribution is spread to everybody, so it's pretty unique. Yeah, we'll see what happens when when it gets to this one ETH floor or if more people will just keep listing them. I mean, I don't know how many people had five cats in their wallet, but I mean, obviously it wasn't that many people if there's only 412 of the comic. Yeah, I I think it's going to do really well, actually. I mean, it just looks sick. Yeah, I agree. What if you didn't get one? Is there any way to get one? I have like 15 cats. Maybe I don't try know how that works because maybe, like, I didn't get one in my other wallet either. No, it was the, it was randomly airdropped by a committee member. Maybe yeah. find out who it Wait, is. But I thought I thought it was like it was randomly airdropped to people with four cats, but everyone with five cats got it. And maybe that no, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I, I guess I read it wrong. You should check the Discord for sure though. Uh, ask someone there. Was it the actual 
Cool Cats project no, 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 or is it some not, other it's project? It's a community member. I mean, I'm not, I'm not tripping like that hard. It's just like, if it was random, it's random. I, I don't care. Did you guys see that Hash Demons announced they're working with this dev team on the arena? It's called Ethamira. They have another like arena type game called Samurai Village. I just dropped the uh, the tweet from uh, it's suited sneakers chef Dave about the uh, the comic just in case any of you wanted to hit him up or see more. Man, speaking of coming from DeFi to NFTs, it just blows my mind. I don't know, like it feel it feels like it happened like three weeks ago, but now every NFT project has a roadmap. And I, I just like that that's not a thing that happened before where the sort of an announcement of an announcement uh, could pump a thing that that kind of mindset didn't apply to NFTs. I think the dogs and now the that dogs really- was what kicked that off, honestly, because as soon as the dog thing happened, like the apes just skyrocketed. That was like the initial like huge pump for this whole space. And now everybody's trying to recreate that. I mean, in one sense, it's there's there's something kind of pure and good about it to the extent that that means like you can do a 10k drop now, um, and you can do it less on necessarily the basis of your art or your community, but instead do it because you have plans to do a video game, and so now the NFTs are effectively being used as a Kickstarter or something. Um, I just do think it's going to lead to a uh, growing prevalence of scams. Yeah, it's very ICS. In that, you know, yeah, you can you can pitch a good vision and then do nothing and walk away with a massive bag of ETH. Crypto celebs. Well, I'm just waiting for one of these reveal projects to do exactly that. Just say they're going to reveal in a week and never do. It's like these fucking rugs, dude. If I don't catch actually. These Whoever the first, the, can we say that there's value in being the first one doing that? <laughs> People that the okay. first rug? The first rug, and then you just keep that. They, everyone That's has the, the same. Yeah, this is not financial or legal advice. <laughs> That's the name of the project. The first rug? Oh, my God. Watch someone after this space. Maybe make it happen. Uh, uh, somebody already did. This was, uh, like, six months ago. Um, an artist... Uh, uh, he posted NFTs that were just portraits of major crypto figures. And then after a week after they had been sold, he replaced them with rugs because he had the metadata associated with the NFTs on this insecure platform. And he was making a point that like, if if people don't have their tech right, NFTs are not, what? you know, immutable or mortal at all. Yeah, it was it was a great project. It was fucking fascinating. So yeah, like uh, this is a rare case where the artist front runs the business. People are going to be rugging us left and right, but he literally <laughs> rugged some folks. He replaced the art that they bought with pictures of rugs. I thought it was brilliant. That's a, Yeah, that's hilarious. That's actually pretty, pretty hilarious. Are you still on the treadmill or what? Or are you getting the pump on now? No, we, we are here. I tried now. 
Yo, if if we're gullible though, if we're now believing in NFT roadmaps, who has the most promising out there? What are what are some NFT roadmaps that we actually think will, you know, pull an Ave, right? They started as Lend and they're like one of the only 2017 ICOs that succeeded. Did they have That's, a roadmap who, or did they just go. Stani forever. <laughs> I like I feel like I feel like they just intelligently pivoted and found product market fit. I don't know if that was like their roadmap to to go from ETH Lend to Ave and then build out like what they currently have. I don't know what their initial product is. They might be right. And so maybe you should give a shit about somebody's roadmap one way or another. Because if they're a good team, they'll just pivot anyway. Yeah, I mean, Shit. I feel like I feel like the ape roadmap is going to get delivered on because they've showed that they're going to deliver. And I also think that the cats are going to deliver, and irrespective of whether they've released the entire roadmap so far. But outside of that, like, I would really like to see people just not with the roadmap and just shipping stuff, like under promise over deliver, and that is going to be the formula that works. Wizards is looking kind of promising. Like their launch, their mint page was really well put together. And then pretty quickly, every day, they have kind of new stuff coming out, shipping. Yeah, and even some of the, the more best performing stuff is, is just art, stuff that doesn't need a roadmap. And the NFTs are just, you know, they speak for themselves. I have noticed that a feature of some roadmaps is that um, they're just promising more NFTs in the future. By owning this one, you can get a future drop. How do we feel about that and the potentially dilutive like, market effects that that has? I mean, it seemed to work fine for the apes. It short term, you know, cause a little dip in both, but I mean, the apes themselves but have I, recovered. I think but... that that was the first, that was like, everybody's copying that though. That's the problem, right? Like True. people are doing that because they saw the success that that had. I do think that it is dilutive to the overall market and it is going to cause like some short term rotations. Um, I think that it's like an inevitable part of like the crypto ethos though, is to like airdrop shit to people <laughs> like at this point. Um, and like people are expecting it. So I don't know. I, I think that people are going to do it. Um, it's going to pump the price in the short term. Some are going to be successful. A lot of them are not going to be successful. Weren't the me bits first? Well, you had to mint those though, correct? No. Please? Well, yeah, but no, you were given them if you were a punk owner. Yeah, okay. It was uh, 14,000, 14, 10,000 went to original yeah. holders, and I believe ah, okay. in, uh, went, were new and mints. And then the rest, yeah. you could mint them for two and a half uh, years. Gotcha. So if yeah. you didn't have a punk, you had to mint it for two right. and a half. Right. There's 20,000 20, Mebits. Yeah, 20,000 Mebits. What's the floor price on Mebits right now? Like one, 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 one point nine. eight or something. Yeah, one nine this morning, I think. Oh, so so they're, so they're still down. not even at the mint price. Yeah, but... Slow rise. It was way. Down. But but look at if you look at the 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 chart on on that though, like that's a classic ICO chart. Like that was <laughs> yeah. They pumped in the first three days, went to shit, and now they're recovering. The kennels are like doing that. Uh, the kennels are doing that too. The board ape kennel club, same shit. Pumped down and now coming back.
Yeah, I'm like torn on those. Like, I honestly think that a lot of people are buying them, one, to match the number that they have for their eighth so that they can guarantee, like, if something is dropped to only owners of the exclusive same ape and dog, um, they'll get that, like, future airdrop. And then um, I think some people are assuming that dog owners are going to get airdrop something. So I feel like there's, like, this, like, risk premium that's priced into the dogs and the apes that includes this expectation of something coming in the future. And I don't necessarily think that it would be a good decision for the Board Ape Yacht Club to do that this soon. I got lucky. I mean, I got my, my dog's not rare at all. It's actually one of the least rare, but it matches exactly the ape it was mixed with. So it's like perfect combo. Yeah, and we're just going to keep it, right? Yeah, I'm not going to sell a dog for less than one. I mean, you know, it's under one ETH right now. There's no reason to sell it. Might as well hold and bundle in the, in the long run. And and that's actually, a great point, too. That, you can bundle them together. But, bro, also, they literally said that if you're a dog, when, when the dro- dogs uh, dropped, they announced the same night that if you're a dog and ape owner, there's stuff down the line for you. And if you're a dog owner, only, only there's stuff that line for you too, which is good because that way it doesn't exclude people saying. who bought the dogs to enter the community. Therefore, there's automatically almost 20,000 people that can technically be part of the community, right? Whether you're an ape or a dog. Yeah. And speaking of the promises, yeah, like you don't have to be so bullish on promises, but once it's been respected and committed to, like the apes can do with the dogs, like in such a big way, you know that team is only going up. Like, but is that, is that anticipation priced in to the current price? I mean, yeah. You can, you can well, make the logical argument that it is. The reason why right now the floor went flying is because it was an announcement of a surprise, right? That's why, like, the floor took fire. Exactly. So let's see what happened after the ghost drop with the cats, right? Because right now the market reacted to the news. Obviously, that's data. Like, the floor doesn't lie right now. And let's see what happens after it goes. But in my opinion, it can only be better. But let's see what's up. Because we don't know what that is. <laughs> Yo, is anybody thinking about the pills tomorrow? Yeah, they look pretty dope. I was just They're reading like trees, through the right? whole... I was just reading through the entire roadmap. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty detailed, actually. Are they all trees? Or are they different things? No, they're the pills. Oh, I saw yeah. those. Yeah, but I, I think that those. they explode yeah, and like ins- they go into something. They like turn into something. Yeah, and then there's like an AR component. There's a lot of detail here. If anyone's interested, byopills.com. That what time is that one at? I think it's at eleven a.m. Eastern, and it's point oh six minute ten thousand. So what is the what's the general consensus for how much longer this lasts? <laughs> what lasts? <laughs> Twenty four hours. Like generative like nonsense. Because these, I remember you saying like, I don't know how much longer this is gonna last, but that was like two weeks ago. Do you remember what I said about like? how I was ignorant of the dogs and I thought the dogs wasn't going to last and I didn't partake in any of it and then it went up for like a month or two straight. 
Yeah. So, like, I said, I'm not going to make the same mistake this time. I'm just going to admit, like, every fucking project I see that seems reasonable if I can talk to the people. And here we are. Yeah, I do, th- I do think that that's, that's kind of, like, an interesting point is, like, at least with, like, the goblins, right? Like, we, we literally talked to them yesterday. And then Cobble came into Hunter's space today and wasn't talking about his project at all. He was, like, just, like, enjoying the conversation of, like, just crypt- like other crypto stuff. So, I don't know. I think that that's definitely an interesting component, too. It's, like, we've been kind of talking to these the teams. Yeah, and I, I don't sometimes know it doesn't work out like how we think it is, but we learn from it. Like, you know, the DGEN's launch didn't go how we thought it would, and then we learned from it. Um, Polymorphs didn't go how we thought it would. We learned from it. But, like, other things have been massive successes. So, To be fair, on the on the DGEN space, Yuppie and I were just very, very clearly signaling that we were buying the cats. <laughs> the entire time. We were buying the cats. Why? Why do you think the DGENs didn't work? Like, what happened? The buyback was a bad mechanism. The pricing was too high. The uh, floor art was really bad. So, like, if you didn't have a top, like, 100 DGEN, like, it probably looked bad. So, it's like, no one wants to use it as an avatar. Um, So, their trait rarity, like, the distribution of it needed to be tweaked. They had, um, let me think. What else would we say would be one of the other big ones? I'm not sure. I think that there was a lot of variation in the characters, too. I don't know if we've seen that ha- like, I don't know if we've seen that have success in a project yet. They were like, a little busy, the too, apes, weren't they? Yeah, they're very, they're very busy, and they're all different characters. Like, the apes are all apes. The cats are all cats. They're all, like, fairly similar-looking, whereas, like, the DGENs are all like all these different characters. The polymorphs are all these different characters. So there's like all these traits and then all these different base characters. And it's like just a lot going on. Once we found out they were only working, once we found out the DGENs were only working on the project for three weeks, that also got a lot of people worried. And so they started dumping, including myself. I still yeah, have like I mean, such a mistake. The most. Like it can't can be overstated. Like the fact that, like the reason I think the cool cats did so well, uh, for I mean many other reasons, but none of them look bad. Every single one of them looks good, and somebody wants to have it as their avatar. And if ninety percent of your project doesn't look good, like the floor stuff, like it's gonna be hard to build a, a good community around it. Yeah, there's like a there's like a negative component to burning them because it's just less people that can be involved in the community. Well, right now I feel safe with like if I see the project and then like every single artwork, then I don't mind getting into it and getting more. Because at the end of the day, like even if the project doesn't work, but you really, really like the artwork and really right like the project, then you can just supporting the artist Bye. and it's good. Yeah, I don't even think that the DGEN's art was bad necessarily. Like a lot of the, a lot of the top ones are pretty dope. Like I don't know how you guys think about them, but I saw some that were pretty cool looking. Like D's, what do you what do you think? About, I, like, I thought some the, of the, top the Moon Boys weren't great. 
I wasn't a fan of the goddesses. I really liked the whales. I liked the wizards. Um, and I liked the crabs. So, like... Yeah, the wizards were sick. They should have made more of those. Like, they barely had any whales, right? Yeah, I understand what they wanted to do by making, like, the whales really rare. But, like, if the thing with a cat is, like, every cat looks good. No matter what. It's, like, even the worst cat, someone can use it. So... It's hard to build a community around, like, the top 5% of a collection. All the Zodiacs look really good, but I don't know. It's almost like they all look too good. Like, the, <laughs> every, even the floor one looks like an amazing, epic, rare one. Yeah, it's, it is. It's kind of hard to tell which ones are rare until you sort by, like, highest listing. And then some of the, like, really high listings are, like, insane. But I do agree. Like, I, I think that they look really cool. But also, it might be a bit too busy for a profile pic, too, though. So they're saying. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, like, in the background and everything. But I think it kind of fits the theme, though, at the same time. I don't know. I'm going to end the space in, like, 10 minutes. It's been going on for about seven hours, I think. <laughs> yeah. You are quite the trooper. If we have anything, <laughs> if we have anything we need to discuss, get it out here in this last ten minutes. Three to five times today. <laughs> it's like a home. You're just coming in and out. What's up, Dimpo? I imagine like uh, once we all make it big time, there's some movie. Where like you know, it's obviously documenting Tease's life, and it shows like the side by side of what's happening in the space conversation and what Tease is doing throughout the day while he's on the space. <laughs> it's nice for like us because like we can pop in and out whenever we want, and it's it's really nice and liberating. But Tease is like chained to the wall, like phone There's plugged times in. Where I, I let it go on autopilot. There should be co-hosting on these things. I feel like co-hosting is a feature that they should build soon. That's that's going to end up being like an iPhone feature and like iPhone 14. Yeah, the the ability to pass it off is is definitely needed cuz otherwise like if the host leaves, then you have to migrate everyone to a different space and it, people are just not going to do that. Man, what a big day it's been at NFTs, though. I just, like, it still blows my mind that there's been two one-for-one other project to punk trades that were unexpected, a funk and a Twin Flames. Were they both for floor ones? What was the Twin Flames one for? I don't know. I think it was near floor, if not floor. I was, I was hoping Deez was going to jump in there because uh, he's the punk I didn't, expert. I didn't see the Twin Flames one that got traded. Um, Is but... anybody else having a problem with the spaces today? Oh, I got it's not kicked great. out like yeah. three times. I keep getting a connection, like keep getting tech. lost. 
we're sorry. We wish we could help, but we're also having the similar problems. Number of times I've had to force stop Twitter on my Android phone is is a lot. Yeah, like I, I, I'm like afraid to use this application when I'm in the space because I just know that it's going to crash. Like I checked my DMs before it crashed. I think I like retweeted something and it crashed. So, oh, so that's the reason? I don't know. I don't know if there's a rhyme or reason to it, but it seems like anytime I actually try to do something else, like while I'm in the space, it just doesn't work. Yeah, it's super buggy. I've also seen uh, Shekinah in the space a lot today. Did she ever come up and talk? I'm curious how her uh, NFT collection is coming along. No, hey, I got a I question. She did. Uh, why do y'all feel like polymorphs haven't done very well? I mean, besides the fact that the floor price is not that great, uh, I'm just I'm just curious. I mean, I was saying that just based off the floor price, like that. Got it. Not not anything about the team or anything. Like, I still have all mine. Right, I'm right. just saying, like from the short term side of just taking shots at all these projects, that's been one of the ones where it just like didn't really have a ceiling. What what does what does recovery look like for like like if you're if you're Polymarsh or, or whoever you got a project like that, it doesn't do very well on launch. Floor prices aren't great. Like, what does a good recovery look like there? Like, what people have to gravitate towards it, right? Like, do you uh, see that many people outside of the team putting the polymorphs as their avatar? I think it's going to come from the universe DAO itself. Like, as they start to develop more things, if they sort of pay homage to the early supporters who bought the who bought the polymorphs, and and universe DAO does you know a lot of the things that they're set out to do. I think that's where it's, what the recovery is going to look like. Yeah, agreed. They also have that airdrop for the early early holders. That's nice too. Yeah. But what if yeah, you're it not? It kind of seems like people didn't really gravitate to the art as much as, as some of the other projects, but like the tech might catch up with the floor. They also like, said today quickly. that the art's going to change. They uh, they made a post about that. Yeah, that was my I next mean, point. Was that just because the nature of polymorphs? Like, does it? I mean, you know, the NFTs themselves, like the art can change. So Yeah, I mean they're like eight things but on the eight chain instead of Matic. Right. You have a really nice photo, by the way. I really enjoy that. Thank you. Can we start a end of each day bet about what we think the squiggle for is gonna be the next day? I feel like it's just so <laughs> mind blowing. I'm really new to NFTs, and just a buddy of mine was like, "You should buy a squiggle." And I was like, "I can't believe I'm spending much this much money on a fucking squiggle." And I bought it. it wasn't and wrong, I'm like, though. "Wow, yeah, it wasn't wrong." All right, I'm gonna start a few polls. I'm gonna start some polls on this topic. This is good. What's the squiggle for right now? I think it's like three point eight. Holy shit! Is it really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's definitely going to five. The question is if it gets above 10 or not. That is above, definitely above seven. It depends on how many flippers are coming in versus people who are planning on holding this thing for like three to five years. Like, was a lot of 200 the, listed though? Yeah, 10,000. A lot of the people who have a lot, they're comfy. It's like Snowfro, Derek. I think Von Mises has already sold like 150 of them. But what's wild to me is the ones, the ones that are being listed and bought, 
they're not they're not full spectrum and they're, they're the ones that are being bought at like the floor of 3.8 four ish they're not full spectrum they're maybe like one or two colors like it's not even mine's not full spectrum i mean it's closed but it's it's not oh floor is um, going down right now floor is 3.3 Honestly, I don't really think that that matters as much as like if full thesis is like, oh, this is I'm treating this like uh, the art blocks platform equity, which I think that a lot of people are, then I don't think it really matters. I mean, obviously, the the rarer ones are going to go for more and are going to appreciate more than the ones on the floor. But at the end of the day, like if that's how we're thinking about this bet, then all of them are going to go up irrespective of what they look like. Yeah, I mean, people who bought today, there's a good portion of them who are sort of in the same boat as we are in terms of our blocks and, you know, never sell for a million years. But there's also people who notice, like, a pump when they see it and they just want to ride it, get a quick key of Ethereum and cash out, which is fine. I feel like there's been a lot more of that lately, though. I mean, I'm relatively new to buying with our blocks. And, like, like I bought one uh, today. Uh, I can't remember the name of the release today. It was, like, uh, Alien, Alien Clock or something. Uh, and the amount of gas that I had to cough up was non-trivial oh, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and it just seems to be like a reoccurring theme. And then as soon as everyone buys, it's just tons and tons of listings. Oh, just wait, just wait. There's a certain one in the pipeline that, uh, I don't know. Yeah. The, the holy one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that the, in, in order to mint one, I don't even want to know what, like, Gwei is going to be. Yeah, just plug your nose but, and do it. It's going to be worth it. Yeah, just just type in the, the, the largest number that you can say out loud, and that's what it's going to be. Although they, they've been talking about a new system, too, so we'll see we'll see where things are by that time. Yeah, and we'll see where the NFT, like, the general NFT market is at that time, right? I mean, because this is, like... All of these little projects, they're like fucking Jordan 1 mids that are dropping on the sneakers app. And this is like the Travis Scott Jordan 1. And, yeah. you know, right. that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, I mean, a, a bear market would be nice just to, you know, get some people out of the market short-term flipping for now and that when some of those projects eventually do release. I just don't it's, really it's know. It's weird though because I see I see like the opposite happening. Like I see, yeah, I don't see I, that. Yeah. I see the right. curated art blocks all going up like very slowly. Like um, all of the ones that I kind of bought up like a few weeks ago, uh, a lot of the earlier curated projects, like there you you just see them complete like slowly rising. Like the fermenties, I sold two of those. Um, I think the watercolors are starting to go up. Like all of the curated projects are starting to go up. So you're seeing, I think people take profits from the like profile nonsense and pour it into art blocks because I mean, Chan, like we're, <laughs> we're, we're art blocks, whether this is a joke or not, like we're art blocks maximalists at the end of the day. Like yeah. for the most part, like we're going to try to accumulate either more ether or more art blocks. Right, like this pump didn't just happen today. They, like if you go look at the OpenSea activity page, Artblocks volume has been up for over a month now, like insane levels. I think it's just like, like the reflexivity of like people finding out what what Artblocks even is. Right. Right. Like, like people people don't understand that like this is a new medium for art. Like the, the the market cap potential or like the potential marketability of this is like insanely high. I don't even think we've come close to realizing the potential. 
I mean, imagine finding like the first, like you imagine you were born in like the whatever 1400s when oil paint, it's not the right year, but like imagine being born when oil painting was invented and like you could buy like some of the first oil paintings or whatever. Like that's crazy. It's also just like really close to being like a permissionless NFT because, or if, if it's not like the closest thing that we have to a permissionless NFT, because it doesn't rely on IPFS, like you can regenerate the art block with the hash and the uh, immutably deployed code. Right. So like any crypto native person that like sees that's what it is immediately understands like the value of this thing. And those are the people that are just buying up all the squiggles and all of these curated projects and just not selling them. All right, yeah, it's eight yeah. o'clock. I'm gonna end the space. Have a good right, day. Appreciate, appreciate you hosting it. Good seeing you guys. Yeah, anytime. Take care. Take care.